man, that PRP, plate leverage plasma with stem cells is the shit. Did you do it in Vegas? Yeah, one week later, my elbow's feeling great. It's the Brian Callen Show, ladies and gentlemen. We are live. The Brian Callen MMA Brian Callen. Fe- spectacular. Perf- <laughs> That's right. Fresh, fresh off of Christmas, everybody. Had a bit of the flu. Touched the flu. Put me on my back for a couple hours every day. Did you get then the I flu? Would rally. Sure did. Did you get the flu shots? Nope, did not. I who should. Get, who gets those? I, I don't get those. I, I should. Flu's up seventy percent. Yeah. 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 Well, he, he, apparently it's a very complicated thing to try to nail which flu virus is yeah. going to hit people, and they don't get it. They don't get it right a lot. Yeah. The CDC will sometimes be like, "Listen, we just checked. This flu's coming in. It's a bitch." But here's the problem: a lot of times they'll even admit when you get the flu shot, it doesn't take. It doesn't. It helps a little bit. Um, it'll make the flu. You also you get, get the less. flu. You can you get, get the flu. flu. Yeah, when yeah. The, that's what they're injecting the flu in you. Like well, you I've get, gotten the flu shot. It's got like sick as fuck. It's the dead really? virus. I think. Yeah, it's the dead. dead but it, virus. but it has. Though. There's a reaction that some people have yes. to it, right? Yeah, you can it, never. Yeah. You can have a uh, when you're sick. If you're about to get sick or you're feeling sick, don't get the flu shot. They say. Who but gets some flu shot? Yeah, they say don't get it when your immune system's compromised. Yeah. Correct. But sometimes they can give you the flu shot and everybody will get the flu and you won't. So yeah. it does work. Yes. Sometimes. Yeah. But I'll I don't do think it. it's... I need to. I just don't... You know, it's like, do I want to go in there and get a shot? I'm a pussy. I'm like, ah, I'll just get sick for 10 days. I just don't want to do it. I'll tell you what, if I'm Francis, or if I'm Steepy, I'm trying to give fucking Francis the flu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A little segue. No, best <laughs> blow some fucking poisonous... Something. Some North Korean just... Oh, yeah. Something. Anything. They found that North Korean soldier that defected. He yeah. had been uh, vaccinated against anthrax. What? Yeah. And they're like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. No. yeah, he's the second guy that defected in a month. Oh, yeah, well, that guy. Oh, yeah, because yeah. the first guy they found, like, parasites. crazy parasites and yeah, he was all kernels of up. corn yeah. in, his, in his thing. He was eating raw Like corn. tapeworms Ugh. and everything. Yeah, right? yeah. poor guy. They yeah. star- they're starving to death over there. North they Korea. No food. Well, communism works, especially. It doesn't turn into a, a, it's a monarchy. It's yeah, communism is the best. All you fucking freaks out there, all you young millennials wearing yeah. beads. Yeah. Jesus Christ. get North Korea. Look, I'm not exactly a history major, but... But I know enough about history to know about Marxism now. Oh. Especially after talking to Jordan Peterson about it, I dove deep into it. Just oh, yeah. I was like, what, what is the history of this stuff? It's yeah. all terrible. Of course it is. It's, it doesn't work. No. It's like it's not human because nature. Because you need you need a central power. You need someone to keep the ones that are getting. I talked to an academic the other day. I said, "So what are you saying?" He kept talking about the the. Um, he was talking about the Scandinavian system of government and how great it was. I go, "When was the last time you bought something made in Scandinavia?" I like Scandinavia, but Isn't like Sobs, Sobs, and IKEA. You're, we're talking a good on car. a fucking, Ikea's kind of, yeah, on, we're talking on an iPad. I mean, Sob's a good car. Sure, there are certain things, <clears throat> but we're talking on an iPad right now. Everything was, you know, yeah, everything was made in the marketplace. So right. go fuck yourself. Well, it's definitely a smaller place too, right? You know, you're not dealing yeah, with Yeah, it's called seven, th- seven million people, people eight yeah. million people in, in, in Sweden. Well, I mean, what's, what's the last good thing Russia made? It's a no. good point. Not, not the Kalashnikov. Vodka? Yeah, the Kalashnikov. Yeah, in they the made 50s. some good rifles. And the, I think it was 57. They, made, they, were, they had some good strides they made in rocketry. You know, they were the first guy to put a guy into orbit, although they absolutely did fake the video footage that they released of Yuri Gagarin. Is that his name? Yuri Gagarin. Yuri Gagarin in space. They've yeah. proven that there's no way you could get the kind of camera that you would need to record that, which film in that small capsule that he was floating around in space in, and then there's light coming from two doors. So they have, like, lights on him, these dumb fucks. Yeah. They have lights on him. He's in a cabin, and he's faking 
And he's like, yeah. like they, he the, really the, did do it, but they didn't really get footage of him doing no. it. So they faked the footage, but he actually they faked did it? the footage, I'm yeah. cool with the, that. The Russians have bummed me like out because movie. Russia- well, it's just propaganda. They yeah. all did it. That well, yeah. the, the Russians are amazing at anything they put their mind to. Like the, the culture itself, they work so hard. Like when, if you look at them, they're like, we want to be great power lifters, great, great wrestlers. Anything they They're kind all of like, doing steroids. Even dude, that, the really dude, did, you, did you watch that movie, Icarus? the Brian Fogel movie? Yes. Yeah. 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 How fucking crazy Fantastic. is that? Everybody doing them. Everybody. 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 Aren't they banned from the Olympics? Ba- here's they the just thing. get banned? They banned yeah. them, but here's what's really squirrely. It's a weird band. They, they, one of the things they did, they took medals away from a couple of people, but the people they take medals away, like they say, you can't compete in this sport. And now they've pulled them out of a couple sports that nobody gives a fuck about. And yeah. here's the other problem. The IOC and WADA, the World Anti-Doping Agency, they're completely interconnected. People work for both of them. Yeah, they shady. go back and forth in between each other. Yeah. They have an incestuous relationship. And that was all exposed by Brian Fogel in that right. movie. It's a fucking right. great movie. Yeah, Icarus, is. if you haven't seen it, you want to know like the depths <clears throat> of doping. I love that guy. I love ne- that Russian Netflix. guy. Yeah. That Amazing. Russian guy was fascinating to me. And he, he had been an athlete. And then he's in a witness protection program, right? I mean, he's basically afraid for his life. Yes. Look yeah, at this. Hiding. Russia is banned from the 2018 Olympics and the athletes are told to compete under the Olympic flag not representing a company a country rather so now the Olympics are a country Olympics are going to get their own country that's going to be the new America Olympics. It's going to be all Russians. They're the country that did. They, they had state. The, most of these states it's a lot of it's state sponsored. Yeah. And the anabolics were coming out of China I think. They're and, coming out uh, all over. You're the crazy place. if you think yeah. Russia's the only one doing crazy. that. You're crazy. You're China crazy. China did the same thing. Brian Fogel pointed out that China did the exact same thing in Beijing. They won all these fucking gold medals. Like crazy, they were winning gold medals. And when there's a disproportionate amount of gold medals that are being won in your home country, yeah, you gotta go, okay, okay, skeptical mm-hmm. hippo face. Why, why am I a little? Uh, why am I a little? concerned here that the financial gains of making that many Olympic gold medals are so fucking irresistible. Dude, look what he did for Jamaica. Oh, yeah. You know, Jamaica doesn't have the fast sprinters in the world. Brandon. They're not known for that. Brandon. No, they kind of burst onto the scene. Track is a national sport. Now. Right, but there's no denying that there's an extreme and rampant abuse of performance no, enhancing drugs. Nobody's been drugs. caught. No, they have been caught. Okay, one guy's been they caught. Been the caught. Guy, I they think took they, the relay uh, gold medal the away from The guy they called the Beast? Bolt. He might have been. I think they're all called the Beast. Well, when I was talking to Victor Conte, who mm-hmm. is, by the way, as balls deep into that world as possible. The yeah. ultimate snitch of snitches. The snitch Carry on. He fucked Barry Bonds over. Of yeah. Snitches. Yeah. First team all snitch. The guy who was the head of Balco, who made that clear <laughs> shit that was undetectable for a little while until they figured out how to detect it, <laughs> which yeah. is what they always do. He said, all of track and feels dirty. Of course. All of it. Yeah. So if you get some dudes coming out of Jamaica or France or Spain or whatever, and they yeah. just burst onto the scene, they start fucking running faster than anybody else, they're, they're doing some shit that no one knows about I, yet. I know a woman who's going to compete uh, for a country. How big's her dick? And uh, she, had a, she had a dick on her. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and she had a dick. And, she had a dick. But the steroids didn't help. But she was uh, training to be a triathlete. And she was, going, she was American, <laughs> but she was going to represent the country of her origin. And I uh, started training, and she was a phenomenal athlete and everything else. And her coach said, so, uh, now, of course, we got to talk about getting to the next level. Whoa. And she goes, I'm a triathlete. What are you talking about? He said, we, we got we to start talking about messing with your endocrine system because you're not going to get these times until we You can't we even compete. Yeah. 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 And, he, and, she, and then when she saw that everybody, he's like, well, no, no, no. He's a famous coach. He's like, no, no, no. no. This, this is just a reality. Yeah. And she was like, God, that's so, so what disappointing. So what she do? She didn't do it. 
I that's the Lance Armstrong story. Like yeah. Lance Armstrong realized when he was young that everybody is doing drugs. Yes. All of them. Yes. And so he, who competed clean when he was young, yep. until he got to a certain level, and he's like, fuck. Like, this is just how this goddamn thing works. It's just this weird sort of three-card Monty game of hiding your dirty piss. And he was better than everybody yeah. else. Yeah, he's well, not he a bad guy. State-sponsored. Yeah, yeah, it's just part of the game. What, what do you think? Yeah. <clears throat> like, so, so my feeling is, uh, like, so, so if weightlifters are going to move world record weights, it's really exciting to see them do that. And obviously, it? powerlifters and stuff like that are, are not going to be lifting as much with testosterone. My question is... Are we ever going to be, beat like the inexorable advance of technology? Are we ever going to really be able to stop as we are able to gene dope and all that stuff? Like, where are we going with this? And and is it's this, always going to be a cat and mouse? Game. Are we going to yeah? Always. Are we going to police always. this? No, everyone's always going to look for an edge. Always, but in powerlifting, yeah, I don't give a fuck what they do because powerlifting, <laughs> yeah. you know. So, so when it comes to fighting, fighting or football, is the number one. Animal. Yeah, those yeah. are the two. Football number two, one. Fuck yeah, football. Yeah, for sure. Football and fighting because are the you're number hitting one number two. Yeah. yeah. Brain football's, trauma. Football's a combat sport. It's yeah. just got rigid rules. When you're running full clip at each other and literally like knocking each other unconscious because you're headbutting each other. Yeah. I mean, which is Baseball, what you don't a care. big part of football was until they stopped people doing that. Yeah. It's a combat sport. 100%. It just doesn't have kicks or punches. Yeah. But I mean, but the juice downs, is worth the squeeze in football. It's worth the squeeze financially. Yeah. Same, same, same Financially, the educationally, there's yeah. a, the yeah. fame. There's how, about, a lot. how about baseball right. where your bat speed stays the same? No one's getting 30s. hurt. No yeah. one, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Hit all the home runs you want. Yeah. Baseball, you can throw farther, baseball is it's a good argument for steroids because it's a boring fucking game, too. And the only time it's fun was when someone hits that ball. When was it fun? When Jose Canseco and Barry Bonds and fucking Sammy Mark Sosa, McGuire. Mark McGuire, they're cracking them out of the park. That's when it's fun. Correct. Not only that, you get Juice to, them up. you're playing 160 games and you, and you break down through the season. Oh, it keeps you too many games. Simply too many games. Yeah. Simply too many games. Yeah. Too many if games. you're sprinting full out all the time like that, trying to get to third base, yeah. there's so many times where you're doing damage to your body and you're not going to have a chance to recover. Yeah. But if you're on the juice, you can run faster, you can keep going. So what do you think? But it's weird with the MLB how they crack down on it, right? Stupid. Although they're killing it now. But same with UFC. Like, they crack down on it. So now you have USADA, but yeah. then you're not getting as good as a product, I don't Well, I don't think. think there's anything wrong with the product right now in the UFC. I think it's as good as it's ever been. But how, I think, how dare you? I did. A few fighters have dropped off the map. But I think <clears> that's <throat> probably a good thing because I think those guys are probably egregious. I See, I think it's a combination. I think the skill level's going up just naturally you know through evolution the mm -hmm. skill levels going up but when you have such strict testing then we're missing out on certain guys like john jones and these yes. other guys well the john jones ones is very unfortunate because john is just just one of the most talented guys of all time if not the most talented he's number one and me. also the the biggest disaster in terms of the big mistakes that he's made like dude, we've never had a fighter that did a hit and run on a pregnant woman and broke her arm and then took off yeah. and then test positive for drugs because he's on dick pills and then test positive again after his comeback after a spectacular win over daniel cormier he's so disappointing in that regard so exceptional in his physical abilities but the the choices he makes and the decisions that come out of those choices are just fucking terrible. But, you know, a, but just, a lot of it's because of the strict testing that the UFC hired through That has USADA. nothing to do with the car accident. That has nothing to do nothing with... Nothing to the car accident, but... So, like, car accident, yes. But yeah. now, yes, he'd be, he'd be cleared. He'd be all good. Yes, but it's, there's, a symptom, <clears throat> there's a symptom of something else going on, you know? And <clears throat> people don't like to discuss this, but one of the things that easily could be is that <clears throat> John has impulse control because he's been sparring and fighting 
and at the highest level of the sport for many, many years now, and he's gotten hit in the head a gang of times. There's he, no there's no way around it. There was just an article I posted on Twitter that came out uh, a couple of days ago that uh, these neuroscientists were examining um, brain injury and uh, violent behavior mm -hmm. and like how they're connected and how damage to certain areas of the brain has irreparable consequences on the decision-making ability of the yeah. person who gets hit. I think that's part of it, but I also, he, you know, he's been wild since high school, wild since college. Like he's Which just a wild so dude. That's why he's a fucking... One of the reasons why he's Amazing so good fighter. is because yeah. he's a wild motherfucker, and I love that part of Connor's it. Connor's a little wild, too. He's you wild look at him like He's wild. Like, you look at the masterminds of this game. They're all a little wild, you man. You have to be. In, you any, have to in be. any sport, though. Look, look at Cam Newton. He's Aaron, a bit of a Aaron wild Pryor. guy. Look at some of the great Just fighters. wait. If Francis Ngannou <laughs> wins the world championship and spreads those superpower genes throughout this great nation of ours, <laughs> bro. okay, we won't need steroids. Sir, bro, we don't need the rush. Sir, he's just so get... goes, you're heavyweight champion of the world. Take a little bump here of this. Guys, and Francis gets part of that maybe fucking he doesn't want that. devil's dandruff. Uh, we all fuck. Stipe Miocic. He's got to get. He's got to stop Stepe from double or single legging him, taking him to the ground and riding him. So you guys be careful, because I'm saying Stepe is going to wrestle him to the oh, ground. Boy, I, I love Tire when sincere Brian Callen comes out. Yeah, I, don't know Brian that, like, I don't know what that. I don't know what that. I don't know what that. Tire him out, and then he's going to stand him up in the third, fourth round. All that strength's going to go away. Well, it's entirely possible that Stepe wins this. Stepe's oh. the world heavyweight champion. Stepe's <laughs> beaten Junior Dos Santos by knockout. He beat. Uh, Orlovsky by knockout. He beat Overeem by knockout. He's, by a, knockout. he's a bad motherfucker. He yeah. won the title with a one punch, falling away right yeah. hand on the button. He's a bad motherfucker, no doubt about yeah. it. But there's there's physical, undeniable characteristics that Ngannou possesses that make him the most terrifying guy in the sport. Yeah. But we haven't. The, the only the only shot that, I, that I'm seeing with Stipe win this fight, though, is stylistically, he could be the Achilles heel to Francis, meaning he doesn't entertain the stand-up. He just get, puts that fucking forehead in the middle of his chest right. and is like, dude, we're riding this out to the third, fourth round. Yeah. Let's see what you can do here. It's, to it's totally possible, but Alistair, when he clinched up with him, Alistair is fucking huge. Alistair clinched up with with Ngannou, and it was like trying to bear hug a wall. Did you see his face? <laughs> he like ran straight out, and, and then when he gets flipped around, he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. That's not Snowflake. That's yeah. not Snowflake. And then just gets there was worked. Nothing Have we seen going on there? go five, four rounds, no. even three rounds? No, he's never no. fought. Uh, never. No, I think the most he's ever been is two, right? Yeah. He got taken out in his first fight against uh, Curtis Blades. But yeah. there, you shouldn't hang your head on that because Curtis Blades was a Juco national champion. Juco mm -hmm. national champs are fucking good wrestlers. Curtis Blades is an excellent athlete, too, and he keeps getting better and better. Curtis Blades is a real dark horse in the sport. I, I really he's think he's 10 now. If he keeps improving and keeps working at the rate he is, he's a big guy. He hits hard. He can he's, wrestle. He's fucking aggressive and smart. Stand-ups. He's got... Hopefully he's working with Christian Allen out there in Colorado. His stand-up's kind of his... It's, he's getting better at it. He's getting better. It. He's getting better at it. But the thing is, he's got a lot to work with. Like, Correct. Like, he's good foundation. Yeah. He's got a lot to work with. And he's a young guy. Look at the Juco National Champs. Who's how old is Curtis? Well, so is he. He looks uh, 74, but uh, <laughs> how, how old is he? John Jones is Juco National Champ. Correct. Yes. Anthony Rumble Johnson, Juco yeah. National Champ. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, there's a lot Steve of guys. was D1. He was a D1 wrestler. He wrestled in four State. years. Uh, I think so. I played baseball. There's a lot of guys who are phenomenal State. athletes that never wind up going to big colleges because yeah. they don't have the athletic or here we go financial. Twenty six. Twenty six. See, Curtis Blades has a he has a, a oh lot of potential, dude. He has a lot of potential. Damn, he's only twenty six. I think in Ghana it was what thirty three, thirty two, thirty three. How old's Francis? He's not a young chicken. 
But he had some rough years fighting on oh, yeah. the streets in Cameroon. Yeah. Yeah. 31? 31. Homeless. So Ngano's 31. So think about Curtis Blades in five years. Think about yeah. it. <clears throat> he keeps getting better. Five years ago, we didn't even know who Ngano was. Two years ago, he makes his UFC debut. Two years later, everybody's lying on their back, and he's fighting for the title. And yeah. I called him a Czech Congo with braids, and I want to apologize. Yeah, he doesn't have I, braids anymore, and now he's got fire I want to apologize hair. for that. Now he's Please got like highlighted me. tips. Nobody you know, says a word about it. Not a fu- not <laughs> yeah. a word, dude. I saw not him in uh, the first <laughs> UFC I've been to since I retired. I went to that UFC that we were at in Vegas, and there I was around the fighters and all that. And there was one hot dog left. I went to grab the hot dog, and he reached for the hot dog. I, he fucking deboed me on the hot dog. He went, "You can have it, bro." Can have it, man. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking huge. He's he can so have that scary. Hot dog. He's yeah. scary. Nicest guy though, right? He's a very nice. very nice guy. Very nice guy. So I think that you know, Stipe is the. You have to say that Stipe is the most experienced. Stipe has real wins over world class competition, other than Alistair and Orlovsky, who are the two guys that Engano fought. So he's got more experience, having beaten Verdum, having beaten, having beaten, you know. Top flight guys, Junior Dos Santos by KO. And he in the has rematch. the style to do yeah. it, though. He's got, he's got a chance. Yeah. I mean, if he doesn't do it, though, have him as a, as a disadvantage. And I, Stipe? Yeah. Yeah, he's an underdog. Yeah. I, I watched that that uppercut <clears throat> that he hit with Overeem. Overeem. Please don't. I watched it in, in full, like, I watched it in full, like, speed, full speed. <laughs> it's so fast. It, like in real time, it's so fast. It's so much faster than you realize, depending on the angle you look at it. Went, what was over him? Oh my god! There? I no, think but dude, it came was so it, fast. He watch it. Knew watch he couldn't get hit by him, so he was trying to be wild. And well, over him just went, a lot. went. Oh yeah, I'm one of the greatest strikers in the heavyweight division of all time. Fuck it. Yeah. But, but but watch how fast it goes. We have it. There's a it was there's a, a, it was clip a weird. Of it. Yeah, let's go find the video. It's so it crazy fast. Like, it's, it's a weird shootout with Overeem just being yeah. like all that experience. Being like, how's the one way France can win the first round? Fuck it. Let's just throw from our hips. See what happens. Yeah. yeah. Kick you. Yeah. I know. Like, why didn't he like kick his legs? Why because didn't he probably he fight didn't expect him to be that fast. Watch how fast this is. Watch. Watch this. See, look, look what Alistair's doing. He's just trying to be like real. Even Alistair said this wasn't the game plan. Watch this. Watch this. He said that. Yeah. What was the game plan? Not this. Boom. Oh, such Come a good on. left hook, too. God, knockout like of the year. You know what that's like? That's like a God. Bone Crusher Smith shovel hook. Dude. Remember when Bone Crusher Smith used to have that ridiculous left hand? And it was like a half hook, half uppercut. That was just like a, a shovel, man. Oh, terrifying. And then when you find out his dad was a, a legendary street fighter in Cameroon, you're like, Okay, oh, that makes Ngano's sense. Dad was? Oh, yeah. that makes sense. Legendary, yeah. Oh, and then he was homeless five years ago? Yeah, five years and ago. And then just did that stuff? Yeah. Oh, you mean the movie Lionheart? Yeah, that's fucking him. And all he does is train, man. All he does is train. He practically lives at the UFC Performance Institute. Really? He's there every day. He, he's the UFC's bane. The UFC's Performance Institute is the most state-of-the-art motherfucking place you've ever seen in your life. In terms of recovery, in terms of strength and conditioning equipment. I mean, it is a fucking spectacular facility. And he just lives there. Trains he's on. there every day. They I'm, moved him there. Yeah. They moved him from France to, is, to who Vegas. Who are his trainers there? Well, he Vinny Magalhaes, I know, is working with him when it, in terms of his uh, jiu-jitsu, but his original trainer that found him in Paris is with him here. I forget the gentleman's Jesus. name. But this is the UFC Performance Institute. It's fucking phenomenal. Here's my thing yeah. with this, Joe. It's so a let's, crazy So place. let's say, so Francis, they're doing his camp. Well, Steve Bay's like, hey, man, I want those. I'm going to do my camp there, too. That's a good point. And Steve Bay's a champ. But so Steve Bay doesn't do they do? want to, luckily. You know, it's not an issue because Stipe is in Cleveland and he has his same coaches that he's always had and a real tight knit team that's worked. No, great I for get him. that. I'm saying at some point, let's say, let's Why say Holly and Cyborg. On? Why is that girl have full makeup on? She's throwing punches. She'd be the hottest girl to ever enter the octagon if she fought. You yeah. think so? 
dude, that girl is I got easy nothing. on the I eyes. I got nothing for her. About I don't know about that, man. You think she's hotter than that Rachel? How do you say her name? Ostevic girl. I'd have to see. That her. just fought for the uh, the ultimate. Let me see. Her. The ultimate fighter, the oh, TV show. Oh, with that you talking about the Tigo Bitties? Yeah, I'm talking about yeah, the girl from Hawaii. Oh, dark, she dark is, hair. She's wide face. See, that's why we stunning. get along. She's stunning. 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 She's and she won too, right? She won. I, was, I was rooting for her. Just see if you can find her. We were one of the 30 she's, viewers during that, but I was stunning. fucking rooting for her. She's way more... Well, I don't say that the girl's ugly. girl's definitely not ugly. She's yeah. very pretty. But first of all, why is she wearing makeup while she's fighting? Yeah. Well, why is, why that, was a, that was a commercial. Mascara. I think they were both models, and that was a commercial. They neither one of fighters. engineer that commercial? They sure did. I don't want to say that they Santa Monica it. lab Santa by a bunch Monica of lab. millennials that have a hard time putting their backpack in the overhead <laughs> compartment. <laughs> I thought that was. I thought that was a, That was surveillance, Jim surveillance. Yeah. See, shut your fucking mouth. Yeah. Look at th yeah, that's Murray. that's what I'm talking about. That kind of body. Is that that's Megan Fox with an ass? Jesus, oh, dude. Just hey. I can't watch this. I'm gonna pass out. Hey, keep this going, Jamie. For <laughs> but yeah, and she can fight too. I mean, I don't want to be disrespectful. And she can fight. No, me neither. Body. Yeah, not at all. She's she's a legit. She's fighter. gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. And you know, well by all accounts, a very nice person. So there's oh, a lot of pretty I like girls. How you had to back that. There's a lot of pretty girls that are finding their way into the UFC, and they find that like that's an asset. You know, what's really interesting to me, For one of the best-looking ones of all puts zero emphasis on that, and that's Rose Namajunas. I know. Rose is gorgeous. fucking she's gorgeous. Pretty. She's gorgeous. She's super pretty. She's pretty. Yeah, gorgeous. she's pretty. And she puts no emphasis on that, shaves her fucking head. I know. And there's nothing fake about she that girl. She went full 11, and yeah. then she's just, you know, I, then I, that I, I met her. There's nothing fake about that no. girl. Yeah, we met her, I think, or at least I did. You'd known her before. I've known her for a while, yeah. I met her. At that, thing, that thing we did, was it a Spike thing? I can't remember. UFC thing? It was a, and she was in with a Pat dress. Barry. She was with Pat Barry, yeah. And she, but she had long hair back then. I mean, she was stunning, like astonishing looking. And I didn't know who she was at the time. And, uh, I mean, so she, yeah, she's, she's, if she walked in the, into a bar back then like that, even now, but I mean, back then you would have been like i mean she turns she says a, a supermodel face killer. she and really she does she's yeah. a she's a model and yeah. she doesn't put any emphasis on yeah. that at all all of her emphasis on her, is on her fighting and zero trash talking well remember when she thing? shaved her head after the fight incredible yeah. remember when she shaved her head when she was fighting Paige van zandt she went oh your thing's beauty yeah <laughs> well she's like my hair was just getting in the way fuck it then beat yeah. the brakes off of yeah her. that's what she used to look like she used to have like that's like workout hair yeah, yeah she looks better with her head shaved I agree. I it's kind of like a GI like Jane. That upper right hand corner with, with the right red shirt on there, Jamie. Upper right hand corner, right there. I mean, shut the fuck up. That's a beautiful girl. She's I mean, very, that's that is, a model, son. That is about as hot as a woman's face gets. W they don't get, get a Calvin Klein contract for God's sake. But meanwhile, how the fuck did no one see her coming? I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. How I think she little, looks so feminine. <clears throat> I think she doesn't like her body. No, doesn't look Misha like it's Tate, supposed to do no, that stuff. Right. No, but think about how much emphasis they put on promoting Paige Van Zandt. How much yeah. emphasis they put oh, on a saying. lot of other girls that are really pretty too. But mm -hmm. that's that's a, a marketing thing. Look, you got to look at like what this company is now, right? This company started off a passion project by two fucking crazy billionaire dudes. Well, first of all, Horry and Gracie, right? Art Davies, the original guys. Uh, you know, their Bob idea. Meyerowitz. Those guys started off. They get it going, then they sell it as a passion project to two super billionaires who love the sport, mm -hmm. who train. They were fucking like happy as pie. They're like, we we own the UFC. Dana Fuck talked them yeah. into it. Yeah. yeah, Dana talked them into You're it. The They're having a good old exactly. Yeah. They're having a good old time. They literally were what me and Eddie Bravo used to pray for. We used to, when we were watching the fights back when nobody gave a shit about the UFC. The thing we always said was. 
wouldn't it be amazing if some billionaires just threw a shitload of money at it and made it famous? Like, we know right. it's an, an incredible sport to watch. We know how exciting it is. Wouldn't it be great if someone had just publicized <clears throat> this thing? And then the Fertitas come along. Literally, yeah. like, they just they figured it out themselves. They're like, this thing is, like... We just need to spend money. They right. spent, they were $40 million in the hole when the first Ultimate Fighter was airing. Oh, so they put that much money they into it. They put initially. all the money, wow. they produced the Ultimate Fighter. Lorenzo's a genius. And then the show takes off. The show, and this is, by the way, after they had called Dana White and told him to bail, they're like, sell this thing. We're losing too much money. We're, we're you know, X amount of millions of dollars in the hole. I'm not going to lose my family's business all because of this one project that we have. Fuck this. And then he calls him up the next day and he goes, I changed my mind. He slept on it. Why did he change his mind? He because said, he's a fucking genius. He's a genius. I think, I think Lorenzo's the, the most, imp you know, there's one A, one B, but he's right up there as most important people in so the calm, too. history. He was, the, he was an important, like, balancing act to Dana. Yes. Like, Dana's so volatile yeah. and crazy. And Emotional. Fuck this yeah. guy, and he's a faggot, and this, and yeah. all the, the craziness that Dana, especially in the early days, used to be. And then he goes from that to super calm, really reasonable, incredibly articulate, like laid back Lorenzo. Yeah, I, I think I think yeah. he's missed now. Now, now yes. that things are going on, like you would never seen the Floyd Mayweather Connor fight if Lorenzo was there. Why, Why do you say he, that? He, he wouldn't would have never let that happen. You're he, crazy. He, he, he really wasn't into that stuff. He really wasn't, man. Oh, was, you're crazy. I don't think he I, didn't I, like, I, he didn't like spectacle. No. But no. why would you pass on that thing? I wanted to see that. Didn't you want to see that? I, hell yeah, I wanted to see it. I wanted to see it. But Lorenzo, I think, looked at the bigger picture. Because I think now that we look back on Floyd and, and Connor and then where the UFC's at now, I don't know if this is the best decision. It's a great decision. I think it was an amazing decision. First of all, it's an amazing decision for the overall evolution of combat sports. It's incredibly it's important. Back? No chance. It's incredibly important <clears throat> to realize that a, a real specialist like Floyd Mayweather will run circles around someone who does not have the same amount of time and knowledge. Like, Connor has great punching power. He's got great speed. But as far as his, like, boxing acumen, to compare the yeah. two of them, the greatest of all time, arguably. No way, yeah. There's no, there's no, there's no even, there's, it's and, not and, even close. And please caveat that with the fact that Floyd Mayweather didn't even fight him the way he fights other guys. If he had wanted not to be touched, he could have done that. Yeah, too. No, walked, I disagree with walked that. Walked towards him, made him work hard. But I don't think it wore was. Him out, I, I don't disagree with that. Him up. Uh, th th yeah. And that, that's great, and those are great points. But I think if you look at the lay, the lay of the land now, Lorenzo wouldn't have done it because now you have two divisions held up. You have Connor with all this power. We have no idea where he's going to fight. He didn't ever have to fight again, so you miss out on Connor. If you want to sell the TV deals, you can't guarantee Connor's going to fight. I, that's why Lorenzo. Yeah, wouldn't I, have think, I agree with Brandon. And, and I also, think there's a thing there. Go ahead. Yeah. Also, also now we're in the era of the money fight, where everyone wants the money fight. Right. Rankings don't matter. Divisions don't matter. Yeah. Titles don't matter. So we've lost all that kind of that that, that fundamental that we've laid out no. of title shots and all. I that. disagree. I think now I everyone think wants the famous fight. Woodley they, they wants do. the famous they fight. They all do want the famous is, fight. Is there's the money, money fight? in that. But hold on a second. There's yeah. not. We haven't lost all the rankings. We just lost the rankings sometimes. Sometimes they don't matter. When do because, they matter? Listen, this is a lot of it is because the four billion dollar price tag of that company. That's a big part of well, it. Well, a lot of it's because the fighters but aren't making money. But also because the people that own the fight, the, the company now yeah. are an entertainment business. They're Correct. like, where's the money? And the money's yeah. in these big spectacle things. That's Correct. where the money is. We're here to make some money. Yeah. We're here to put on great fights. Like you can't tell me that fucking Detroit card wasn't one of the wildest fight cards you've ever seen in your life. They're putting Best on. Fight of the card they're of putting the year. on great fucking fights. They're putting on great cards, and on top of that. 
they're also having chaos. They're having Conor McGregor box Floyd Mayweather. But I think for the evolution of combat sports, that fight is important. See, I don't think it, I don't think it lended itself to the evolution of combat sports in that there were such <clears throat> different sports. So that I, I think everybody knew that ultimately. Yeah, but you need to see it. You yeah. need to see it. Like James well, Tony, we've Randy seen it Couture. Before. Yeah, well, we've seen the James it Tony, Randy Couture fight is not fair because James Tony half assed that. He barely trained. He didn't train any grappling. We saw him doing his yeah. training with some karate guy. But and Ali, he was like, Ali did this stuff too, didn't he? But I mean, he did with Anoki. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, but, okay. but, but it, here's the thing what, what James Tony did was try to just go in there and get paid. He got taken down with a, a low ankle pick. He got. Just completely smushed by Randy Couture. It was a half-ass attempt. I agree. It was. He's out of shape. He was he's way over past his prime. His prime. I, uh, the, Floyd my, Mayweather's in mm. his fucking prime. Even though no. he's forty, he's still so good. Not in his prime. But you can't say he's lost That's, a step. You can't say he's lost a step. You look at him against. You tell me a twenty-six-year-old Floyd Mayweather eats that upcut Conor landed on him. If he fought that way, it's depending on if yeah. he tried to just walk towards him like yeah. he had nothing. Which he did. He stood in his Connor Connor cracked him with that one shot, and I think Floyd was like, "Oh, okay, 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 you can we, hit me." He's like, "We gotta get going." Yeah. Here. Well, let me let me just start mm. ramping this bitch up to nine. Yeah. Listen, you know, no, no, cooking listen, you a little bit. I, I love the Floyd the Mayweather Connor McGregor stuff more than anyone. I love it because Connor got paid. I'm saying Lorenzo from a business aspect is going. If we give all this guy the fucking power now. You, the ball's in his court, man. That's yeah. that's not yeah, what we're about. But here's happened. my thoughts. And now like, everyone else is falling way suit. You get a superstar. The only way you get a Sugar Ray Leonard, a Muhammad Ali. The, those that the, the the cult of personality that comes around those people. They do have all the power. There's no getting around they, they that. Do. You can't you can't stop that as a promotional organization. You have to somehow or another ride with the they, wave they, and make some sort of cohesive no, but agreement. But they, they also with, have to be you got to make some sort of agreement with that person. Yeah, the same they, way they you get a Mike Tyson. They made it with Brock Lesnar. They made it with Ronda Rousey. The other really the only other two superstars. Right. But they, they didn't did last. It with them. They didn't last because when see what keeps a. a, a of champion relevant and and in the lore is is the guy who keeps answering the call and and Connor did that in two different weight classes. I mean, I, you know, he he beat the impossible to beat well, Jose so, Aldo, and so then people are going to argue that because he hasn't defended a belt. Right, and what so I'm he's saying not is that that's what I'm saying. That's why I agree with your point about the evolution of the combat sport. What it's done now is put so much power in his hands. He's he's got a hundred million dollars, whatever he has, which I love, and and me too because I like the guy. But at the same time. Like it's Strip you're him. not gonna see him. You're not Strip gonna see him, him fight j these monsters like Tony. No, Tony. bullshit, yeah. bullshit, yeah, you bullshit. You're, you're gonna see him fight. You're gonna see him fight Tony this year. Tony. Yeah. Why, wait, wait. Why would you say that? He, first of all, I don't like anybody saying this guy's not gonna do this or he's not gonna do that because we really don't know. But why wouldn't he fight Tony Ferguson if he wants to fight again? I, I haven't seen him even training. I don't know. He's training. He's, he's training nonstop. He? Do you follow him on Instagram? Oh, Brian. No. Which no. can't say that. I you can't say that. But is he going to fight Tony Ferguson? Well, he hasn't come to my house. He hasn't been training in Santa Monica. Well, that's the well, problem. Where, where are you going to see him train? Well, I'm saying is that, say what I'm saying is, has he even mentioned fighting yes. Tony yes. Ferguson? Yes. 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 If he's attention, he goes, my next fight. Back and fight. Back he, and forth. Uh, TMZ goes, hey, are you going to box Pacquiao? He goes, no, my next fight is mixed martial arts. I'm going to fight inside that octagon. Yeah, he said my next fight is going to be a real fight. No boxing. He's going to fight Tony Ferguson. That Tony Ferguson fight, when I when I look at it more and more, I watch footage. I think it's it's not that bad of a matchup for Conor. I used to be like, God, that's a tough fight. But I think early, especially early rounds one through three, with Conor's accuracy and the, and the way Tony gets hit, it's a good fight for, here's, for here's Conor. Two Except parts when it problem. goes past the third round, it could yeah. get nasty. Yeah. Two parts of the problem. One, yeah. Tony finishes motherfuckers off his back. He is yeah. nasty off his back. If his he gets taken down. With, yeah, if he gets taken down. Yeah, he doesn't but get I'm tired. saying if he, he gets doesn't. hit. 
if he gets yeah. hit like Nate Diaz does and goes down, like Connor is not, it's not like 100% that he's going to beat him up and ground and pound him. Tony, yeah. if he gets dropped, will wrap you up like a fucking mummy and submit you. So, yeah. can Nate, do that. Though, and Connor doesn't entertain that. Maybe Nate. Yeah, you know Nate what I'm saying. Can. Like he doesn't Nate, have to Nate play that game. Can. The, the, the difference can. is the difference is if Tony goes, you know what? I know you're fast and powerful in these first three rounds. I I'm a college collegiate wrestler. Fuck this noise. I'm just gonna ankle yeah. pick you all fucking day. It's true. And then the third, fourth, fifth, I'm gonna start striking with you. But Connor could catch him long Correct. before that. Yeah. Connor, it's has a good fight. Ridiculous speed. Tony doesn't get speed tired. And I haven't seen him get tired. It's a big difference. He's tired. He doesn't show it because uh, he's a fucking. Uh, serial killer. Oh, yeah, he, I think he, he gets less like, tired than the other guy. I promise you he gets tired, Brian. But, yeah, but no, like, tired. everybody gets tired. No, yeah. it's just here for him. But but it is. But he also is ridiculous conditioning. You know, Eddie Bravo is his fucking jiu-jitsu trainer. And Eddie said he's never seen anything like this guy. Yeah. He said the guy trains for six hours a day. Yeah. He said he's tired. he's in Big Bear. He's running hills, literally lapping his training partners. Yeah. He'll I train turn around and rain. go back and run I up again. They're not even up to the top of the hill yet. That is such an advantage in a five-round fight. I mean, such an advantage in a three-round fight. I mean, his ability to just not, like, when you're less tired than the other guy, oh my God. All his camps are at Big Bear. He goes, he rents a house. He builds his own fucking training facility. He sets up his own heavy bags. He mats up floors. He takes a fucking room. He's got, like, a living room of a house. He sets down the borders, brings in the mats, and they start training. He See, finds hills, runs those fucking hills at 6,000 feet altitude. Con Conrad at 55 is no punk, man. He's not. He's no good. Ask Eddie Alvarez. Who look, look at Eddie? Oh, yeah, now no. he's a fucking. No, nobody's saying he's a punk. Man. No, I'm no. just saying. Like I mean, at first, I was like, God, this kind of scary Connor's... fight for Connor. Then when I look at him, like, you know, he does get hit. First thing gets hit, man. Yes. The, the problem child is Khabib. Khabib, oh, yeah. uh, it, it's a, it's almost a round table because Khabib versus Tony, hell of a fight. Khabib versus Connor, God, that's a tough fight for Connor. Yeah. But they can eliminate each other. It's whoever shows up that night, it's a fucking good fight, man. Yeah, dude. Khabib, if Khabib, Khabib break takes your legs down, we're gonna, we're gonna know all about Khabib this weekend when he fights Edson Barboza. We're gonna see him with arguably the fastest striker in the 155 pound division. Who doesn't give a fuck about going to the ground? He's like, no, yeah. we're not going to the ground. I'm not even yeah. entertaining that. Yeah. Where other guys will play that game, yeah. right. anti wrestling will kick you in the fucking face. Right. But how do you keep him from taking you to the ground you when he clinches? You kick him in the face. When he gets in the clinch, <laughs> you, avoid, you avoid the clinch. Yeah, how do you avoid that with Khabib, though? Khabib. It's hard. It's that, fucking hard. It's right? not It's not an easy fight by any stretch no. of the imagination. It's but a tough you fight realize for Khabib. Michael Johnson cracked Khabib when they fought and yep. had him wobbly. It's the first time we've seen any adversity that Khabib had to face inside the octagon. Yeah. But he handled it with fucking four aces. Took him to the ground and He's smashed got so him. I had no idea Khabib went up to 205 when he trains. Like well, he gets heavy. He gets heavy in between fights, but he didn't do it this time. No. Daniel Cormier said he has a new nutrition, and he said he has been lighter getting ready for this camp than any fight before. He was 179 pounds just a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Josh Thompson was like, dude, you've never seen anything like it. Because I was talking about Connor and Khabib. He's like, dude, I'm telling you, man. I've seen him go with DC. I've seen him go with all these guys. And think about think about what he did to Dos Anjos. Think about what he did. Ragdolled him. Ragdolled him. He's like, oh, you're fighting at 70? And I go, why doesn't Khabib just go to 70 after he sees what Dos Anjos? He's going to. He That's his plan. All he wants to do yeah. is get the belt at 55. Okay. As soon as he gets that, he's going, peace. And then at 70, Enjoy that. Yeah, enjoy, enjoy that. that motherfucker at seventy. It's like he gets yeah. you and he Hydrated. breaks your legs down. It's like, oh, you're a table. I'm gonna take your legs down. Now you're on the ground, and that's it. Well, I've never seen elite, anybody get him off. All elite wrestlers, right? Whether yeah. you know they're talking about Dave Schultz or whether you're talking about you know uh, Karellen. All the, the best of the best wrestlers, they have an ability to enforce their will. Yeah. To just p 
power into guys yeah. and do shit to them that they don't want done and break them. They wear you. See you. It. They wear you like with a technique, with will, with physical conditioning, with everything. Yeah. DC's the, best the same guys, way. DC's the same way. All the best guys have everything. Yeah. They have all the components. And that's one of the things Nurmagomedov does. Then you add the fact that he's from Dagestan. You add the fact that he grew up in one of the hardest places in the fucking world. <laughs> that's right. And everyone around him is hard as nails. Where I think the national sport might be wrestling. Might be murder. Yeah. <laughs> Get a varsity and murder in high school. <laughs> varsity murder. It's a crazy place, What's man. What's ridiculous is, is him versus Barboza, if it's like a video game, you look at their attributes, Barboza's striking's like this, but his wrestling's like this. Yep. Then you look at Khabib, his wrestling's like this, but striking's so like you, this. So you're, you're intrigued by this. Fuck, Fuck yeah. Yes. Fuck yeah. yeah. This Fuck to me yes. is the most intriguing fight that Khabib has ever fought. Why? By far. By far. He's never, two he's never, reasons. Yeah. One, the two fights where he had so much difficulty making weight that his body was shutting down. It happened in the Michael Johnson fight. Then it happened again in the Tony Ferguson fight. The, the point they pulled him off the card. Broke so they were heart. saying his liver was shutting down. Like this is serious, serious shit. Yeah. He has not made 155 since, right? He hasn't yeah. fought since. So there's so much pressure on him to do this correctly. But who knows if he can? <clears throat> when your body does not want to do that anymore, you no. run into serious problems. It's one of the things that happens to older athletes when they've been cutting extreme amounts of weight over and over again. They get to a point where their bodies take every time you cut 30 pounds of water from your body your body goes into like a state of shock sure. you, you do some damage the question is how much damage are you doing well, think how long he's been doing it too josh Thompson brought that point he goes dude he's been cutting weight since he was a kid yeah like he's been in these wrestling terms the sambo terms since he was a kid so he's older now he's been cutting weight for fucking ever and here's a real question here's a real question he if he wins either. the title if he wins the title how the fuck is he going to defend it in california He's not going to. Why? Yeah, because California mean? has new strict laws. Oh, no Andy IVs Foster, and all that shit? Or? Andy Foster, the guy who runs the California State Athletic Commission, is one of the best guys in the sport. He's so proactive. Agreed. He's so ahead of it. He's adding weight classes. He's doing so much to make this safe. And he was a, he was a martial artist, lifelong <clears throat> martial artist himself. And he competed. So here's a guy who sees what the problems are, and he says, okay, we're going to make sure you don't weigh 15 pounds more when you get into the octagon. The night yeah. of the fight. Yeah. yeah. So, or, so you have to stand I think it's a percentage, right? Is it a percentage of weight that you can't gain? No, no, it's, it's, it's literally pounds. 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 So I, I think at 55, you can't come in heavier than it's like 15.5 or something like that. Yeah, so can, like 70. Which could be something bigger. Well, that's like, why Khabib's just going to get the title and dip out. How to about Glayson Tebow? Glayson Tebow would fight at fifty-five, and he literally looked like he was two hundred pounds. He's going to fight. I heard. I heard that uh, Darren Till, and I'm sure you'll hear this, but I heard he when he stepped into the octagon against Cowboy Sorny, he was two hundred and one pounds. Yeah, that's what I heard too. Enjoy yeah. beating Darren Till right now. Yeah, enjoy it. No, enjoy. I, no one wants to fight him He's except only for Mike 24. Perry. Twenty-four. Yeah. Yeah. He even said he'd fight Mike Perry. He goes, yeah. listen, I don't give a fuck about rankings, yeah. belts. I'll fight you right now. Well, he wants to put on a show. He wants to light people on fire. And I, no one wants to get in there with him. They saw that cowboy fight, and they're like, oh. Yeah. And he's huge. Then you learn a story like, oh, my God, he's a nightmare. He's Wonder a Boy, Wonder Boy was like, let's do this. And Wonder yeah. Boy's daddy was like, uh-uh. No, no, but Wonder Boy did not say, let's do this. Let me be honest with you. Wonder Boy had hurt, hurt thumbs that he told me about in the ring after the fight. His thumbs? Yeah. He in the cage surgery. after the fight, he said his thumbs are pretty fucked up because he was talking about it in between rounds with his corner. And I said, what were you saying about your hands? He goes, yeah, man, I, I did something to my thumbs. Like, I, ah. I hit, you know, he's throwing these crazy fucking punches yeah. on a guy like Jorge Masvidal, who's no joke, right? No. Hell no. He's catching he's elbows. Monster. He's catching foreheads. And he fucked his thumbs up. And he might need surgery. Like, he doesn't I, did know. Did he have so surgery gotta, or no? I don't know. 
but For he sure was he was in a position where he had some serious injuries that mm-hmm. they were saying like we got to and Dana White even tweeted it or somebody Dana, tweeted no, it. No, Dana, Dana tweeted out it. the fight, right? Yeah, I even said thank the I baby Jesus out too. I yeah. I, I yeah. screenshotted to you and went, holy shit, it's going yeah. down. Yeah, I had uh, that's uh, a great fight. That's a great fight. Our, if it happens, our boy, our boy um, uh, who fought Errol Spence, um, I was just with uh, f- fights at Wildcard West. Why am I forgetting? I'm getting old. Oh, Chris Van Chris, Van, Chris Van Herden was showing me, like, he's a boxer, a quality boxer, been around forever and fought, fought Earl Spence but got beat. But, um, you know, a, a high-level boxer. And he was showing me, he was just showing me, like, I said, why is Errol Spence so good? Because he, he I know he's great, but he looks, like, basic. Like, he does, like, jab, he won two. And he, so for my eye, as not a very sophisticated guy, I can't see what's making him right. so good, right? Right. And he was showing me, it was really yesterday, just showing me how, like, he was able to measure his jab. So Chris would throw a jab, and he goes, and I watch, and I throw a jab, and he goes, and he would move back just, like, his ability to move back just, just enough. So some guys will move back just a little bit too much, and they'll move back a little bit, and then they throw. So their, their measurement of distance is just a little off, and you have time to compensate. Yeah. His ability to move back the precise amount so that you don't have time to react because he comes back, boom, and hits you again. So right. every time you throw, he would make it so his ability to sort of be just out of reach was better than anybody he had fought well, before. Well, no one's better so, at that shit than Lomachenko. Correct. Yeah. No one. But also, yeah. to that point, Billy Joe Saunders was like, Woo! Eubanks Jr., what? And then beat the brakes off of him. Did you see Billy Joe Saunders? Yeah, I didn't see that. Against Lemieux? His, yeah, against Who's Lemieux. Who's going to beat him? He's amazing. He yeah. might be able to beat Triple he's G. A, he's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Dude, he's ridiculous. His fucking jab he's is one of my faves, man. beauty. The best, right? He would just plop that sucker in there, pop, and then it would be left, right. Dude, Here we go. This, <laughs> world world yeah. title fight. Homeboy yeah. misses with a huge uh, swing in like right hand. He goes like this into the stands, like he's no. like he misses it. Yeah, yeah. just he, puts he, on the brakes. He looks. Billy Joe looks like as if who are you trying to hit? Is he trying from? Is Saunders from Wales? He's a, he he's from? a gypsy. Yeah. He's a gypsy, but he's yeah. from he, he's from the are you UK. You allowed to say gypsy? Yeah, traveler. For now, traveler. traveler. You got to be careful. I, I called a uh, fury a gypsy, and a, uh, a legit like traveler came up to the show and was like. Traveler, quit calling us gypsies. I was yeah, like, they don't right, like gypsy, it. but people say it all the time. I'm sorry, I can't. But they were up. saying it on HBO. I don't mean anything bad. Yeah, you do. I, you know, yeah, you do. I, You're I, a cisgender, white racist, privileged bro. piece of shit. I, I'm against. You're gypsies. a fucking monster. Yeah. I hope Fury comes back. He's one of my favorite. Billy Joe Saunders, though. If you don't know, look him up, man. He's that boxing fight, needs that guy. The David Lemieux yeah. fight on HBO was a goddamn work of art. It was a goddamn and work. The, of and now he's campaigning for Triple G. And they, Billy Joe Saunders, Lemieux. I mean, Billy Joe Saunders versus Canelo. He's so much bigger than Canelo. There's yeah. no one wants to fight Billy Joe yeah. Saunders right yeah. now, man. But him he's got to get a bigger name. Saunders got to get a bigger name. Get that Canelo money, that that fucking Corona cash. Dude, he's gonna get it. if Triple G and Canelo don't figure it out. Billy Joe Saunders getting one of them. I hope so. They have to. I Jamie, bring so. up Billy Joe Saunders. Highlight I don't think really. a, a enough people reel. know who he is, though. You know who he is. I know who he is, and I think the world was introduced to him at that last yeah. HBO card. Do you know who Lemieux is, though? But this, yeah, I do. The world, I do because I saw him fight Triple G. Fought him, yeah, but in Montreal. He's huge, and they were fighting that's in true. Montreal. That's true. But see, Billy Joe, this is his first fight in America. All yeah. of his fights have been in Europe. Yeah. So this is like. But he's been a guy that people have watched a lot because not he's really. so. Not no, really. I'm saying not over he's, here. he's flashy. Like, isn't, yeah. he, isn't he kind of like yeah. really. Well, he's he does crazy. He, he, smart. He has, man. A, he has a mouth on him. Yeah. And he, you know what he's I love? a guy you can root for. Jim Lampley. Too. Jim Lampley and Roy Jones Jr. had a little disagreement in the commentary. Oh, yeah. Jim Lampley was like, well, if he's this far ahead, why does he not try to knock him out? Roy Jones was like, why would he? What, what, do you see what he's doing? He's he's boxing his face off. He's like, well, you have the added humiliation that you do to your opponent when you knock him out. Like, 
Stay in your lane, Jim Lamp. Jim, stay in your stay fucking in your lane. lane. <laughs> stay in your fucking lane. Clinic. It was embarrassing. It was Jake, embarrassing to listen to him. Like, ooh, you just said that to Roy Jones Jr. Awkward. You're talking about one of the greatest knockout artists in the history of the fucking sport, awkward. and you're telling him why someone should. You don't just knock someone out. You have to put yourself in danger to knock someone out, and you could wind up losing against a fucking power puncher like Lemieux. It's Biggest not a fight of your thing. life in boxing. You lose that fight. Yeah. Everything's shot. Lemieux, the Canelo Triple G fight. Gone if you mm. lose that fight. He's fighting a beautiful pattern. For him to alter that pattern to get a specific result, that's not smart, and it's not boxing. That's no, not what you're supposed it's to also do. Silly. Yeah. Here's his highlight reel. Yeah, and you like see watching. see him move around, he, and he's so interesting with his right jab too. He throws punches, and then he's like, "Whoops, not here anymore, dude." Look at that. Dude, the Lemieux fight, if you can get that, was one of the best fights because Lemieux is a legit world contender, yeah, but the, world the class th contender. The thing with Billy Joe Saunders, if, if his, his highlights, they do him justice somewhat, but he always steps up to the level of competition. So you might watch him against a guy like, hey, he looks all right. right. But then when he, Chris Eubanks Jr., you look at him against Lemieux, like, holy fuck, this guy's world class. Yeah, here's but Saunders against Eubanks level. Jr. He will fight to whoever his level's at. Yeah, that's why I think uh, he and he's big too for the weight class. So a triple G or Canelo, you got to fight on your hands. He's big and he's so fucking smart, man. That the big thing is how smart he is. I mean, his ring IQ and yeah, his watch. ability to not get hit yeah. is so exceptional. Yeah, he steps just back and look how he changes He'll it up. He goes glove. to the head. He goes to the body. He, he's like he's an artist, man, a real artist. It's really fun watching oh. him. Beautiful oh, left hand, and he has a personality yeah, that a boxing fun. needs. Talks he's fun as shit. fuck. Talks mad shit. He told Lemieux he has some extra pants that, from his son that he can wear because Lemieux's short. <laughs> Just kept talking shit to him nonstop. And he's also best friends with Fury. So they're like uh, perfect. Batman yeah. and Robin. They're fucking yeah. hilarious, man. God. Yeah, they, I was surprised that they referred to him as a gypsy on the HBO broadcast. You're not supposed to. I think I that was Jim Lampley, that. too, gypsy though. Jim Lampley's an older fellow. I thought gypsy's a cool word, but yeah, I, I think so, too. If you go over to London, they told me not to say that. I heard Roma. Yeah, Roma, heard is considered, uh, Roma is considered... Um, derogatory, right? So they, they were always from discriminating Rome? against you. No, Roma means... They're uh, originally from... Yeah, Donald Cerrone versus Yancey Medeiros, UFC Austin. That's a good 170 for Cerrone because Yancey is not a giant 170. You know, it's not like a and Darren he's coming Till. over that, that fight of the year, some people think. That was a crazy fight crazy against fight. Cowboy Oliveira. Holy hey, what, shit, hey, what when a fight is that, that was. fight, Austin? Yancey Medeiros. That's a fight night? Crazy. What a fucking performance February, by Yancey. February 18th. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, so that's close. That's weird so. they announced it. Really? That's really close. That's weird they announced Yancey. it already. <laughs> that's real close for Yancey from that last fight. Yeah. That fight was a barn burner, and that was only a month ago. That's weird, and not much time to promote either for Austin. Yeah, well, I don't think you need it for Cowboy and Austin. That motherfucker will sell out quick. And it's a fight night, so it's not pay-per-view. Yeah. So they're just like, it's a good it. headliner for sure. Great headliner for but a fight night. For Yancey, I mean, he took a lot of hard shots in that oh, fight. Dude. I don't know if that's given him enough time to recover. You Doesn't know? make a lot of sense, but if you're Yancey, you're jumping at the, the opportunity. Oh, you hear fucking uh, Jimmy Rivera's off with John Lineker. Yeah, Lineker got hurt. And then yeah. do you see uh, uh, Jimmy Rivera, who to me is my dark horse in that division? Yeah, I think me he's too, a man. Champ. He's me a too. fucking monster. The tank. And then uh, he was kind of trying to get uh, Marias, right? Yeah. Marlon Marias. And yeah. then he goes, "You if you'd even you said you'd do it at five pounds, I give you five pounds." The team said no. Marias goes, said no. Right. And then he goes, "I'll give you ten pounds. I just want to fight." Might not be in they shape. They still went no. Marlon yeah. might not be in shape. But and he came just at fought. him. He came yeah. at him. And Jimmy's yeah. like, yeah, let's fucking do it. Well, Marlon no one just fought Jimmy. really recently. Spectacular knockout. Didn't get touched. Against Aljamain Sterling. And he's... You know, he's in that position where he's climbing the, the, the ladder, too. And to take a short-notice fight, 
Mark Henry's very wise in that that regard. They're like, look, you top can, three coaches in the world. I I agree. You can beat this guy, but do you beat this guy this way? Maybe. But do you beat this guy when you have a long training camp? Much better odds, and that's the way to do it to really show who you really are. I agree, hundred percent. I wouldn't have done it if if I'm Mark Henry. I'm telling my fighter not to do it. It's a pro sport, man. It's a pro sport. You have to weigh these short term opportunities, like Michael Bisping got when the, when he stepped up to fight Luke Rockhold. You got to weigh those. Yeah. Because look, Bisping, it fucking paid off, and it paid off in spades. Right. Yep. He KOs Rockhold. He becomes the middleweight champion of the world. Fulfills a lifetime dream, all in eleven days' Great notice. Story. The fucking man has cast iron bowling balls hanging from his dick yeah you know, like you, you can't he's the best. can't deny that about Mount michael Rushmore. bisping then yeah. but then the same thing the same mentality Gastelum. bites him in the ass yeah. and he goes and fights <laughs> kelvin gastelum just a few days after fighting a fucking crazy fight with george st pierre and he doesn't look good he looked horrible then look at machida he just got starched now he's headlining and where the fuck they are did gagastan or where well the fuck he not is. only got starched he got starched and then he tested positive L- Machida's last fight? Machida tested he, positive for no. something. His last, yes. posi- his last fight? Machida, no. Machida was suspended mm. for something. It, b- b- was previous. it before Derek Brunson? Yeah, before, before Brunson. Before. Then oh, he had two years right. off, and then yeah. he fought Derek Brunson. two years off? I'm th- yeah. pretty sure two years. That's then he, crazy. Then he fought Derek Brunson, got starched. Right. And they're like, hey, we need a main event for where the fuck it is, Poland or whatever. And then he originally said no, and then I heard he was talked into it. And then Who's he, he fighting? He's, uh, Machida. Uh, uh, God, who's he fighting? Jamie cannot be fast enough here. There's no way. He could do both things. We need to hire another dude. Come on, man. For Give these him a podcasts. Just what, to, do, do, while he's doing that. He might be well, the fastest one-handed typer in the world. He's pretty Look good. He's one, beast, one hand he working up, the man. fucking TriCaster. One hand working the... Jamie was a high school basketball player. Probably would have gone D2, T3. It's Anders. What? Anders. Does that sound right? You want to see something disturbing? There's, uh, there's evidence of Jamie's basketball playing online. Uh, Anders. Who's Anders? Which know. Anders? Sounds, sounds German. It's in, uh, it's in Brazil. Sounds What's Swedish. the gentleman's name? Eric Anders. Eric Anders. It's okay. in Brazil. But he just got starched and he's taking yeah. this one. Well, he could sell a lot of tickets in Brazil. No, I get that. I get all Jamie's that. Jamie's got legitimate three-point skills. I watched your uh, that yeah. video of you just hitting threes. Jamie's so, You need to, need to watch this. Yeah. After this, I was like, hmm, Jamie might be on the spectrum. I was watching this. I was watching. I'm like, he might be like a little Rain Man-ish with his, with his <laughs> yeah. ability. It was, it was so he impressive. Dude, it was so life. impressive. We were talking like, about He might it. be like in a hypnotic state. <laughs> he's been playing Dude. his whole life. <laughs> he was in the zone. It's called the zone, yeah. Dude, it's called the zone, bro. I think he's in there all day. I'm in the zone. We were talking about it. I think, about I think it. you could get Jamie to do that all day. Bro, you have so much room. Let's put up a basketball court, half um, court. That's not really for me. But watch this. But watch Jamie this. plays Look a lot Jamie. of ball. He's been playing his whole but, life. But watch these shots. Seriously. Swish. Look at that. Watch. Here comes another ball. Watch this. Look at this. Look like a young Switch. JJ Reddick, like, do, sir. Do you understand yes. how hard this is to do for yeah. a guy who is uh, essentially one miss. Uh, one miss, one just a slight miss? Right. Look at that swish. Man. I mean, get the fuck out of here, Jamie. Are you a red a Rain Man character? <laughs> What's going on? How are you able to do this? Been playing his whole life. But seriously, how swish? dare you? Oh, Hashtag raindrops. <laughs> raindrops. Hashtag <laughs> white chocolate. Good technique. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag raindrops. That's hilarious. <laughs> Oh, that is hilarious. Jamie's got real skill. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Well, that those guys that are like super calm and like measured and level were always the scariest guys to play pool with. Because guys like Jamie were always the guys that like they didn't get too high and they didn't get low. Yeah. They just like boo they and then yeah. they, they figured out how to get into that zone and they'd be terrified. It's on. Yeah, yeah. I bet he's that I mean, I saw that that three points, the those shoots the shots you're making, I was like, Okay. Jamie's got that weird gear. He's got that weird movie. mental gear. He gets a click <laughs> taps into the zone. Who, who's I did a the movie pool with a guy like hey, that? Hey, who's the pool player we met? 
Um, the girl, the, be- oh, the, tor- the Texas yeah, Tornado. I talked to her about you. Oh, yeah. Vivian, Vivian Villarreal. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she's badass, man. She's yeah. a badass. She's a yeah. badass pool she's player. She's badass. She'll make you feel very uncomfortable yep. with your manhood. Yep. There's something about losing to a chick in pool. Yeah. Really? In pool? Yeah, something about it, man. Pool's a man's game. It's uh, a manly game. I wouldn't give a fuck. In pool, really? <laughs> you say that, but if you, you play pool, you would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She'll give you a because it's about, what for. It's, this is what it's about. It's about keeping your nerves together under pressure. Yeah. So when a woman is better at keeping her nerves together under pressure, mm-hmm. and guys bobble shots and miss nine balls, and you're like, you there's panic. Some, there's some people that are just built for games. Like, I did a movie with a guy who was just... Like you'd play, I played chess with him, and he was. Be- I used to play with my dad and stuff. He's beating me so quickly, and I was like, "What are you? Why are you so good?" And he goes, "I'm nah, just, you know, I'm just playing." I go, "All right." I go, "Have you read books on chess?" He goes, "He just looks at me, goes, of course." I went, "Oh, what's well, his thing? Though. That's no, his language. Plays chess. No, that's his language." Then I played pool. He beat everybody at pool. Then we played ping pong. He beat everybody. There's oh, something. It's something. A game it's guy. one of those guys who's just good at everything. He's got, he's got game theory. Like he noticed with my ping pong, I pride myself on my ping pong. I'm not good, but I think I am, and I'll talk a big game. He noticed that my fucking that my backhand over here is a little suspect. So of course he just saw a hole in my game. Those people who can see a hole, they're strategic. Uh, they go, sounds like he plays oh, bro, a lot he's of got games. Got a fucking hole in his game, but that. Get that. I was like, this He's motherfucker. He's playing a lot of games. Does he yeah. get laid? If I saw a hole in your game, I'm not going to do that because I want to play the game. What? Huh? Yeah, really? he got laid. And he you makes a, a lot of money as a voiceover artist. Hold on. Wait a minute. You wouldn't try to win? I don't know. Depending. Lies. I don't give a fuck about Lies. winning. I don't Lies. give a fuck about beating if you. If you find out a guy's got a shitty half guard, you tell him you don't go towards his half guard all the time? And when I street fight, yes. Honestly, when I street fight, I'm not going into we his half guard. Got I got a pee. We got silly. I got a pee, too. I'm going to piss. You got to pee. Well, we all can't go Let me secure your hips, at least. Get out there. Let me go. You talk about street fighting when I come back. Pee out of your medium size. You talk about street fighting when I come back. Don't fucking shut the fuck up. Don't talk about street fighting with me, dude. I take it very seriously. I'm boxing with Wayne and your friends, and then when I come back, don't shut the fucking, fuck up. I'm a boxer, and I and I. Do wrestle. you think you get hit too much in the head as no. an older guy? No. Who does powerlifting? No. Did you see that new thing where they said that uh, they trained AI to play chess? There's a new AI uh, program, mm. and um, not only did it beat some world chess master, I just I just tweeted it. See if you can pull that shit up. But uh, by the way, it is from the Daily Mail, which you got to go. Hmm. They mm. might be exaggerating a little bit. Yeah. But it said that the that this chess computer had invented a series of moves that no one had ever seen before. Good God. So it's scares it's me. being creative. Yeah. It did a move, it did like a pattern that no one had seen before. So it's figuring out how to play on the job. There's this whole movement now. People are writing books on how to deal there with a second is. smart machine age. In four hours, a robot taught itself chess, then yeah. beat a grandmaster with moves never devised in the game's 1,500-year history, and the implications are terrifying. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. For and, sure. And, and so what that, the, the that. more terrifying thing besides is the fact that massive, massive sections of our job markets are going away. Yeah, look at what so it what says So what do we do? Oxford academic, AI could go rogue and become too complex for engineers. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That's, oh my that's, God. That is it. Hey, what are your thoughts on net neutrality? Because I was talking to people online today about net neutrality. Uh, I posted something about it that it seems to me to be one of those ideological camp issues where if you are leaning right, you think that net neutrality is a bad thing that the market should decide. If you're leaning left, you think that there's some regulation that the government should step in and be important because you want to keep people from information. You don't want a a big corporation to be able to step in and say someone can or can't. uh, 
uh, have their program on AT&T or Verizon yeah. or So think? I think I think that from what I've read there are six major service providers maybe maybe a couple uh -huh. more that that already smells a little bit like a monopoly but yeah. what I think is this if you and I, first of all nobody really knows yet but I think that the the bigger issue becomes if these companies provide you service in your area they could decide to break it into say two bandwidths they could decide you want regular you want regular service or do you want premium if you want premium we're going to or pay a little more. Right. Okay, that's one thing. They could break it up. If that's the case, we'll let the market decide. Maybe that maybe that creates an opening for another service provider to come in and say, we don't do that. One price covers everything. So one of the guys on my Instagram, or my Twitter rather, had a really good point. He said the real issue that people aren't talking about is the monopolies that these companies have in small areas. Yes. Like if you're in a that's, certain town, like yes. you can only get this kind of company, or you know, yes. Verizon or AT&T. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and that when you have a company that owns a certain town, and then you know, in certain areas, is the only way you can get coverage is you have to do with this one company. Then, then it becomes a real issue. And not only does it become an issue, but the other issue is that the the real question is if you are a service provider and you provide uh, people in this area that service if the other service has if you use platforms that the other service provides and they compete directly with this would this service block that would this service have an incentive to uh, Slow block down. your access yes. to it or whatever. Yes. And that would be an issue. Yeah. But my, my feeling is that we'll find out very quickly. And as long as consumers have the ability to go over to another provider, as long as consumers have the ability to go, I don't like the way you do business. I want but they don't these guys. in some that's, a lot of areas. That becomes the yeah, issue. Not, they yeah. don't have access. Time will tell. Have a license. They have a license yeah. in a certain yeah. uh, a certain district. Consumer backlash is how you fight that. If there's enough consumer backlash and people go, or this you is just bullshit. keep net neutrality in place and prevent it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. I'm going to have some experts on to talk about it soon in the future. Yeah. I'm going over all the data and information, but I just wanted to get people's temperature. And it's so funny how people uh, get so aggressive and, and shitty with you yeah. when you just talk about this issue. Because oh, a few mean. people that I had to mute, I was like, good luck, dude. Yep. Yeah. I'm, your opinion means shit to me because yeah. you just have to be insulting when someone's just asking a question. Right. You know, this this whole thing is, is interesting because there's smart people on both sides of it yeah. and they have compelling arguments mm -hmm. on both sides of it. Yeah. And I don't uh, I don't have an opinion 100 percent. I, I e lean more a lot towards of people. A lot of people don't yet know how this this is going to play out. Yeah, because, you know, what were you going to say, though? You lean towards what I lean towards the idea that you have to have some <clears throat> oversight that you have to have someone who's looking out who makes sure that these companies can't fuck you over and can't prevent you from having access to certain information certain sites i lean towards that most but the answer though the other the, the, the other question is though that does the market decide that i was going to say right the other oversight could be I, I always lean toward the idea that the marketplace would be your oversight. Let people make their choice, but they have to have a choice. And as you were talking about, there are very few service providers. My, my question is, is there incentive for other people to come into the service providing space? Can they make money? Uh, what are the barriers to entry to as compete far as that's with the concerned? big dogs? Right. No. And secondly, secondly um, is it in these service providers' interest ultimately to make uh, extra cash for such bad press. I, I, you may see nothing happen as a result, but I like the idea that the marketplace, that, that consumers have a choice. Mm. And when consumers have a choice, they're going to go with what works the best for them. Creepy. I do yeah. too, but I do believe that it's entirely possible that large corporations could have 
monopoly. It, real real sure. influence over yeah. the way our culture has access to information. I, agree. I, I think I agree. that should be stopped. But I also think that these fucking government organizations almost all suck. They're all filled with unmotivated people who suck at their job. And the, the bureaucracy and the fucking red tape gets deeper and thicker. I think almost every government organization that does any task is flawed. Yeah. So the idea that we should have government take care of these issues, I have a problem with that, too. Yep. I see both sides of it. I see this side, too. There's another dark side of the marketplace, though. You know, I think the news nowadays, you know, makes a lot of money on clickbait. Yep. And and so you, you now have companies, whether it's the Huffington Post or CNN or whatever, who are less interested, it seems, in objective reporting of the news and way more interested in generating clicks. Did you so see the fucking you know, Newsweek title th that they put out about Trump and the Nazis? Like stealing Christmas, did you see that? There you go. That's see, a classic. See example. if you can find it. What is that? I'm already intrigued. You know, the, the news. The world it's, we live it's in. Such that's a clickbait right? thing. News is entertainment. Info, infotainment. Yeah. Right. And but that's a tragedy. That Newsweek, which we, you would always say they have like to compete. They're, they're met. They have to compete. That's yeah. what it is. They have to compete. But you'd always think they're measured. They're intelligent. This is Newsweek. They're when, when one of the most get, respected. When when Chris they Rock. They have to adapt. When Chris Look Rock was working on a bit. How Trump and the Nazis <clears throat> stole Christmas to promote white nationalism. There you go. Jesus hey, Christ. fucking slow down. Yeah. There you wow. go. This is just That's as fair. You're going to get Caitlyn Jenner elected president if you keep this shit up. Exactly. Like, you have to understand what's happening here. People are going to go nuts. The, the media's uh, approval rating. The opposite. In, according to some polls, the media's approval rating is in the single digits, and I think they deserve it. I really do. I... I, I, I um, I'm not nearly as cynical as a lot of people, but as I get older and I see how irresponsible a lot of the news is, how much money there is to be made by just just hinting or uh, sort of you know associating somebody's name with something yeah. kind of volatile. Sure, and, and you with get no it, regard and whatsoever you get to the sell that story. You but sell isn't that, that the product here. of their environment? Like they're dealing with what gets a response and what gets clicks. It's so good, our, it's a good question. our societies are the ones who are telling them to do this. They're not just making this shit up. That's right. Right. They're like, well, if we if we say Trump and the Nazis stole Christmas, how many clicks are we going to get? See, but this is what they're doing is they're being disingenuous. Click on Hold on, it. they're being disingenuous here in this article. Scroll up a little bit. Um, because here's one of the things it says. It says, Donald Trump wants America to think he reinvented Christmas. We can say Merry Christmas again. He has said on numerous occasions, both during the campaign of president and presidency, Christmas is back better than ever before. He told supporters a month before the Christmas He's season. talking. He is doing what a guy who's very persuasive does to try to get people on his camp. He's a falcon politician. He's also got a sense of humor, But it's not even true. But the, what, what, what he's doing here is not even true because he, in the past, did a lot of tweets about happy holidays, happy like people pulled them up. That he used to say happy holidays all the time, like yeah. in very really recently yeah. was tweeting happy holidays. And then the idea that Obama never said Merry Christmas is a hundred percent horseshit. There's a whole video of Obama saying Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas over and over. What's and wrong over with Merry again. Christmas? Nothing wrong with it. This idea is he's <clears throat> trying to sell people on the idea that you your Christian values have been suppressed by this mediocre yeah. left wing government, and he's stepping in here to make a America great again. It's all a hustle. Yeah. But it's not white nationalists and Nazis. Like, you can't say Nazis. The problem is when you say oh, that, yeah. you leave the, the word Nazi loses its fucking meaning. Yeah. They're like, irresponsible journalists. They're yeah. not journalists. They're irresponsible. Yeah. What he's doing is he's being 
a fucking politician. He's being a weasel. He's trying to pretend that Christmas was never we never we never had Christmas before. We're gonna have Christmas now. Yeah. And all the dopes, all the yokels, like, yeah, <laughs> bring him back, Christmas, Donald. Yeah. You know, these, these guys out there with Make America Great Again tattoos. You just understand this. This is real. Like there's people with like That's red real. hat tattoos sure. yeah. that say Make America Great Again on. There's dummies in but, every but, fucking quadrant of this earth. But do you know? <laughs> I have to say that the the mainstream media. And I'm, I know I've never been a fan of Trump, but the, the way they treat him with this kind of stuff that I constantly hear, this petty shit, the way yeah. he drinks water and stuff, it's made, it me, funny, it's made me more sympathetic. But he's brought it on himself. When you drink water like this, you drink water like this, I got to talk to you. I got to, <laughs> hold on, hold strange on. Guy. When you drink 12, guys. <laughs> It's fucking when weird. you drink twelve diet cokes, I mean, we're gonna fucking. It might be true, or I don't believe it. You know, I don't know what to believe anymore. Right? That's the other problem. There's another bunch because of because he tells a lot of, of lies quotes, too. Though. Series of quotes from him from back in the day saying, "Why would you drink diet coke? You drink diet coke. People who drink diet coke are also all fat. Diet coke makes you fat. It's been proven." There's a whole series of tweets. Yeah, like he might have just forgot he made those tweets. Well, he shredded. He just doesn't give a fuck. Shredded. Jack. Yeah, shredded. He's in great shape. Yeah. yeah, but I think that you know, first of all. He, as a president, here's a weird one. There was a terror attack that was thwarted by the FBI in San Francisco. Yep. You didn't hear a goddamn peep about it because he's against the FBI because of this, all this investigation shit. So the president of the United States didn't, didn't like congratulate the FBI, didn't tell the American people that the FBI That's has done a great job. Have you heard the about FBI, this? I know, about the, I know about the terrorist attack. I read thwarted that. a legitimate terrorist <clears throat> yeah. attack, and this is all this whole make America great again stuff, right? You, yeah. you want to stop the terrorists. He, he As a political point, he avoided this. Yeah. How FBI, crazy is that? It's terrible. He FBI holds a grudge. arrests man suspected of plotting ISIS-inspired Christmas terror attack in San Francisco. It was an American, it was an American Marine. It was a Marine who went, you know, started yeah. going crazy. Yeah. yeah, well, it's just... Very, That's where we hang. It's very crazy. It's yeah. And how, how about he started, to, they, they caught him, he started to like like ISIS posts on Facebook. <laughs> and then he reached out to ISIS and went, hey, looking to complete this mission. How do I get a hold of the guns and uh, bullets? Yeah. And ISIS is like, homeboy, if you have to ask for the gear, it might not be for you. Yeah. Like, what yeah. the fuck are you like talking they're about? Dumb? Yeah, they're, they're like, like, meet us on the dock. <laughs> yeah, like, where the ISIS is like, code. hey, asshole, get out of here, yeah. man. And have then he our got flag caught. on your truck as you pull up. <laughs> Make it super obvious <laughs> every time i've been pier 39 i've been there every time i go to san francisco i always think that i'm always like i don't think like that this well place a lot looks... of people though have been making this comment on why did the president not discuss this yeah. like well this is something that like when you address the nation you have to talk about it and even if he's in some sort of a squabble with one aspect of the fbi you have to recognize that they did their job here yeah this is why they're yeah. a great job yeah and this is why they're important like they, they literally protected American lives and he's not mentioning yeah. it. Yeah, he has so this to put petty his, bullshit yeah. that they do when they're saying things like how Trump stole Christmas with white nationalists and Nazis, that petty that kind of petty shit enforces his petty shit. Yep. yep. They, Gets they, in a way of real news. It, it, and they go at it they go at each other back yeah. and forth and nothing gets done. Well, someone no. needs to grow the fuck up and it should be the president. But, but, but Newsweek needs to grow the fuck up too. You can't say things like that. That's silly. We've That's always the relied on we, we, we should be able to rely on the main Mainstream news, and I know I'm going to get a lot of emails about the mainstream. Eddie news. Bravo was calling you. Right I know, now. but I, we should be able. To, we should rely on them to at least report the facts. Yeah, at least objective facts. That was the whole point of journalism. They were the fourth estate. They keep they keep power in line. Yes. They hold. They speak truth to power. That's the whole idea in a democracy. You need a free press. You need, but now with money, 
ratings it has corrupted. Well, there's also money the, thing, the, the, money, the, the fucking internet, man. The internet came along and pretty much anybody can be a news source now. Anybody can be a hashtag journalist. There's a lot of fucking Change fake... the game up. Yeah. Change the game up. Credentials yeah. to get well, different. I, Spread I, I rumors. Was, Wikipedia was, pages. I was saying this the other day. I was trying, I remember writing something about this, but like the yeah. idea that you in social media, if you, we all have moments where we do some crazy shit, where we say Still stuff bad. out loud that's like politically incorrect, or we say, or we just behave in a way that like could make you crazy, right? Yeah. Like my, my dog ran into my knee the other day. I was like, ah, fuck, it hurt. And I instinctively kicked at her. Like I was just like, fucking, and I kicked, and I missed her. But dude, it looked like I tried to kick my fucking dog in the ribs. Cause by the way, in that split second, I was trying to kick my dog, who I love very much, in the ribs. For she hit my knee. I was like, ah! My, my I don't reaction. think there's anything wrong with giving your dog a little knee tap. Correct. If somebody caught that on camera, if somebody caught, if somebody caught that on camera, yeah. I mean, kicking your dog in the ribs. Listen, I'm just saying. Somebody caught that on camera, it would have been Brian Count. If I was, if I was famous, they'd be like, say I was a politician or whatever. I'm fu. I'm done. I'm the dog kicker, it's true. right? Yeah. That's a, that's and you a, should be. That's a comedic and, example, and you but should it's true. Be. Yeah. But I'm saying that nowadays, and I was thinking about this, nowadays, anything that you do, if you're having a moment, if you're having a moment, or you make a mistake. Describe a moment, though, B. I think you got to be careful with hold this. Hold on, I'll tell you. You're making a mistake. I don't know. Uh, it could be- um, Give me an example. It could be you got caught- at a strip club, you were making out with a girl behind a dumpster, but you're married. Whatever it might be, there are a lot of examples where everybody's fucking dumpster. up. Like my buddy, my buddy. You're saying like Kevin Hart situation? My, He's fine. Hold, on. hold my, on, my buddy, my buddy who owns buildings, he gets sued all the time. And what he does is he'll just hire a private investigator, and he he just follows the dude. He'll just follow the person. whoever's suing him. Yeah, and and I go, why do you do that? He goes, well, because everybody he's ever followed. He goes, everybody is always fucking up in one aspect of their life. Well, especially someone who's sleazy who tries these like illegitimate yes. lawsuits. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. he always finds evidence that they're just they're doing something. I got a girlfriend, I got a boyfriend, whatever. It's always something. But right? you're right. fine, B. So, let, let, so let's say in a hypothetical situation you were cheating on your wife, you came out. Here's the larger you're point. Fine. The larger point is this. I was thinking about like how I was taking Gandhi, Martin Luther King, Hemingway, oh Picasso, and Einstein. All Dirtbags. All known, known philanderers, known to cheat on their wives, just known their their poor wives. I mean, and and just real, real ladies, men, and 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 beyond. Well, know? how about Kennedy? Uh, forget you know, everybody that. wants to keep talking forget about that. how Bill Clinton got caught with yeah. Monica Lewinsky. Dude. There was a woman who came out who was like one of the aides in the White House. Who's she was? I believe she was nineteen. Kennedy yeah. made her suck his dick and yeah. suck her JFK fucked everybody. Yeah. Everybody. And so what I'm saying is that. In the day, in the days of social media, now we would have dilated on that, and sure. we would have looked at that. He couldn't have I acted wonder, like is that. Is that what we want to focus on? Because with those men, let's just take those men. They could have been discredited and cut out at the knees, depending on when that that activity was exposed. Okay, but and you're it talking about technology, it could have undermined well, everything they were working but for. But hold on, isn't it possible? That we need to have a more realistic understanding of what a human being yes. is. And then seeing all these flaws in a person and then getting past that is maybe the way to go. Yes, so the way the Europeans our, do. But our problem is that we're dealing with this old model where everybody was like some fucking Cary Grant dude yep. in a movie. 
and uh, you know the good guys wore white hats, the bad guys wore black hats. That's not realistic. That's not realistic. That's it's not American. Real yes. Our problems. But, is, but isn't it isn't it American because it hasn't been exposed, and we don't have a new realization of what human beings are, and so isn't all of this excruciating, detailed information that comes out about anybody that's seeking power, isn't it ultimately like a good thing to see like, oh, he's like me. I know I yeah. fuck up. He's like me. Oh, that guy's like me too. So instead of thinking there's some person, some Dalai Lama guy who's going to come save us, the one guy on the planet doesn't have any vices. Yeah. Instead of that, maybe we should have a more honest interpretation of what it means to be a human being. And compassionate being. understanding that sometimes we're, we're, you know, Jordan Peterson said something fucking amazing <sighs> to me. He goes, he goes, we're ruled by different gods depending on the, the moment, the time of day. We're ruled by the god of sex, the god of uh, uh, jealousy, the god of anger, the god of resentment. Yeah. It just depends on the moment, which is his argument for an overreaching god. But, 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 but I want my president to be better than me. You know what I'm saying? I don't want him to have same you, vices. Yeah, as held me. to the higher standard. Yeah, We've I'm gonna said, have, I'm gonna they're going to be better than you anyway. There's just because they have the same flaws that you have doesn't mean they're not better at you than running the government. Like well, at but, running but, the but government. If, if he has a drug addiction and he's fucking hookers nonstop sure. on the side, I don't want him running my country. Yeah. Right. But he could be the mayor of Toronto, like Rob Ford did a great job. Well, he's the mayor yeah. of Toronto, smoking crap. Bill Clinton and, wasn't bad either. Uh, <laughs> I, exactly. I just think we need, a, we need, we need a more nuanced so. point of view of what human beings are, and I, I think we've lost it. I think we're very Americans. But have I think to it's, don't you think people are being held accountable more though? Be like, there's actual like. Bad dudes who are like, ah, yes, it's out now. Yes, like, yes. Like, like Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein. Yeah. Yeah. There's good and bad. There's good and bad to this. But I'm just, I just hope that we come back around to the fact that human beings are complicated, <clears throat> that we're all fucking up, that that it just because I fuck up in this atmosphere doesn't mean I'm a bad person all the way through. And Trevor Noah said something that, that was interesting. He said, what I don't understand about Americans is how you can't be both things. Why do you have to be one thing or another? You got to have a black yeah. hat or a white hat. Can you be, is it possible to, 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 to sympathize with the Black Lives Matter and also be pro-cop? Uh -huh. can, you, can you have both? Uh -huh. Is that possible? No, we pick teams. We got to pick teams. Teams are the way. Well, it's can't very be common to, to pick teams for sure. So it's an instinct that we have. I think we are getting better at understanding what a human being is. And I think to equate Harvey Weinstein with finding flaws in politicians is very different. I agree. Because what he's doing, what he was doing was essentially, he was not just that, he was, he was like, that was part of how he engineered his business. Yeah. He engineered his business to like feed yeah. his sexual harassing and sexual assault appetite. He's a piece but, of but, shit but all that's the way around. Go, that's going on in other contracts. But that's going on, I, I think, in other corporations, just not in entertainment. Like so, that? I like think the so. way he did it? I where think so. The girls had to fuck him to get no. parts? Yeah, I, I think, think so. he's an outlier. I think he's a I don't bad think so. man. I, I think, think he's I, an outlier. I don't yeah. think so. I, I think when with, when there comes power so? and there's pre, and there's pretty girls, I think men are going to abuse that power. Right, not but always. there's levels. Of I'm not always. saying always. Yeah. I'm not saying always. Some yeah. guys, if you think Harvey Weinstein in that position of power is the only guy to do that to no, that but, level, but, you're crazy. No, but no. B, B, no, our, no, aren't women that. are also drawn to power, right? So I like how you guys call each other B, like your fucking 15 year old kids in Brooklyn. You yeah. dorks, <laughs> we're cuties. We're because we're a couple of cuties. See, I which and I agree, it's scary, but I think it's a witch hunt only for. Witches, man. I'm, it doesn't bother me. No, like, you can't I'm glad say that. these guys get turned out. No, no, no. Like no. You can't say that because a witch hunt is the, the the witch hunt is also like based on hearsay and accusation and not proof. So you you have to have for, due process for some. Yes, for some. You have to have due process. That's all. We we all know that we live now at a time when just accusations can ruin your entire career. Well, I mean, I think you know, part yeah, of the give problem me an example, is, B. Whose career has it ruined that wasn't true? 
I don't Garrison know. Keeler. Garrison Keeler is a good example. Garrison Keeler is the best example. Uh, he's a guy like his entire career. He's been known as this like super nice guy. He consoles nice some guy. woman, hugs her. His hand goes down her shirt in her the, on her back. She she pulls back. He apologizes. He sends her a letter apologizing. Yeah. She accepts it. They they stay friends. And then she goes public with it when all this Me Too stuff comes out. She just and feels he got compelled. Fired. Did, you it yeah. She didn't just just get fired. They I think changed Al the name of his thing. Al Franken. But too. Al, Al Franken admitted he did some shit that he shouldn't have done and grabbed some butts and you know. God, see, Al, yeah, Al, see, Al, Al's like, almost a better point. I think Al. I, I he don't think he's a bad guy. I don't no. think he's a bad guy either. I don't think he's a bad guy either. Yeah, he didn't yeah stand up for Al himself. Franken's a good example. Well, he did for a he while, yeah. and then he couldn't. And all the Democrats now are have in, in in Minnesota are having second thoughts. He shouldn't retire. Hey, you fucking guys, you mobbed up on Twitter like a little proportion. We need to have. Well, who's we though? You're you're talking about such a large number of th humans. There needs to Some be a national people mobbed narrative. up because it's naturally in their their, their yeah. fucking behavior pattern. There needs Correct. to be a national narrative on where the line is too. A lot of people don't know where them. Like <clears throat> I know where the line is. You know where the line is to me. Like if you don't want something and I'm humiliating you or embarrassing you and and if I did that because I'm an idiot then then I got to make amends and figure out what I did wrong you're hundred percent right but we have to understand what you're saying when you're saying the line the line includes free speech and free speech for 320 million people is gonna leave an exorbitant amount of human beings that feel like they should gang up on everybody anytime yep. something goes sideways yep. and that's what you see and that's what you feel and Mob then mentality. media companies <clears throat> react to that yep. because they don't want blowback they don't want boycotts but they step in and fire people hysteria. that maybe shouldn't get fired but Mass I also hysteria. think in the workplace it's scary e even for me, there was like the, a female comic the other night. We're on the lineup, and uh, you know, I'm into fashion. I'm almost too gay with it, but she had this dope coat on. I thought about, I, I said something about her coat, and I thought, oh, fuck, was that too like, was I too forward with her about her coat? Like, I'm scared of it now. Right, you got to be careful you know, like, how it's there's interpreted. Two, there's, that a, there's, sucks. There's, a, there's a there's a male in the room, and I was like, dude, where'd you get that coat from? We're talking about coats. Right. And I saw hers, and then she was about to go on stage. And I was like, you're, I, I love your coat. That coat is dope. And I like, grabbed her like. Arm, I was like, oh, is she, is she gonna like blast out? Isn't like, that fucked up though that you can't? I, do and that? I thought, oh, well, fuck, it depends. Man. See, the but reason why it's fucked up workplace. is because your intentions. Your intentions are only like you really do love fashion, and you see a really nice coat, and you're like, ooh, that is nice. Like you really like the way I would look at a nice car. Yes. Wait, what about what about if a woman's beautiful and I go, you are you are fucking your yeah, no. can't do that. No, no, you can't do no, that no, no. Why not? because the way you do it the you way you do it you, you, you start humping aggressive. your back well, I'm not wearing I'm not wearing pants you, your crotch you also forward. touch them yeah, you take not, the shape of a pants. C yeah. you take the yeah. shape of a letter C yeah. and you start moving like towards a giant cashew uh, <laughs> that's weird why yeah. do you think that's weird because if I was my sister I'd want to punch you in the face fuck away from my sister think about it in the workplace too like you can't if a girl was a pretty dressed I saw a comic tweet out can't, can't a girl wear a dress without being fucking complimented on it? I'm like, fuck, man. Without being complimented yeah. on it? What do you mean? Like, can't we just dress up and you can't say a word? Like, you don't see guys saying, hey, nice tie. Like, can't women come in the office and not get remarks? Like, fuck, that's the world we're living in, man. You can't say, man, you look great today. Oh, so you look you, gorgeous you're, today. You're confusing this. You, what you're saying is... Can't a woman come into the office and get remarks, get positive remarks, no, and have no, it be a good thing? Get no positive. Like can't 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 a man not say anything about a woman the way she looks in the office place? Can't she just be another? She was yeah, a woman was oh. asking. For yeah, that. a woman goes. Can't can you guys just not comment? The on woman the way is saying that. Yes. Oh, a woman was. Saying. I she doesn't know what it's weird. like to be a man. 
Well, Sometimes you know, you, just, you want to compliment somebody. There's nothing wrong with compliments. There's also the reality, and this is something that I've been talking about in my act a lot. There's a reality of the way women are allowed to dress, both on television and in real life, in office situations where they expose enormous swaths of skin. Which men are not. If yeah. men in the office were wearing skirts and you could see their toes and they had sleeveless shirts, and this is common. Yeah. This is commonplace and there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing inappropriate about it. And I'm not, I'm not commenting on it, like criticizing it, but the reality of the way women are allowed to dress. Like if you watch Megyn Kelly on television, she's especially during the Fox News days when she's the ice princess. She wore these very small dresses that looked like she was going out for a hot night on the town. Not mad she, at Jamie, it. bring that up for a sec. It's not a bad thing, man. No, it's not there's, a bad thing. There's videos sure. that just show women on Fox News crisscrossing and uncrossing their legs and then dangling their yeah. shoes How off their the feet. How about the weather girls? Woo! Check out the weather girls yeah. in Latin there's, America. There's, the weather girls in LA, son. Everywhere. <laughs> so girls that, girls that dress like that should be allowed to dress any fucking way they want. Yeah. But there is a reality of the way they're dressing that is way more sexually suggestive than anything that a man is allowed to wear. Yeah. There's not a sexual equality when it comes to wardrobe. When it comes to wardrobe in an office, if every woman dressed like Barbara Walters in the 1980s and wore a fucking pantsuit and, you know, had like one of those big collars on and shit, like dressed like Ellen. Like yep. every woman was like Ellen when bummer. she hosts her show. Well, this bummer. is why all women should be in burkas. But that is, oh, but that sorry. outfit, that Ellen outfit is basically like a female version of what men wear. Yeah. When men are on television, they wear a suit, jacket, they wear a, a nice shirt, they wear pants with is, a belt. Isn't there also a truth to how men naturally are drawn to women in certain outfits? I mean, like men are more visual talking about oh, yoga, overall. You're talking about women. yoga pants, sir? Oh, talking yeah. about just how yeah. men... Men yeah, can look see at that, Kelly. What? Get in the fuck out of here. Yes. How is that the face of a woman who's giving you the she's news? She's a serious journalist. Yeah, she's so, and that was back when she was like way hotter. She was I got younger. no problem with that. She's, I don't have she's a problem with it either, on, but uh, what is that? Gig. Go in the upper right-hand corner. Upper right-hand corner of that series out there. What is that? Get the fuck out of here. I'm not mad here. at her at all. She's stupid hot, right? Ridiculous. So, hot. Short hair now, but which I disagree now, with. Imagine now, imagine <laughs> now, I disagree with. Uh, Don Lemon wearing that same outfit. Well, I wouldn't look at that. Actually, I have good legs. They're okay. You don't know, dude. You've seen me in high heels? You're okay. Don Lemon's is better. You don't be. have good legs. Who? You. Yes, I They're do. They're okay. Well, you have shit. Let's you have shit. Let's be honest with yeah, I, my psoriasis <laughs> flared up again. I mean, fuck off. It flared if, up again. Hey, Megan Kelly's not wearing that short dress did, with psoriasis. I did. I, I, did. I, I know. I, but I think my flu caused my psoriasis. I'm sure. No, you have it. it all the time. I just got it again. And, and, and we, have to, we have to make sure that we let everybody know what we're saying here. I'm not saying that women should be sexually harassed because they dress sexy. No, no, no. I'm saying if you wear something that looks nice in the office, I think guys should be like, damn, you look really good today. It, but it's a problem fired. because that if the girl responds to that, then the guy's like, ooh, she wants the dick. And I then know. See, Guys she has to be meatheads. careful about how she walks to the water cooler by herself, and you're going to come up to her, and she's on her way to the bathroom and ask her weird questions. I know. I, it's a bummer. But don't weird. a lot of people get married in the workplace? Don't they have romances in the workplace? Don't they not meet anymore, buddy. their lovers that there? Illegal. Yeah, it's not illegal. Anymore, brother. Maybe it should be, but I don't know. That's where a lot of like that's where you meet people. Oh, we'll just have a bunch of people who are really unhappy. That's going to make men and women unhappy. I, I know. This lot, is puritanical. I know a lot of people that, especially in like the TV business, yeah. that like the writer would like hook up with one of the girls who was in production yeah. and then they want to be married yeah. and, and having kids. Yeah, it's a yeah. great story. And I also know a lot where the writer would hook up with one of the girls in production and then they would break up and it would be a fucking sure. disaster yep. on the set and one of them would wind up leaving. Let individuals take that responsibility. Okay, you know what we're all asking for? Let them figure we it want out. A, we want a, a, a higher authority, a corporate 
nameless, faceless bureaucracy to, control our to, to, to lay down these laws on high in stone. And there are certain things you can't do. No relationships whatsoever. I don't care I if you're two human ridiculous. beings. I know. Awesome. The workplace is going to be fucking great. Okay, America's going to be fucking happy. Let me throw a scenario Fuck that. We're Instead of giving the individuals the responsibility for managing their own their own relationships, their own romance. And now Those in colleges, like you, and now in fucking colleges, my nephew's got to sit there and every step of the way sexually, he's got to go, is this okay? Is this okay? Uh, he's got to get consent every time. I mean, Fuck you got to relax, bro. Fuck that, You got to relax. Fuck that. You I gotta relax. Because I went to Arizona State and everybody brother, fucking everyone still. It's big brother. It's tyrannical. And it's not going to make anybody happier or safer. It's all bullshit. You know what people, you know why you walk a girl to her car at night? Not because men, not because of rape culture, not because men are dangerous, because there uh, are psychos out there. Because there are psychotics. Because 1%. Percent, yeah, I, think I, think both. Both. I think both. What do you mean? There's a lot of guys you, you, you got to watch out for. If you walk a girl in the parking lot, it's going to be guys and girls guy. by yourself. All it takes is one guy in a van. Right, what but I'm it's saying not just psychos. That... It's sometimes just a guy with a couple of drinks in him. Yeah, is an drunk asshole. dudes, it's whatever. Listen, man, all my friends who are drunk, we've talked about this. You know, all hey, my drag me in rapists, rapists in yeah. jail. Rapists in jail have to be protected from the other inmates. Men who are regular guys like us don't uh -uh. like those hold fucking on, hold guys. Hold on, No, child rapists have to be protected. There's a lot of guys that are in jail. Like Pertis O'Neill got arrested once, falsely accused of rape. And one of the things that he said was that when he went to jail, he was worried. And guys would be like, no, 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 that's a skin beef. They would call it a skin beef. It's like, that's not, like, no, no one thinks you're a rapist. It's one thing if you get accused of being, like, some serial rapist or breaking into women's, then you're yeah, fucked. Yeah. Yeah. But a guy who a girl, they have a dispute, and the girl claims the guy raped oh, her, yeah, oh, which word. no one wants to admit happens, and it happens way less. I think way more women don't report rape, way more, than women report false rapes. Oh, sure. I agree, 100%. I agree. 100%. Way more, way more women are embarrassed, yeah. disturbed, sickened. Yep. They feel Look, dehumanized. Man. They don't even want to discuss it. They would rather not be outed as someone who got raped and let this person get away with it. That's a common thing with women. That's Agreed. why I think some of this hashtag but, but Me Too is good. But also, some women lie. That happens too. That's a bummer. But you can't, you can't. But they're you, humans. They're humans, but you can't tailor everything towards those few negative apples. No, you Look, don't, man. but you don't ca tailor anything towards the idea that those apples are non-existent and impossible. No. Correct. But I'm going back to the office space. You're going to always deal with false accusations. You're going to deal with people who don't report things. You're going to deal with all these things in the, in the wide spectrum of humanity. Right. I just don't think that this zero tolerance, nobody's allowed to date anybody because we don't want to. And that's where we're at. That's what happens I now. I, did, I don't you, agree you, with We it. talked about it on our show, and I never even thought about it until we were at the comedy store. And when I told that girl nice coat, I thought, oh, fuck, do I seem yeah, creepy? Great. Because she's young. You know, she's right. 21. We're back to Amazing comic. I got a piss. Go ahead, piss. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. You guys are very aggressive. If you bring with up your nephew one Dude, more I'm fucking time. Who's his nephew? I don't know. He's going to some school. I just can't talk. You don't. Go I'm pee. Back. We'll be right back. Just... Jesus Christ. Man, he gets on. You one, two are like an old married couple. It's hilarious. Yeah, I want to kill him some days. <laughs> But I think we're talking too much about sexual harassment. And, I agree. But we, I think people uh, people will shut it down. You know what the problem is with sexual harassment too is you it's everywhere. So well, when they tune into the shows is, like this, they don't want to fucking hear it for here either. Well, Neither people, do I really. People are trying to work it out. I think that's one of the important things about talking about it. But the problem is men are talking about it. Like we don't know jack shit about it. Like we I said, I don't really deal with we it until that deal night. Deal with it, and we don't. But here's the thing: like no one's coming at us with it. Like I've only had gay guys hit on me aggressively a couple times ever in my life. Andy Dick tried sucking my dick. I felt uncomfortable. But that's 
Andy Dick. I'm just kidding, by the way. He tried, but he's awesome. Yeah, but I had a comic once uh, at the Montreal Comedy Festival, like late at night when we're all hanging around the bar, get super aggressive with me. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super, way back in the day. This was like, I want to say like late 90s. Real uncomfortable moment where I had to tell him, get the fuck away from me. Bigger dude, too? Uh, like could have been some problems. No, to suck your dick? it wasn't like a physically threatening thing. I literally told him I would stomp a fucking hole in his chest if he touched me again. Did it work or did oh, it turn yeah. him on? No, it worked. Yeah. No, I was, I was serious. Yeah. I was like, you gotta stop he touching me. He knew what me. was up. Yeah. Well, he was drunk and yeah. I wasn't. It was one of those weird moments where someone is like being sexually aggressive and they think it's funny and then, then they try to take it to the next level to show you how crazy they are. Yeah, or something hey, like bro. That. I was like, dude, do not touch me like this. And then I realized, like, oh, this is what it's like when you're a woman, except the woman can't kill the guy. I know. Like, I'm dealing with a doughy, drunk comedian that I could kill. Yeah, if he tried anything, you just whoop his ass, where women don't have Whereas that option. Whereas they don't have that option at all. Oh, no. And it's not funny. They weren't, you know, with a woman, it's not a funny situation. With me, it's like, it was funny. It was never like I was nervous. But it was like, God, this is gross. Well, I think you look at it different, too, because you have two daughters. I do now. Yes. I didn't then. I'm saying now yeah. you do where it's like, fuck, man, it's scary. Well, you, you do that. You, just having children, you you look at people so differently because children are so vulnerable. And when you have a little kid and you see that little kid trying to make their way through the world, you think about them being victimized by some sort of an evil predator. And it's fucking awful. It's a terrible feeling. It's a it's a. It's a weird thing that we have to reconcile, the fact that some people do prey on other people's w- vulnerabilities and weaknesses and Dude, boy naivete. Or girl. Yeah, boy, boy or girl. girl. Like, I'm looking for a new nanny, and you hear all these horrible stories about nannies and the molest kids, so it's the freaking... kids, beat I do not kids. play that shit. There's some horrible videos of, of nannies like lifting kids up and Ugh. throwing them against their crib, and Ugh. you can't watch them. They're, Makes they're, me sick. They're so infuriating. You know, Makes these people, me sick. One kid was all fucked up and bruised and the parents put this fucking camera and they caught the lady picking the kid up by his arms and literally throwing him across the room and you watch it, you just like, oh my God. It'd be tough for me not to go to prison if I came home and saw that. It'd It'd be be really tough. It'd be so, so tough. I have some more self-control than a lot of people. It'd be so tough. Oh yeah. You know what they they say that gave gave rise to the helicopter parent phenomenon? And that? one One of the things they talk about... Like how how students are so entitled and they became sort of like this idea that they can say anything they want. And, you know, that's sort of the whole movement of my personal sovereignty is everything. Uh One of the one of the theories would be that in the 80s, when kids started disappearing and you started reading about it, they ended up on the back of milk cartons. All of us as parents, as human beings, like there's nothing worse, right? You can't think of anything worse. And that created this. Every parent, your biggest fear, right? So now you go. I'm not letting my kid take his bike down to the neighbors because right. it might only be 600 yards. But uh, John Wayne some, Gacy might be waiting. Yeah. That's right. My dad yeah. didn't and let me walk home. That's always happened, actually. But it was, you know, now people say, remember when we could, used to be able to play out there? It's always happened. But we we started learning about it. People started right. establishing patterns about it. Then we had like certain serial killers like John Wayne Gacy and and uh, uh, Ted Bundy and stuff like that. And we, Dude, I dodged you know, bullets twice in my own life. So I dodged I. a bullet so once I. when I was about eight years old and again when I was about 13. What do you mean dodge a bullet? You mean forget? Guys are trying to fuck me. What? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. A guy tried to 
to take me out of a library when I was a little kid. The <laughs> librarian starts yelling out. He was going to show me these books in his car. And the, the librarian started yelling out, Joseph, you get away from him. That guy just got out of jail. And I'm fucking Jesus. crying. And I yeah, run to her. Man. And the guy runs out of there. Wow. And then another time when I was 13, some guy like literally tried to get closer and closer to me and my friends. He would jog around this lake that we would fish at, mm -hmm. sit down and talk to us, seem like a super nice guy. Mm -hmm. And then it got creepier and weirder until one day he showed up drunk and he told me he loved me and that no love could be, uh, you can't what? have love without sex. And I was the like, what? Hell, man. And I was 13 yeah. and I was, I was a little skinny kid and I was hiding, you know, we, we were in this area of this pond where it's like, there's he's not a, a man, lot of people. Right? You have to, yeah, he's a man, a grown, yeah. a big man too. Dude, he wants. And yeah. there's. You know, I'm waiting for a jogger to come by and catch this guy fucking Dude. me in the ass in the bushes. Like, no, what do I do? There's so what'd you do? I told him to get the fuck away from me. I put my hand in my pocket where I had a knife. I held onto the knife like as if I could. You know, a thirteen-year-old tries to that cut you. You cut that dick though. Maybe I mean, if you if, if he didn't grab your arms first, I, I wasn't strong. I, mean, I was super vulnerable. But my point is, I got lucky and dodged two bullets God, in yeah. my life. Yeah. And they weren't bad bullets. It wasn't like some guy chloroformed me and threw me in no, a van and fucked me in the ass for a month. Though. That's scary. But, but it's it's not worst case scenario. Yeah, but yeah. it was enough to know that those things are real and they're out there. There's not a lot so of my buddy. My buddy got uh, from the age of nine to twelve. This guy was just this master manipulator, and he ended up like getting essentially raped from nine to twelve. And he was their neighbor. He was like he lived. He was like a probably 25 whatever and he lived and he did work around the place and he what he was really good at was he got my friend to uh like he, he created a sympathetic character so my friend felt like he was like i had to i was having sex with him because i felt like i was taking care of him otherwise he would die if i didn't oh, like geez, he was Jesus and so yeah so he put all this stuff on him and then what happened was he went through all that his mother like they found out his mother said you did nothing wrong but they didn't know. They fucking this is in the seventies or like in the early eighties. They go through the whole thing. The guy I think went to jail, but it was later. It was later that that trauma began to oh, manifest sure. itself. Like later on, oh. and he was never really. He's never. He's never no, been never okay. Said. No, he's got to be no. feeling gross, and dirty, yeah. and just you hate yourself. Yeah, like he. he when he, oh. is he gay? No, but um, he's not gay. But he was never able to. <laughs> I don't want to say too much because, you know, he's, he's, I haven't talked to him in a long time, but he was, I was close to him. You might have known, I think I've told you a little bit about him. Uh, he, he would paint. Do he's I know a great me? painter. I have some of his paintings in my home. And uh, he was such a great special guy, but he would know, but he would paint the same thing over and over again. And he never, he, ever painted anything, a different variation. This podcast this got dark. Yeah. Well, you know, I, th I think back to humans need assault? to pay attention to the worst aspects of our behavior. And one of the things that Jordan Peterson has said that I think is incredibly important is what scares us the most about Nazis and murderers and psychopaths and rapists is we are all human and giving the right set of circumstances with the right set of input and the right set of genetics and the right set of environments and the right set of life experiences and the right set of abuse in the household growing up, you could be that person too. And enjoy it. Yeah, That's and when you talk says. to neuroscientists and, and, and people that are actually studying how the human brain develops and one of the things that Robert Sapolsky said when I had him on the podcast was a really fascinating thing. He said that I think in the future we are going to look back at the idea of punishing someone for their actions as being so incredibly short-sighted and foolhardy because what this person is, when you, you know, think about the concept of determinism, right? The, the concept of everything in your life has led you to be who you are right now and your 
your idea of free will is essentially an illusion. Your free will is based on so many different factors that you have no control over, and they influence you to such a great, de such a great <laughs> deal. The idea that this person who's in this <laughs> terrible situation that does this terrible crime yeah. is just acting out of evil intentions yeah. is, is it's a foolish way of understanding how the human brain develops. Yeah, when so what's he saying? How, how would you treat those people? It's a very good question, and no one has answered that. Back in the day when somebody had an epileptic, epileptic seizure, uh, you were you were thought to have been possessed by a demon. If you hit somebody, Seems they legit. would they would they would you would be held accountable to that. But what I thought was fascinating is in World War One. Dan Carlin talks about this as well. In World War One, when they didn't know what kind of concussion the bombs and their concussion would do to a soldier over and over and sleep deprivation living in those trenches. And what happened was some people would just begin to go into shock. They would get shell-shocked. And so you could see them, their bodies would start to constrict and they couldn't really move. But back in the day, those guys would be brought out and shot for cowardice because they were being cowards. They right. weren't, and you could see their bodies just were actually education. manifesting, right. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing didn't. too of like, the, the problem with drafting an army or requiring people to sign up, you know, or making it some sort of a cultural mandate is <clears throat> there's some people that are just not designed for Hell war. No. They can't handle pressure. No. There's a lot of people that just can't handle fucking pressure, period. And for yeah. whatever reason, whether it's biological, whether it's environmental, whether it's a combination of nature and nurture, who knows? But there's some people that just, as of right now, they're, they just can't do it. Yeah. They just it's can't, not they can't handle pressure. But it's also, also there's also this, there's injury. There's also sure. like constant yeah. sleep deprivation oh, yeah. and injury that nobody can handle. Right, and, and the shock yeah. of impacts near you. Yeah. You know, there's there's a lot that happens to people, and the and the, you know obviously the psychological trauma of it all, and knowing that at any any step you could step on a landmine, any step mm -hmm. you could catch a bullet in the head, any step. Yeah. You well, mean, Jordan said something else that was interesting. He's helped people with PTSD when they come back from a war and they were from Iowa and they had a very sort of linear notion of first of all the military I want to be I want to be a man I want to I want to I want to do the right thing duty honor loyalty these linear concepts of course you get into war and all of that gets shattered sometimes it might even get mocked just because there's the, the fog of war there's so many things you do and some of these guys end up doing things that are to them or because of the circumstance maybe inexplicably cruel or just they did something that they can't live down and he would always kind of help them see that human beings being the bipolar ape that we are are capable of incredible kindness and in beautiful construction and of course on the other side of that you have in you the ability to do unspeakable violence and terrible destruction for its own sake and oh by the way in the moment uh, enjoy it that's being a human being we're fucking complicated man that's how we but way. that's also how we got here yes the only way you get from the wild ape swinging for the fuck through the fucking trees in the jungle to 2017 with your tesla driving you down the street without you even touching the steering wheel the only way you get to that is through aggression yeah I mean, it sounds crazy, but you get to, to that through aggression and competition because if you don't have those that ability to survive, you're not going to get past the jaguars. You're not going to get past nah. the the invading tribes. You're not yeah. going to get so you don't need that today. Yeah. I'm not saying you need it today, but the only reason why 
we got out of those terrible situations is because we had the ability to become that monster that defends itself or that monster that attacks for its own interests. That's literally what facilitated us developing. Yeah, and also the fact so, that development requires a certain amount of destruction in, in terms of like, I, I did this podcast with him, I'm going to drop soon on Mixed Mental Arts, and we, he, he said something, because somebody wrote this article, this woman, a professor wrote this article about how certain speech is violent because when you say something that I disagree agree with or that hurts my sensibilities it puts me in a state of stress and that would be violence because oh, i and so Yikes. jordan said fine let's extrapolate for a second yes it's true that words can pierce your heart i mean he said i'd rather get punched in the face you got to hear him say it. but but he said essentially the problem is it, it, it <laughs> what, what about six months down the line if i am trying to get help you grow and become a better person and i see a fundamental flaw in your behavior in your character and I tell you if you have bad breath and you can't get a date and I go dude your breath could melt paint at first it's gonna be fucking embarrassing to you but you're gonna thank me six months down the line when you did something about it more importantly if you say to somebody dude you want to be I, I see you trying to be this whether it might a great comic you don't write you're not disciplined whatever it might be you don't want to hear that about initially. the truth the truth yeah. and sometimes you have a set of beliefs uh, sort of you built your house around this set of like sort of an ideology. You think you have the truth. And somebody comes along with a different idea, a different point of view that shatters those walls. And man, you don't like it. You want to go back to your safe space. But good luck growing. You don't get closer to the truth by fucking saying you're you're causing violence. Well, I think the real problem with this is that these people are not trying to grow. The people that are trying yeah. to change the definitions of words to suit their own intentions, they don't want they competition. And it's not by chance these are the same people that support Marxist ideologies. Yeah. They don't want competition. That's right. They want a lack of competition. They think competition is bad. Yikes. And, yeah, there's a lot of that out there, man. Of course. Because they're not good at it, because they don't want to face that ultimate objective view of who they really are and their actual capabilities. They'd rather get a bunch of fucking weird social justice bunch brownie points for a bunch of weird things and yep. you know there's, yep. there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. Yep. You, you're gonna, and you can see those patterns and the way those people talk. They have very specific ways of talking. You can point out very specific things that they say, things that they talk about. They're the, going to be the first to talk about white privilege. They're going to be the first to talk about, you know, trans rights and all these different. There's a way, and there's a way of talking, an actual pattern that the way they communicate, your words are violence. It's there's amazing. a there's literally a pattern yeah. that they've adopted, a predetermined pattern of behavior of thinking, the ideology, and it, and the way they communicate. So they all know that they're on the same team. Yeah, it's called owning your impact, your verbal impact. Yeah. <sighs> And there's, there's, a, there's a pattern to the way the noises come out of their mouth. It's fascinating because they're so, they're so uniform. It's yeah. so common to yeah. hear these people talk the same way. When Jordan Peterson got in this debate on television with this, it looks like a man. And I say it in the same way that they and them are you know, pronouns. I don't mean to be negative. I don't know if this is a man or a woman because she's cle he's clearly uber feminine but has a beard and says there is no biological difference in gender. Yeah, he was a you professor know, like, of medicine. Yeah, at uh, Toronto, University of Toronto. Yeah, I saw that. He goes, I'd be happy to unpack that for you. And it's like, yeah. oh, XY chromosomes. See and, if you could find that. See if you could fi just find that guy saying to Jordan Peterson, it was because there's they no were, they biological basis for, for gender. They were trying to force him under penalty of law and fine or whatever and, and jail. Uh, to use, to not use someone's preferred pronoun, which I would do just because I don't want to hurt somebody's feeling. But they're trying to pass it as law. So if you didn't use 
uh, Zer or whatever, you would be a bunch of fake gender pronouns tried, that they're inventing. This is for, in Toronto. Yes, yeah. you'd be tried for um, you'd be tried for hate speech. And that's where we head. You know, with the communists, they always, communism was a true religion in the Soviet Union, and they had essentially clergymen, uh, people who were sort of, uh, you know, uh, the purest form of a priest, the idea that somebody would go around and check with the soldiers to make sure that their piety, that their allegiance to the communist cause was intact, and they'd ask you questions hey, and stuff. Are, are other cultures having these problems where these, it's human. these surnames it's are human. coming up and all that stuff? I mean, it's happening in Canada, it's happening in America, I'm sure it's probably it's happening happened in, in England. different ways. It's happening like Europe and Brazil. It did and in the 20th century. It was called fascism. It was called communism. Human beings love religion. We're all religious, and if you and if there's there are man-made religions and there are religions that are you know at least purported to be from on high. At least with on high religions, they're rather fixed. It seems that man-made religions tend to be more ideologies. Um, and the difference between those, by the way, is philosophy is something that's trying to get to the truth with logic and reason and debate. Ideologies, there's no t room for debate. It goes back to what you were saying. Yeah. There's no room for debate. We have the answers, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. That is equality at all costs. Yeah, and I'd be happy to unpack that for you. Yes, yes. Do we have that video now? We'll see if we can find it. Jamie will find Can't it. See this it but I can't stand the guy. But, but it was a bizarre conversation because it's like, okay, I see what you're doing. You're trying to reinvent reality, and there's a bunch of people that support you. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of other people that are delusional, and they're also right there with you trying to reinvent reality. Is there a, is, is there a huge movement? Like, is this yeah. a big thing? There's enough that people are talking about it. The thing about they're losing movements ground is, too, though. Yeah, yeah, of course they are. Of course. There's not enough people. No. There's not enough people going to support it. The, so many the real people are going to reject are it. Be like, Get the well, not only that, this is not like a behavior thing. This is science. You're talking about chromosomes. Science, You're talking about bro. gender dysphoria. You're talking about all sorts of different issues that are like, th these are recognized actual issues that human beings have. Well, what are these issues, though? Are you saying there's no, there's no scientific basis? You're saying you can't differentiate between a male and a woman, a man and a female? That is bizarre nonsense. Of course you can. You of could make you a can. distinction between you could make the distinction between male and female, and then um, he and her in a way. Here we like, go. Yeah, this, this is the bald is, one is the one who said it. it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That yeah, woman. Yeah, yeah. That woman's in the women's studies department. Yeah. She, He's not transgender. There's something um, going on. Going. Really? Yeah. It's not correct oh. that there is such a thing as biological sex, and I'm a historian of medicine. I can. Unpack that for you at great oh, length if you want, crazy. but in the interest of time, oh, you're crazy. Uh, I won't. So that's a very popular misconception. So essentially, when in my transgender studies classes, <laughs> what we're doing is looking at actual research and identifying ways that current social issues related to trans people or things that are associated with trans, such as free speech arguments and claims, uh, how arguments that connects claims. to free speech arguments the claims. way that people are thinking, the way that research has been framed, the and history is Give us some of the other pronouns Jordan that Peterson one would hear, here? typically. Yeah. Um, I don't focus on pronouns because pronouns are actually part of a cis-normative culture. So what we do is learn about... Uh, I'm going to stop you right there. Yes, I was just about to explain. Good. So we don't start from some a cis-normative okay, perspective. Let's kill because this before I throw up. Dude, this guy's a... He's is crazy. that a guy or girl? That, that used to be a girl? That's a man. Did it used to be a woman? He has though? a better beard than me. No, that's I a think, man. No, I on think, hormones. I that's think, a man on hormones. I think that's a man on a female that's on male hormones. No, I disagree. I, I think it's. Do you know you who look Buck at the Angel? hair? Look Listen at the receding hair. Do you know who Buck Angel is? 
No. Buck Angel's uh, porn star that was born a woman that became a man through hormones, and she was on the podcast. He was on the podcast. He's a he now. Talks exactly like that guy. Sounds just like him. That guy right there. That's born Buck a Angel. woman. Really? Born a woman. No. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, but no. just play a clip of him on the podcast. This is what I want you to hear. I want you to hear the way he sounds because he sounds literally exactly like that guy. Like he could be doing an impression of that guy. Look at what? him. What? He's all jacked and yoked and shit. Get, How long ago is this? Uh, a couple years ago, Jack I want to say. Mars, 100,000 years ago, 200,000 years ago. Um, when we were... Mm -hmm. Women had to run, too. Women had to fight, too. Women had to stay alive. Women had to protect their right, babies. Right. I mean, they didn't have to do it as much or often. Get, it, get to him, course, man. Get to him. The, that right. larger crazy. Exactly. And they'll be less likely Two. to stick around and exactly. raise their children. No, cannot clearly. exist. But don't they... Like it doesn't make sense to me the whole the whole professional bodybuilding thing. That used to be a female. Are denying yep. taking. Yeah. Let me see a before right. picture. But here's the thing. Let me see same, that porno. Same voice. I think that that guy is a guy who was born a woman who took male hormones, just like Buck Angel. Maybe. You might be fucking right. I, I, but the idea that there's no biological difference. I don't see a naked picture. So let that's me see a, above. Let me see the the girl version. Uh, so he doesn't have a penis. Wow. That's that's not what. He what. No, 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 no. That's not what you look like. I am. Um, see, see uh, what Stop. is the word I'm trying to look for? I. That him right there? That, that was before and after, said. Come on. Really? That's what you said. Know, does, does this make sense? Like, I feel like if the world, if the world had bad. my, my Fool. attitude. <laughs> Fool me. Wait, but, but uh, like, I feel the like. World the world had your attitude, yeah, everything would be perfect? Like, no, 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 definitely not. But I think the world had my attitude about this. Like, even as a kid, if I saw that somebody was very effeminate, or I saw that, like, say somebody was like, I feel like a, uh, I'm a woman, but I want to be a man. I have or no a problem man. with that. Do your I, thing, I would have protected that person. And more importantly, I, even do I think I would have gone out of my way to make no big deal about it, and they would have been included. Yeah, but that's and not, I, we're not talking about you. No, what no, no, we're I know talking that. about I know is that. that sort of conversation is a nonsense conversation, and this yeah. is going on over and over yes. and over again because those people are in a cult. Eric Weinstein was on my podcast. Weinstein, sorry. Yeah. Not like Harvey Weinstein. Eric Weinstein, the brother of Brett Weinstein, was on my podcast, yeah. and he said, here's how you know when you're in a cult. When you hear there is no biological difference between men and women, yeah. you're in a cult. Yes. That, Who puts that's up cult with that, talk. though? Yes. Who's, who's so educated that? Super common in colleges that today. Colleges, in colleges, colleges today, you're hearing it left and right. In, a major, in major colleges. Major yeah. universities. In America. Yes, in America. Yeah. They're, they're teaching this, and people yeah. are afraid to correct them. What yeah. the They're afraid fuck? to say anything different about it. And and that's exactly right. And in, and in fact, if you even say gender dysmorphia was Dysphoria. Dysphoria, sorry, was considered a, a mental illness for a long time. Even to suggest that that may be a, a subset of the population. Maybe just it's worth it. When you have a child, you just think about it. Maybe. Well, if you have a child who's thinking of themselves. I, I, there are people, Hollywood actors, that are having their children... I, I, from what I have heard, haven't seen this, what I've heard from people that I know, their kids are going through, they're getting hormone hormones. therapy. I think they're before that, hormone blockers. If, Owen Benjamin yeah. got in a shitload of trouble for talking about a guy who has a three-year-old that outrageous. he's putting through Ugh. hormonal blockers, and he was talking about how fucking insane that it's is. Insane. People were barring Owen Benjamin from work. Are you kidding? No, I'm not. I love that Owen Benjamin guy, by the way. Let he's just an animal. Yeah. Let, this child, let this child develop. It's let child them, abuse. Let that them that come up with their abuse. own. Of but course, it, it but is. But if you talk to any legit doctors who know anything about, it, they go, "Really, we shouldn't be doing anything to your past twenty-one years old. We should." be doing anything then if you want to do it yes. yeah frontal do, do cortex does not even fully develop to right? 25 Let that was one of the things that Sapolsky talked yeah. about just as wait well. till you're 25 
Yeah, but they Easier want. Said than they, there's some kids that at a very young age are very adamant about the fact they were born in the wrong body, and some of them you look some at are. them and you go, "Well, it makes sense." Right. Yeah. So it's like who's right and who's wrong, and when do you decide? But here's when you don't decide. Three. Three is crazy. Three's crazy. Three. He should be put in jail. There's something wrong with our culture where we think that that's a good idea to interfere with the hormonal system of a very complex thing, three? like a human being. Three. Not it only just, that, it becomes this sort of this this this. Um, the thing to do, but there was a thing. There was a thing that the CDC. What is what is the Canadian Broadcast Network? CBC. They they didn't want to talk about a story, and I, I tweeted this a while back too. This they didn't they didn't want to have a story on about transgender children because they showed that eighty five percent of the kids that wanted to be trans after a couple years changed their mind. There was a giant percentage of these kids that it went through a phase. You yeah. know, Ruby Rose, that famous actress, who I think she's a lesbian. She's got, she's really pretty. Yeah. She was in that um, John Wick 2 movie. Yeah. She said that when she was young, that she had thought about being trans. Yeah. And she's really happy that she didn't actually go through it with the hormones and everything. And now she God. realizes this is just, you know, she just doesn't fit in. And a lot of people don't. They don't fit into what society has in line for them in terms of a man or a woman. This binary one or zero. Yeah. This old school. Yeah, yeah. I, I also think that, that makes sense, too. I also think a lot of the, the, the activism came out of a good place, which was that a lot of 40% of people who have trans... Uh, Transmorphia? What gender is it? dysphoria. Gender dysphoria. You got to get that right. Sorry, yeah, right, bitch. Forty percent. You know, but here's the thing: you're not even supposed to suicide. say that. Yeah. Commit suicide. Well, here's the thing: you're not even supposed to say that anymore. Do, and by the way, it doesn't have anything to do with whether or not they have had surgery. So I was going to ask you that. Surgery. I was going to ask you that. No. I heard that after they have the surgery, it doesn't. It it doesn't actually doesn't put a dent anything. in that. No, it doesn't. Right. That's but here's the thing. But the question Damn. is. Is it are they depressed because they haven't been accepted accepted as who's as who they really are by society? And is yeah, and has know. society caused them to have these irreparable scars, and that's what's led them to commit suicide yep. ultimately? We don't accept them. And it wasn't fixed by the surgery. Yeah. Is that possible too? Is it possible that we could be more accepting as a society and as a culture, and then these people could just be whoever the fuck they want to be, yeah. and that's all right too? And maybe we would have a lower suicide rate if it wasn't thought of with this this great stigma. But you're not going to fix that. By having people like that go on TV and say something that's a blatant scientific lie. No, that guy's sick in the head. That guy should not be educating young minds. And people are coming out of those schools. That's crazy. Thousands of people that's every crazy, year are coming man. out yeah. adopting Let these ideas. Let me know ideas. what college he's in because my and son's not going they rebel there. against their parents, and their parents might be some fucking right-wing, square-jawed knucklehead, you know, that has some stupid ideas about what a man is and what a woman is, and it is, and God says a man should not live with dude, a man. Dude, studios and directors get massive heat for not having transgender actors yeah. and stars and all that and there's this index how many lines did women say versus how many lines did men how many female strong characters are it's weird just like time, can we man. just well, let people here's, write but here's the thing do you, do you know about this uh, cover um, with all these women they were talking about inclusivity yes, yes. And about, is it on yes. time no, I it's forget a, it's Vanity a, Fair or something no, like that. No, it's a different. It's a different magazine. Is it, it variety? All, it was all white. I don't know, no, but it's all white women. It's all white women. It's all white women. Like, wh how is this diversity? Yeah. Like, you're you're all white women. You're not even playing by your own rules. They got a lot of shit for it. They yeah, should they get a lot of shit for it. Whoever yeah. the fuck let that slip through? Like, what are what message are you trying to send? You saying you're saying <laughs> are, is this an anti male message? Because these are all, you're a bunch of white women. Yeah, but you know, dude, now you're getting into this. My favorite fucking favorite new discipline, which is 
intersectionist feminism. Don't know if you know what that is. Intersectional. You should oh, yeah, know what it yeah, is. Elaborate, it's the best. It's the best. So <laughs> when, when, when the, with the feminist movement, it really began with white women. And I think it started in the, in the women's studies department or at least the literature departments Fucking at Yale University and stuff. And they, they did some work, man. They, those women were serious. And, and you can't say that the feminist movement didn't have something to say and didn't have some work to do. Of course it did. Uh, smart women were like, I don't fucking want to be, you know, th- there are some issues and disparity. But what happens with any movement is that it's like, well, we're white women. What about black women? They, they have it way worse than we do. Uh-huh. And what about, and we can just keep extrapolating, what about black women with allergies, black women with lupus? How about, what about black women who come from really poor and violent areas versus black women who come from a better area? What about black women who are midgets? They're de- you you mm-hmm. can keep Can't extrapolating. Midget, bro. I know, it's, little person. Small people. You can just keep, God so, so, it, so at the top, <laughs> sorry buddy, God. at the top, at the top of the, sort of power structure now, the inverted power structure, is people that are the most oppressed. They're the voices that have to be heard the most. The problem with breaking this down into all these sections is you get ultimately to, because when they had this huge, Christine Summers talks about this, they had this huge intersectionist feminist sort of congregation where all these women got together. But in the group, when they were meeting in the convention center, they started breaking up. They started breaking up. groups. Oh, they were breaking up. They were like, well, we have allergies, so... We're not over there. And by the way, you're black, but you're white. You're a feminist, but you date. You're white, black feminist, but you also you date a white woman. Sorry, you're, over you're a little more privileged. You got to go and over then there. And the midgets were over yeah. there. Yeah. So it became this. It became one click after another. That's crazy that women become clicky. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. You, you want to know my favorite story yeah. in regards to this? But let me just finish this go one ahead. story. The, 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 the problem with that movement is that as you keep extrapolating, you get to what's called the individual. The founding fathers figured that out a long time ago. Ultimately, you're going to get down to the fact that you should treat everybody as the same as an individual. I like it as an individual. That's the whole point. That's that. Yes, you can keep going. But if you keep playing that game, you're just going to get down to everybody's different. Everybody has something. Everybody is a white dude. My buddy Dave Otley has a spine like this, and he's he's going to die unless he gets an operation. His life sucks. He's about that big. His email is no neck Dave. I say I love him. He's fucking hilarious, Dave Otley. But Dave is white. He ain't privileged. He came from a Mormon family, a large family. He wasn't, you know, his life has not been fucking easy. Right. He can't breathe. So you you can keep extrapolating. That's why you treat people as individuals because you don't know anything about them. You actually don't know anything about what they've gone through. Could be a great looking guy, sleeve tattoos. Well, it's a, six, it's a nonsense conversation yeah. because what they're really trying to do is establish power structures. Yes. And they want to have yes. power over the rest of the people in the group because yes. they apparently have more things <clears throat> that are going against them. Yes. Yeah, they have, well, they're more. Finish what oppressed. you were going to say. My favorite story is there was a, a, a all girls college and this woman is running for like president of student council and she decides that she's a, a male. She decides to change her gender. <laughs> the best. And uh, then the fucking kids. But she didn't get an operation, though, did no, she? No, no, no. She just decided she was uh, masculine of center, of center gender queer, was how she described herself. Tired but move. decided to change her name to a male's name. Then the women in the school were voting against her because <laughs> she is now a white man. And the white man is the patriarchy. And she, it was the pre- She's something, president yes. of diversity or something like that. Like some student council. It becomes a form of madness. Of diversity. Did she go back? I do not know. 
I do not uh, know. Somebody sent me something about that. How somebody said something about colleges have become these specialized. They're specialized in subjects that have increasing irrelevance. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing, man. I think people automatically have this desire to stand out and be more important. They yeah. automatically do. It's just like a, a common thing. And it's they can natural. do it through merit, but merit is difficult. Meritocracies are hard. You might fall short. Okay, yes. And sometimes you, in along the way, you see you, your meritocracy like not working out for you. You'll, you'll claim there's some sort of a, a conspiracy against you, and there might be. Yep. You, you'll claim other people have privilege, and they might. Yep. You, you'll claim all these reasons why you're not getting ahead. And yeah. you might be right. You might be right in some ways. Well, because but, colleges are like this, aren't a lot of colleges Comics not doing the tours anymore, or with yeah, the colleges. A like lot a lot of, of comics don't know. I'm out. Yeah. Way before a lot of comics were doing college. I stopped way before this. I stopped Did doing you? colleges in the early 2000s for that very reason. Really, for that reason? Yeah, they wanted to just, limit you. They were just way too sensitive, and they didn't have life experience. Nah. The problem is, so I, I like it. talking to people that have bills and jobs, and yes. people that have relationships that didn't work out so good, and now sure. they have a fucking kid, but some lady who hates them. That's my crowd. Me too. <laughs> you know, I like talking to people that. That's my crowd. I like talking to people that owe taxes, <laughs> spending their fucking money trying to figure yeah. out what they're doing in their life yeah. they want to talk about the mer meritocracy is my favorite meritocracies are how you you find out who's real who really deserves it you, you don't know? do colleges anymore either do you i don't i don't it's just not a I smart just... thing to do because those people in those colleges are they're very very young you're dealing with 19 year olds 20 year olds and they're in this weird ideological bubble yeah. you know there's all these fucking people that yeah. are just jammed in together in this group and everybody's trying to stand out in weird and unique ways and there's yeah. people that are doing it by claiming they're masculine of sender gender queer and changing their name and wow you're so unique you're so amazing and there's also people that are doing it because they're trying to buck that system and they're becoming the the republicans on campus and people are calling them nazis yeah. you know there's a, a lot like, of fucking Chappelle, Chappelle of talks young. about that in a special with some woman rushed the stage we've suffered as much as you and he's like hold on you're a white woman, and take it easy now. Yeah, I know you've suffered, but take it easy. <laughs> but just that thought, like, we've suffered as much as you, how does that invalidate this person's suffering? If someone's right. on stage talking about their suffering, your, the, the, the nature of your suffering is invalid. You're, yes. you, it's not relevant. You, you, you can relate to that person, not relate, but yeah. the fact that you can stop them from talking or that you think you can stop them from talking just because you've suffered yourself as well. Right. Like, what about me? No, you're there for a fucking audience. You're yes. an audience member. You're so, your job is to sit down and listen. It's if you want to be a performer, well, you need to fucking get an act. You need to get booked at the club. Yeah. You need to become a professional, have people come and pay to see you, and then you can express yourself. You're violating the audience v v versus performer rules. I also think that people who are that sensitive, they don't really they haven't they don't they haven't really figured out what they believe in they don't b really believe in what they're saying they just belong to a group and they like being a good foot soldier they haven't really thought out why they're or they on haven't that been team. challenged they might Never. have thought it out but they've been thought they it out with a bunch out. of other people that are thinking yeah. the same things that they think yeah, they felt it out it feels right it doesn't yeah. it's not thought well she's they, gonna they do they that a live comedy yeah. show she has some serious issues well, there's something more going on she there. rushed let's, the stage yeah. that's a good point like fat like fat shaming yeah. There's another thing, fat shaming. Yeah. It's a very similar thing. Yeah. Like you're not supposed to talk about people being overweight. You're not supposed to talk about people being fat. You're not, you're not supposed to discuss it as being a real health issue. You're That's fat, crazy. You're fat shaming them. Yeah. You talk about reality. You talk about your friend with his bad back and his fucked up spine and yep. has a hard time breathing and yep. like seriously like from the jump, right? Yep. Yeah. The, you can. That's a, just a reality. Mm -hmm. 
But the being work, overweight, same thing. Is what you're saying. But it's it's worse because it's by decisions that they've made that's allowed them to get that big. If you just decided to not eat, that is a that is a possible answer. Now we go back to determinism. I've tried that. How much of your life is you're a beautiful man? Don't I've worry tried about that. But you're fine. We have suffered more than you, Brandon. <laughs> but if you go back to you know what we're talking about about determinism, I mean, is is your life? Uh, are you right in now in the middle of conscious decision making that's shaping your destiny, or are you a product of all your life experiences, all of the input that you've received, your genetics? See, yeah, it's a very and, da- it's a very dangerous, yeah. scary area because I don't like taking personal responsibility away from people. I don't like it either, but the reality about human bodies, and Rhonda Patrick was talking about this the other day, morbidly obese people have differences in their sperm that is transferred onto onto their children that that does not exist when that person loses the weight. (laughs) Speaking of beautiful When a person loses the weight, all those genetic problems go away. So They they reverse themselves. Then that raises another question. If you do have a genetic propensity for whatever it might be, gambling, alcoholism, yeah. uh, obesity, it, it doesn't mean as a human being you can't figure out a way to um, game the system so that you Get don't fall that. victim to it. And but, we have to we have to keep that open as a possibility so that <clears throat> my free will counts for a lot. No, I'm with Rhonda Patrick. Send all the fatties to another place. But um, was, was Rhonda Patrick saying that obesity is a it, it's passed down? Yes. Oh, wow. She was saying that the, yeah. the genes that are problematic amongst obese people, those genes, they change when the person loses the weight. So even if a person has gastric bypass surgery and they lose the weight yeah. and they get down to a normal weight where they're not obese anymore, their genes that they express and the way they transfer them to their children, they will be different. Meaning so that, their that those kids have a, yes. could Look, be skinny. I like Al a, Roker's fine. I have a friend who's overweight and he has a daughter that's overweight and it's and she's, you know, like approaching teenage years. She's thick. And no, she's overweight. She and she that's what but I mean she by drinks thick tons of soda and she eats tons of candy and he's not a good friend it's just a guy that i know and um it's it's weird to watch because it's like well i see where this is going is he not educated though on no, nutrition no no he's not he's like he's not, he's not a thinker he doesn't i don't know the guy well enough to, yeah. to com- obviously i would never comment on hey you got to treat your fucking kid better but I see the kid, and I see the thing, and I just like, Jesus Christ, this kid's fucked. Sometimes when they're happy and they're fat, though, I appreciate this it. This kid's not happy. So it's not a good... It's just... It's a, it's one of those things where, you know, if you make choices, and then your children see those choices and make those same choices, you know, you're responsible for passing that pattern on in some sort of a way. And sometimes people don't realize that until someone like Rhonda Patrick says it. And one of the things that Rhonda sent me was an email that she had gotten where someone sent to her um, this guy that was literally listening to that, eating some shitty food and put it down and decided there and then to make a change in his life. He's like, I didn't think that this was going to literally change my genes that I pass on to my children. That's really cool. Wow, yeah. that's cool. See, yeah. the more you learn about stuff, yeah, you, because you get a master, education, not, a, man. not of your destiny, but maybe your children's destiny. Yeah, yes. some people just don't know, man. Well, you're, you're not just, you're, you're literally hamstringing <clears throat> them from yeah. birth. You. If you're a fat fuck and you you have these kids, sorry, fat shaming, you let let it out of the gate 
you know, and your children from from the jump are dealing with all your poor choices, and you have to see that. That's going to punish you, man. But a did, lot of it's education. A lot of people just didn't know that. You know, it used to be like high fiber, low fat diets, how you lose weight, and people couldn't lose weight. Then they were like, try not eating sugar and bread and things that spike your yeah, insulin. Yeah, but then some know? people who are obese are are they saying it's maybe a mental weakness or is it a mental illness? No, you know they're I'm saying? saying you're. Well, it's certainly. Everyone has the ability to do things different. Like nothing's stopping you from just cutting all the bad carbs out, cutting all the refined sugar, cutting all the refined carbohydrates, eating like a very healthy diet, and then working out all the time and slowly but surely losing the weight and becoming healthy. Nothing is physically stopping you from doing that, right? So what is stopping you? Well, there's a lot of behavior patterns that people deal with. There's a lot of depression. There's addiction. Like, what are those mechanisms? And these are all things that we need to address, too. You can't just say, hey, man, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, because people don't know how to do it. How do I get out of my own way? Yeah, how do they get out of their own way? They get depressed they feel terrible they feel maligned by society also, I, also, but i don't think helping them i don't think you can help them by saying you're fat shaming right. them by talking about the fact that being fat is gross exactly exactly it's just bad for the you. world's going to do it anyway yeah the world's going to do it quietly yeah, you get, as yeah, opposed whatever, to yeah. you're what you're really it. trying it's to do is, get what, the, 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 this this is my problem with the 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 the, the side it's the right and the left actually on the fringes. They're way more interested in punishment than they are persuasion. You know, I know that we can pass lots of laws. I know we can have workplace stuff that kind of like makes everybody safer, quote unquote. It's just going to suppress behavior. It's not going to change behavior. Yeah. You need to figure out a way, if you're really serious about changing behavior, appeal to my, my heart and my mind and, my, and, and, and make it logical. Through when, food. When you teach me how to eat, the, the biggest issue I always find with keeping people motivated <clears throat> is number one they they just they can get you can get p- pumped up you can go to a tony robbins seminar and get pumped up and really make a change the question is how do you keep inspired day to day how do you stay well, you inspired? know that comment about inspiration that inspiration is like bathing it's effective but it has to be done regularly yeah yeah it's Fuck good yes it's good. i think community and information these two are huge. Yeah. You have to be around like-minded people that also want to do the same thing. Yeah. That Correct. helps. When you're around fucking lazy cunts who don't want to do shit, and they're always making excuses, it fucking trips you up. It's 100%. real bad. 100%. So if you have friends that are always making Culture, excuses, yeah. you got to you gotta push them away. You got to separate. Yes. You either tell them, hey, man, this is how I feel. I feel like you're always crying about stuff, and you're always thinking, woe is me, and you, you, you trip us all up. And if it's you a don't, negative cloud. Yeah, you give them the opportunity to see how you see them. And if not, you got to find other people that are more motivated to improve their life than information. And in community and information, I also include things like this podcast. Any kind, any time people are talking about these things, uninhibited, uninterrupted, and uncensored, where you get to see the the real thoughts that they have, and then backed up by information from people like Rhonda Patrick, from scientists, from peer-reviewed studies, things that you read, you get a sense of like, oh, I'm not alone in this, mm-hmm. okay? There's a bunch of other people that are thinking about these issues as well. Like, what can we do? What can I do on a personal level to get past whatever weird shit I'm tripping up on my life? How do, how, why do I keep smoking cigarettes? Why do I keep lighting these fucking things up? How come after work I just go for the ice cubes and start pouring scotch? Yeah, why right. do I do that? Why do I do that? Yeah. And all these people have to come to grips with this and having a community of people. Like, I learned a shitload when we did that Sober October thing, man. I learned a shitload. Because I don't, I don't have a drinking problem, but knowing that I can't drink 
It's like inhibiting myself from that, no smoking, and then also having these 15 fucking yoga classes that we had to do, 90-minute yoga That's classes a yoga. in a month. There's a lot of everything. But it was also that we were doing it together. That Bert was doing it, Tom was doing it, Ari was doing it, I was doing it. We were all doing it together. We fed off of each other. And at the end of it, when we were all celebrating and got through it, I was like, I, th I learned a lot from this. Mm. I learned a lot from this about the power of community. I learned a lot from this about having things that you have to do. Like, there's, you just have to do those 15 Because you're also accountable to yes, each other. exactly. Where if you're just trying it yourself, it's going to be tough, man. It's tough. But it's tough. Community and information. Those two things are gigantic. Yeah. Community is big, man. Yeah. It's one of the biggest so get rid of your It's not just friends. information, but education. There's a difference. Don't have fat friends is what we're telling you. <laughs> but I have fat friends. Hold on, man. Some of them are fucking awesome. Yeah. You know? It's just... If they didn't want if they wanted to change and they were bitching about it and they didn't do anything about it Then it'd be a problem, but some people are functional as fat people. And they're also happy and I yeah. celebrate it I like yeah, fat people, you, you know look look some people are fat and they don't drink and they don't smoke and they don't eat bad food They just eat too much or they eat a lot of pizza or something like that And then there's some people that are fat and wine and complain and they're always depressed I don't have like, friends like that. Th that's a problem. And they're not happy fat good friends. at anything yeah. You know, this is the other thing like got to be fucking good at something you know, have something that you have joy in, whether it's a game that you like to play or whether it's a, a hobby that you pursue. Well, I would say uh, Big Country has the good kind of fat. He could yes. give a fuck and he'll knock you out. But here's the thing. Would Big Country have been a world-class fighter at 185 pounds? He wasn't a, was a, he was that was a heavyweight. That's yeah. a weird example, baby, yeah. But yeah, but think yeah. about that. Think of Big Country if he like, went on a crazy good I diet. Know. I don't know. Because it goes back to a fucking uh, animal. It goes back to also the idea that um, fighting Matt part of or... part of like his ability to fight, stay calm, you know, perform under pressure might be the fact that he could give a fuck. Like mm. like if you get too controlling about your weight, you might get too controlling. It might, it might be a mindset that you can't divest from in everything else. If you get too calculated with everything you're doing and you step in an octagon, something goes wrong. You're not as loose, maybe. I or, don't know. Or you're or Mighty you're, Mouse. Or yeah. you're a professional. Yeah. Or, 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 you're, or you're a professional. Yeah. yeah. Or you're fucking <clears throat> George St. Pierre. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's... Who's a control... Yeah, certain... certain A lot of champions are control freaks to the nth yep. degree. Lance Armstrong. Yep. I mean, he had that shit down to a science if yep. you read about it. And greatest of all time, so... Yeah, it's a, it's a weird conversation, right? It's like, where do you draw the line? Like, in... It, what is more important, performance or happiness, right? That's a, that's another thing because sometimes your performance, in order to reach the real peak levels of performance, especially to maintain it, like as a champion, you're not necessarily going to be happy. No, no. You might no. be happy in brief moments after you win. Wouldn't that be yeah. in everything though? Not just just not with fighting, whether it, it, all sports, yeah. but even entertainment. Like if you want to be the top top comedian. You're yeah. not going to suffer. You're going to have you're going to have to be selfish and you know where you're not spending as much time with your family. You're on the road, you know, you're you're doing mm -hmm. this, you know. Yeah. I think it's with anything. Yeah. There's going to become where if you want to be the t tip <laughs> of the spear there, there's right. going to be some selfishness there. Yeah, and here's the other ironic thing that if you do spend too much time away from friends, away from family, you won't, have stuff to write you won't be as good. Yeah. Cuz you you no, won't you be won't as be. compelling. Yeah. It's like you have to find the balancing act. You have to find the balancing act where, or you won't be like happy. Like one of the things that I, the guy I always bring up is Richard Jenny, who eventually committed suicide. And I think to this day, he's one of the greatest comics of all time. The guy was fucking completely miserable. He was, and he, he had mental issues, obviously, he had mental health issues, which led him to commit suicide. How long ago? 2007. 
dude. If you never, you're a comic, you're trying to do stand up. Yeah, you got to watch Richard Jennings. Watch Richard. Listen, listen to a big steaming pile of me. I tell everybody to get it. It's fucking brilliant. He's the most underrated of all time. He really is. And he was miserable. Yeah, he's my top twenty all time greatest. He's in there, and most people don't even know who he is. He's just a tortured soul, or what's going on? Yeah, yeah, tortured. Yeah, he did a lot of plastic surgery. (sighs) Like allegedly had pec implants, had a bunch of shit done to his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of shit done. He wanted to be Jim Carrey. Wanted to be some leading man. But what he didn't realize along the way was, well, this was the thing back in those days, in the 80s and 90s, everybody wanted to be a TV star. They all wanted to be on Home Improvement. They wanted to have their own show like Roseanne. It didn't work out for everybody. And he was one of the guys that didn't work out for. But what he did have that he wasn't getting recognition for was some of the best fucking stand-up ever. Wow. His stand-up is so good. But that wasn't enough for him? Wasn't enough for him. And why? I don't know. I mean... Dude, a lot of comics, especially back then, it's different now. It's different now than it was back then. But the community of comics is so, like, uh, it's so tight and so welcoming now. Yeah. Like, we're all... Uh, It used to be... used to be way different, right? Yeah. Something happened. Not not a warm, not a warm group. Not just that. Like, everybody was, like, all for themselves. (laughs) You know, like, if you went to see a guy on the road, they usually took some guy with them that sucked... And that guy would do like 15, 20 minutes of shitty stand-up, and then this person would go out there and look like a god. Mm-hmm. And that was the standard move that everybody did. Yikes. Like George Carlin, for the longest time, took this guy on the road with him that didn't work any other places. And there's a lot of those guys. They'll, they'll take a guy that works on the road only with them. They literally don't even work as a professional outside of opening for them. Wow. That's right. And they'll do this shitty act, and then this guy comes on and looks like a Just god. Just to make him look good. Just yep. to make him look good. And that was what the standard move was. And then something happened, and I don't know what it is. I think there's a bunch of factors. But I think one of the factors that happened was that there was more opportunity available, so there wasn't this feeling of scarcity. Because before, when it was just everybody trying to get a network show, everybody was like, hey, man, you might be trying for the same part I'm trying for. I want to be the host of The Tonight Show. You want to be the host of The Tonight Show. Fuck you. It's all every man for himself. Fewer slots. Fewer slots. Fewer ways to make a living. Then in the 2000s, it opened up, and the internet sort of opened up all these different possibilities, and then guys like us realized, hey, I don't really get represented correctly in anything that I do that other people write. Yeah. What I need to do is figure out how to just be myself. Like, right. like people have this distorted idea of who you are because you hosted Fear Factor, or you were on Mad TV as Pool Boy, or whatever the fuck it is. Like, yeah. this is how they view you. Yeah. And you go, no, I did that, but I also do this, and yeah. I'm also this person. And back then, you couldn't do that. It didn't exist before there was the internet and before you could actually express yourself completely uncensored. So I think that that led people to be like much more scarcity minded, much more famine thinking, yeah. you know, and famine thinking is the fucking enemy of community. Yep. As soon as you have famine thinking, especially being creative, it's funny you say that because yeah. I, there's this amazing go. book. Um, I just finished. You should have this guy on your podcast, Dan Coyle. Did called, you send me that? Is yeah. that the one you sent me? It's called the culture code. He wrote the talent code too. He studied highly successful groups, seal team six. Oh, this, the, oh, you're talking about <clears> yeah, yeah, seal yeah. team six. Uh, uh, fucking uh, even jewelry thieves. So they, they were like these amazing jewel thieves. They, they studied them and they were these guys and they would come in. They stole from a to- in the middle of the day in Tokyo, $105 million worth of diamonds. I think they went to Monaco, same thing, stole like $50 million worth of emeralds and job. stuff and got away in speedboats, right? I mean, these guys would come <laughs> in, in 40, 40, 45 seconds, come in, 
bash when and they were like holy fuck they couldn't figure it out they're like oh yeah i mean they were daring and they would treat the people in the stores roughly but they didn't kill anybody but they and they were strong they looked athletic and they were like all right this is obviously obviously probably archon's tigers from the serbian war they're clearly serbian crow out special forces guys right they just they were just too organized they were like like literally, they they moved like water. They do. They would dress up as women. They they, they come in like these beautiful women. Turns out they were men, but they look like women. They're well, like there's no are tall biological women. difference. In right. Thank you. <laughs> and they'd come in and they just but they get away with. Let me say it again. 105 million dollars in diamonds at a time. Crazy shit. The most successful of all time. So. They're trying to figure out, they, 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 so they, they're constantly stymied by this idea. What the, who the fuck were these guys? They've got to be these, they've got to be a military unit. Turns out, nah, they sure weren't. They were middle class Serbian kids who'd grown up together. They were all friends. Some were, one guy was, a, he studied to be a lawyer. Another one studied to be a journalist. Another one, well, these are men and women, by the way. Another one uh, studied, uh, played basketball kind of like for a second, uh, almost made a pro, but didn't. Nothing that remarkable. Middle-class kids. They all, however, uh, and there was no leader. There was no mastermind. They thought there's got to be a mastermind. Got to find the mastermind. Uh, there's always a mastermind that they bring the jewels back to. Nah, not that either. They were just a loose confederation of friends from three different towns, I think, who'd known each other since childhood. And they had, they'd grown up in the war. So they, they had a taste for action and adventure. And they, but they were all close and they would get together and they would plan these, they would plan out these whole, you know, uh, heists and the way they would do it, the way they would do it would, was, was fascinating because there was no boss. They would just spitball ideas and everybody was safe, not only to come up with a good idea, but everybody was also safe to sort of like, um, to, to be wrong. They were able to, so so they, they, he, he went and found the one guy that every SEAL Team 6, SEAL Team 6 is fucking, who's the one guy, he said. I want the one guy that's the baddest of the fucking bad. I want the guy, because they are, they are such an effective group. And, um, and you and I are friends with Andy Stumpf, and you know, we know some guys. And every one of them was like, Dave Cooper. Dave Cooper is the dude. He's, He's like the, the Hicks and Gracie of Navy SEALs. He's the guy. And, oh, fuck, I want to find this badass, this, who's this Francis Ngano genotype, you know? Right. Shows up, guess what? He's a regular white dude, just a regular, very fit, but he's a regular dude. Bring up Dave Cooper for a second. And Dave, Dave is the kind of guy who'd be like, um, he's like, uh, what do I call you? He was like, he's like 20-year, like SEAL Team 6, Dev Group Commando. So he's, like, he's like, you can call me Dave Cooper, fuckface. It's up to you. That guy looks regular? That guy looks like a fucking eagle. Yeah, he has eyes. That, looks that like guy, you're a salmon. He's gonna swoop down and scoop you out of a fucking he's river. A, he he's should a, he's be in man. the dictionary as American. Just he's a picture man. of fucking Dave Cooper. Yeah. He's fucking awesome. America. But the way he that guy's so American. But but he would study these guys, and when they would come up with ideas, very democratic, very like everybody. He wants to hear from everybody's. There's everybody. no stupid question. Who has guys. right? Ego doesn't get in the way. No. Yes. All that matters is I, I might be an idiot and wrong. All that matters is I want results. That's all it is. And when you study these highly effective groups, and you look like great basketball teams. Popovich, you love this. Popovich, is, I didn't know that the that the Spurs were the most winning in the past twenty years, the most winningest team in the past twenty years, winningest American yeah. team in the past twenty years. Yep. And it's the same way. His ability to kind of like 
He's a fucking. Well, he he's got a vo- Tim Duncan, but, yeah. volcanic temper. Yeah, volcanic temper. What does that mean? Who's Tim Duncan? One of the greatest of basketball greatest players of all time, time. Yeah. Mr. Fundamentals. Oh, okay. But but, but yeah. he Hall of Famer. But he, as far as his team is concerned, he has a lot to do it's with not him super, winning. It's not a lot of superstars. It's also the Ooh. way they structure the team, Brendan. Yeah. Like they've done some studies as far as like oh, he has amazing players. Though, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, but he also makes amazing players and how they work together and in fundamentals and how For they sure. work together and how how they communicate. Well, how that's he a good question too. Like, what makes a great team? Is a great team just having killer individual players, or is it having really good individual players in a killer environment and they all grow and get better together they've done studies on like that. you've got to think that a guy who's in the nfl say for his first year as long as he doesn't get injured if he keeps playing and he keeps hustling and keeps learning he's going to be better in two years right yeah if he doesn't get injured nba is probably better because you don't get injured as much yeah. but you got yeah. to think that these players are going to get better at basketball better at competing under pressure and get better at playing together yeah they're all well, going to get better these guys were talking about this before the well, podcast the, the best, you play the best the team in the world the the, the golden state warriors the, you know they, they call them a super team but they were drafted you know yeah. they, mm-hmm. they added kevin durant which makes him even better who's one of the best players in the league top three but before that they had they were all draft and came up together so they play mm. as a team right now they're unstoppable yeah so instead I, I of like a cleveland or a miami you know right. we just put all these superstars together houston or okc the golden state warriors were draft and they came up as a team now they're a super team but even like teams i don't know a whole lot about teams but teams that grow up to uh, that get put together they depend upon some sense of community yes Correct. and when that community yes. falls apart like remember when shaq and kobe were beefing yeah it was a real problem yeah. it was a real other. real problem because they were playing on the same team and Shaq was doing raps about Kobe it was a fucking real problem and that kills things because kills the, things the minute somebody listening. has dominion just on who they are over the group that becomes a problem because everybody has to share ideas this this structural engineer I, you heard me talking about this structural engineer and this architect he did this amazing study where he took CEOs lawyers uh, business students and kindergartners and he said, "Okay, here's the here's the uh, here's the task: twenty six pieces of uncooked spaghetti, a yard of tape, a yard of string, and a marshmallow. Might be one last thing. I can't remember. Whoever makes the tallest structure is the one that wins. CEOs, lawyers, business schools, the kindergartners. Kindergartners figured it out because of the way they approach the problem. Nobody." had invisible ideas of authority. Nobody had sort of, this guy might know more than me. I'm not going to say my thing. They were like, no, yes, they, they, there's no, we're all fucking, I'm coming up with my things. idea. And yeah. they were, no, let me do this. And they would just fight over the idea. But it was the best idea. Who was listening the, to the kindergarten. The best idea would win. I'd be like, shut up, kid. You're five. Like, shut no, your ass up. No, they were all together. It was groups of four. So there are four kindergartners. Oh, but the kindergartners, yeah. the four of them figured it out? Yeah, they, they built a 26-inch structure. And the second one was the CEOs. They built a 22-inch well, structure. Well, CEOs are thinking about cocaine and pussy. Probably. And how their stocks are doing. They're yeah. too, too distracted. Yeah, they probably you know, didn't give a fuck. It's a question of like, what makes children and learn better you know i uh i watch kids obviously i have them and i watch them learn things and it's interesting how some kids learn things really quickly and some things don't or some kids don't and how parents just really don't have the ability to learn at the same level the kids do so i'm like well what is it is it a physical limitation is it a a clarity thing is it an ego thing is it your identity that holds you back I think it's the amount of time and energy that you put towards something and whether or not you're willing to be obsessed by it. Yes and no, though, Joe. And I think that some parents 
and some people that are adults just do not have the same kind of time that a nine-year-old has to think about things all day. They don't have the same amount of things in their head. They don't have the same, they have too many bills and stresses and distractions and things pulling them away in different angles. And they don't have this sense of who they are the way a, 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 an adult does. That sense of who you are could be very limiting. You can have this decision yes. that you, you have in your yeah, head. You put brackets on yeah, yourself. That's, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, that's and a big part of they've it. They've done a shitload of study of on that. Like, a, There's <clears throat> a huge body of study on how what conditions are the most effective to learn in. I mean, they've mm. done a lot of work on this. And one of the main things that lends itself to learning fast and well is just the idea that you're you're psychologically safe. The idea that, first of all, there's no shame in making mistakes. Right. That's huge. You can't be afraid to fail. Yeah, yeah man. And you will fail. But and, there has being, to be competition, too. Like, it has to be, it has to feel like shit when you do fail. Because if it doesn't feel like shit when you fail, like, there's there's always the thing that you learn, that you learn when you win. But you learn more when you lose. Way more. You learn a lot more. You and have I to think be... failing and feeling like shit is important to re re-energize, re-motivate, refocus, and then to recognize... This is a bad feeling. I don't like this feeling. I have to work harder. Yeah, I agree. There has true, to be repercussions to you failing. Yes. Otherwise, you don't learn No, much. that's true. But you need somebody, if you're a young person, you need somebody to help you navigate out of that space. Yes, Because if sure. you don't and you are you feel like shit and then you're shamed, you're told, you're told usually you're just not as good. Right. And, it's, and you're not going to be able to get as good. What happens is people quit. Some so, people, though. Dude, yeah. some people, some people don't, and they dig their heels in, and they get stronger Depends mentally on the because person. of that. Depends, Depends on, on the person. person. So yeah. you need somebody to help you realize, hey, hold on, learning is a bitch. Yeah. Learning is a motherfucker. Don't worry. This is part of the process. So let me help you navigate your way out. So the biggest thing that they always do is make you realize that mistakes are necessary important and just as good at this stage they feel like shit of course they do they come with all kinds of weird feelings let's stay in this stay in this learn how to stay uncomfortable in this and let's figure out a way to get the fuck out of this right because the That's, real killers and the real winners they're going to be killers and winners in any sort of scenario but you can develop more winners if you have a better structure fuck yes. and a better learning environment you'll, you'll have and then also the community will be better yes like and this, as we keep coming back to that but i think this is goddamn gigantic and we're not just talking about community in the sense of people that know each other like in a one-on-one individual basis what you guys have done with your podcast Podcast is create a community. I see the community interacting with mm -hmm. itself. I see you guys interacting with your fans. Like you've you've made a community of fun, silly people that get together when they come to see your show. That's because he and I are silly. Yeah, of, of, yeah. Of, for sure. But this is this is also community. Yeah. This is even people that don't physically know each other. Yeah. It becomes a thing, you know. And I think that 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 is one of the least discussed but most important parts of happiness and a part of uh, uh, most important parts of developing agree it's community yeah man. it's giant yeah yeah it is and also like learning like we had a really good discussion about the podcast and it was funny how i'm gonna piss when i come oh, back shit, we'll talk first about time. you're taking a piss what? right i fucked up i fucked up do you have an eating do today i feel like i'm gonna throw up i drink so much fun. caffeine last time i shit my pants we'll talk together. about the UFC when i get back going but on. learning is important I let's talk pee. about cyber college when you get back i like that that's the first time let's talk about cyborg holly when you get back and brian you take a fucking you take a break oh i want to talk about cyborg holly Oh, what were we talking about? We were talk what were we talking about? About how how uh, when we have an issue that we want to like make the podcast better or whatever. Oh, when I called you and said you suck first, on the, the podcast. The first thing you do is take care. Like you, you're you make sure my feelings are you like you take care of my feelings. 
I do the same thing with you. Like we, well, I, I well, we want to make sure that like we're like, hey, I don't give a fuck. But I'm we just got some, you. we got some re- some research on the podcast. And I called Brian. And said, Here, here's where we get the most listeners. Here's where people turn it off. Here's what we do this. Yeah, and I, was, I always tell Brian, I tell Brian this all the time. I go, listen, they might turn off here, but we didn't create this thing to decide what people like and what don't like. Right. If you want to do fucking an hour of what you want to do we're doing an hour we're, we're doing what we want to do yes. and if they like it great but that's how this thing got to where it's at yeah. so we're going to do whatever you want to do yeah. that being said he got to quit doing that no but that being said you got to be responsive no to I evidence. just told him I said if you want to do it do yeah, it be, I'm down be, but here's the re- feedback we're getting yeah be responsive so let's to do the what evidence. you want to do though but yeah. here's the evidence yeah and so if you're not going to be responsive you're fired, to the evidence but here's the evidence you're done you never done, do it again, and just keep doing your own thing. You, but. You'll you'll peep when I when I signal at you. You'll peep when I signal at you. Otherwise, no. But that's why. Shut I, but we've, yeah. we've we've never had that issue no. where like oh we got I have to no. do this. I have to. You do and this. I, you I and I are about that every single time. No matter even in fights, we'll get a fucking text. Hey man, sorry, a little out of line there. Yeah, never. Because yeah. all that matters is what works. I don't give a fuck about being right. No, I, I want to learn. Um, I'm your sensei, though. We've established that, and now that we're on Rogan, hey, but but looking hey, at me no, right no, now. Not Rogan's gone. Call me. Road dog, or oh, I'm gonna kick you in the. You're nuts. not a fucking road dog, bro. bro. I, I, and you call I'm, me no, sensei. Call me road when dog. When I give you advice you on stand up, pup, you I'm gonna fu- bro, fuck your nuts up. Bro, I, I have the phone. Right, I'll Rogan's still back. fight you. Rogan's Listen to me right call now. Me road dog, though. I'm not calling you road dog. You're he a keeps road pup. Road he's a road pup. He's not a road dog yet. No, he's not. You feel uncomfortable that he sells more tickets than you? I was gonna get to that. I was gonna get to that. Seems weird. Now that you ruined my Christmas with that, because he sold out the Wilbur. Seems weird. Wow. Why are you laughing right now? Sold it out of money. Why are you band. laughing? <laughs> Seems <laughs> uncomfortable. Dude, why are you said, laughing? No, you're not a good friend. He said, no, you proved you, you broke in a wedge. You put I'm a, a very wedge. good friend. You put a wedge between us now. The podcast why will never be up? the same. And no, why I are you laughing? I want you guys to think about she this. You my, I'm a good friend. No, you because I want Christmas. you to think about this. This is a real issue. What? Well, this is why he wants to diminish you. Call yeah. me road puppy. He's a road puppy. Yeah, bro. Should be proud of you. I am. I went to Dublin. Shut up. Australia. Call me. Call me Road Dog. I'm, I'm not calling you that. You, up. you haven't heard that yet. Right, and you these... call me Road, and you call me Sensei when I give you advice. I don't like when I say, "Hey, mm. try this," and you go, "Makes okay. me uncomfortable with you okay. wanting to force that on him." Okay, yeah, right. Sensei. Weird. No, I don't call you Sensei. You stay the fuck out of this, bro. Oh, listen, I've been a comedian for almost 30 years. Yeah. I think I'm allowed to talk about this. Okay, Correct. we're having. And our... uh, I also am a very good friend of Brendan Shops. Correct. And yeah. I don't feel the need to diminish him. In fact, I pump Road him up dog. at every stand, every chance I can. My man. Oh, oh my God. Friends. You guys. Hey, I do. Community. Why don't you guys pump them up all the time? Why don't you we were move just, in We together. were just having a conversation on text the other day where I was telling him how proud I was of him oh, and about God. how he hustles yeah, and then nice. he's got discipline. Yeah, and I nice. think that's one of the things that holds a lot of comedians back they don't have the day. kind of discipline. This guy's out there doing things at a couple years into comedy that guys who've been doing comedy for 10, 15 years can't do. I know. Well, let's just keep this humorous for a sec. I'm trying <laughs> to tell him. I'm trying to mess with him. God I'm damn a big supporter. You call me a road dog, all right, B? I don't want to be called a road dog either so i don't know if that's a good thing to want to be called what do you want to be called a road well, wolf? just a fucking comedian a road wolf well i have an inner wolf oh, oh no it's inside me i can't control it <laughs> sometimes it's a cat it's gonna come out it's gonna come out sometimes well i didn't call myself road anything but then you and delia called me a road pup and i had problems oh is another one trying to diminish you bro because yeah, you're trying to tall and handsome down. but you could kill him with your hands and that makes him uncomfortable uh, he's so much funnier though so he wins for now he's funnier for now, comedy is one of those things. I do look at shop. I do. I do look at shop once a day, and I do. It does cross my mind. I'm always like, he could 
He could stifle my life with his hands. Yeah, but the, 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 that part is a given. But the, you should be in admiration of what he's doing with stand-up. He's, he's hustling. Oh, uh, come on. Who's his biggest supporter? You, hey, excuse me. You're not his biggest supporter. I might be. I am. Uh, I'm all, but I'm 100% positive. Hold on, motherfucker. I'm 100% positive. You're not. I'm not. I'm 100% positive. You're calling him Road Pop. And <laughs> no, 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 no. He's a Road Pop. Road pop. But who's See? your biggest? I who's your be, biggest? Who's your biggest? He doesn't get this is, what, hey! this is like my mom and dad fighting. No, I just, bullshit. I'm going to go in my room. You're a fucking coward right now. Who's you your ever, biggest? I'm going to go in my room. On, let me ask you this. You ever open up for Brendan anywhere? Never. I might be opening up for him in the future. I got a, a gig. He and I are You opened for me too, actually. I did. I opened up for you appreciate when you uh, did your uh, stand-up yeah, special. I appreciate that. <laughs> I like, it's fun that we, we can get Rogan open opening for up for Brendan on the sneak dip We can somewhere. get one of the biggest fucking comics to open for us. It's pretty cool. I'm fortunate, man. Rogan would actually do that for us. Yeah, if I really know, when I opened up for you, it was the first time it opened for anybody in like 20 I years. I love you for that. It's the first time I ever went on stage without anybody going on before me. I know. Like, you I really, like, that. that's a hard gig. Like, the opening spot is a little more difficult. You got to, yeah. like, juice the audience up. You got to get them. It's a, there's an art form to, yep. like, smoothing them into the show. Fuck I yeah. just learned that, so I bring someone on the road. My mm -hmm. was like, hold on, you're just going out there cold? I'm like, yeah, I just do my thing. He's like, no, 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 what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and then you, both of you guys But like, you no, can man. do it. Like, some guys, like Bill Cosby, to the end. Always just went on stage. Oh, really? Yeah. He didn't have an opening act. Wow. Bill Cosby would go on stage for like two fucking hours. He was 100,000 years old. He would go on stage for <laughs> two hours with one eyeball and a Hello Friends shirt <laughs> with a backlog of rape in his head. I know. And somehow or another fought through that <laughs> I know. and delivered this family-friendly humor Legend. to all these people. One of the greatest, one of the greatest comics of all, like the most prolific and it goes to your point that you can be more than one thing. Yeah. You can be evil and good. God damn. You know? I mean, he was a great That's comic. That's a classic example. I never even thought about yeah. that. Damn. Dude. Fuck. Dude. And no opening act. Look at that. Hello, friend. Wow. He would go on stage like that just with a... Two hours. Who knows how many rapes in his memory bank Damn. just crushing his self-esteem and thought process and objectivity. Well, had he been been accused when he was doing stand-up at oh, this yeah, point? Oh, yeah, he has oh, the crazy dude. guy there. Yeah, yeah, for he sure. He'd been accused. He's blind in one eye yeah. and losing his vision in the, in the second eye. How old yeah, is he now? He's very old. But I think he's Did also he poor. No, he's no. still alive. He's still, he still went through the, the trial. Thing. He, he did, got through right? one trial, mistrial, mistrial and then they're retrying him again. <laughs> I think it's, it might, I want to say it's coming up soon. That stress <laughs> usually kills those guys by the yeah. end of it. Look like Joe Paterno. It fucks you, Oh, my God, man. So, do you imagine? A body of work, though, and then just doesn't matter. But that's, that's, you see, that, that it's what is the human being, right? What is the human being capable of? And the lowest thing you could do to someone besides murder them is rape. Yeah, exactly. And to drug all these women that you took in, they they were like confiding in you because you're this great master of show business. You're Mr. Huxtable. Like you would never believe it. You would no never. If somebody told you, you'd be like, "Shut up." No way. Like man. the earth is flat before a Bill Cosby rape. That it's crazy. But man. don't you think this is a part of what we were talking about earlier? Is that the more information that gets out, the more you understand, like the Harvey Weinstein's or the Bill Cosby's or the the evil people of the world mm. that that have gotten away with it for so long because of power. But the more this stuff comes out, the more we'll have, we have a more nuanced understanding of what a human being is. You know, like Neil Brennan was talking on, we were talking on the podcast, we I were talking about guy. Louis C.K. I love him too, he's great. And we were talking about, like, do you think that it's possible to be a really great comic and not be fucked up in some way? And I was like, no, hmm. never met one. Hmm. Never met one. It might be possible. I've never seen it. I think there's something about wanting 
to crush on stage and figuring out like how to do it and having those thoughts inside you that people find so humorous those crazy impulsive thoughts and those you know like deeply disturbing thoughts sometimes where you're just scratching the the base layers of your psychology and looking to see what makes it bleed yeah you know though it's hard to find that place when you're a regular person with a, a regular sensibilities and you fit into this you know normal pattern i mean you might every now and then get a really funny guy who comes out of that but most of them when you get to know them you find some dark shit 100 percent, or just dysfunctional shit or yep. just unorthodox shit yeah. you know? trying to fill some hole yeah, yeah just well, just almost just different way of looking at the always on the outside outsiders outsiders and fighters as well it's the same yes. thing i don't know any fighters that somewhere in the back of their head do they not have this this one area where like oh you got this spot most yeah. people don't have that spot yep. it's like this one area of darkness yes you know yes i mean like, how many human beings you think could get to the psychological state that Matt Brown gets into in full combat I mean how many how many people have that how many people have that level of violence in their head in the face of like like real world-class fighters the one thing that I love about Matt Brown is every Matt Brown fight was a motherfucking Matt Brown fight and he knew it like you see him go to the cage like well time to clock in for Chaos. You yeah. see how he got yeah. into the cage during his last fight with Diego Sanchez? Yeah, man. He roars. He, they open up the cage door, and he just fucking throws his arm back. It's like, yeah. And it's real. Yeah, it's, it's not real. an act. Yeah, it's real. Like, like, this guy's like Punisher. done yeah. it at that level, and yeah. he's lost, and he's won. He's had ups and downs. Never a physically gifted guy. Not like some insanely fast. Like, like crazy athletic. Just no. grit. Yeah, just, just explosive. Grit, grit. Fucking Animal. Yeah. Rawhide, rawhide and steel cable. And he's like, got a place that Bob, who works in accounting, and you know, his, his wife is fucking her personal trainer, and his kids call him a piece of shit, and he takes a Xanax every night. Rob doesn't have that place in his brain. He hey, hey Jamie, Jamie, Rob's bring kid. up, bring up Rob's Salma Hayek. He was my monster too. Oh, I saw uh, her. Yeah, it was and she said something about Harvey Weinstein. That's to your point. What'd she that, say? So she said, uh, she "I'll read it for you." It's a one sentence, but it says everything. It's the first. Before we do that, I want to see Matt Brown roar. You can't supersede oh, my see request. Yeah, yeah. yeah, how dare you? I'm going to piggyback on it. I didn't have it right away. <gasps> I was trying to find it. They don't have it. Right. Sorry, I didn't We need it. another guy. He retired, We though, need huh? another guy. Well, yeah, he doesn't know, though. I talked to him in Boston. He came to my show in Boston, <clears> and we actually talked on the phone. But uh, he was saying, I don't know, man. He goes, I mean, look, he goes, I, 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 I was thinking of retiring, but then now I'm not sure. Win. Uh, it's tough. If you're so, thinking it, about it, do it, brother. And he smashed Diego Sanchez with the craziest elbow. You know, oh my God, that was so crazy. Here's a thought on that but elbow. He, you know, okay. one. This has been something that's been going on for a while. Like, when is it okay and when is it not okay to hit the back of the head where it counts as a KO? Right. Like, if you do it on the ground, yeah. you can get severely disqualified. Yeah. Right. DQ'd. You DQ'd or points taken away, depending on how much damage you do to a person. But if you do it standing up, whether it's with a head kick, which a lot of times hits the back of the neck. It's, it's as if it's in movement, right? Mm-hmm. If it's yeah. in the transition and you hit the elbow, you're good. And it's which clean is what KO. You did. Yeah. But on the ground, it's not. Here's yeah. my point. Like if someone's squirming on the ground and you throw an elbow and you hit him in the back of the head, a lot of times they could take points away. But isn't there a big difference between doing something on purpose and doing something in the, the heat of the chaos? Why is it okay standing up? And I think it is okay. I think Matt Brown's KO of Diego Sanchez is totally clean. But I think there's a reality to that back of the head shot that happens with neck kicks all the time. All the time. There's a reality to the effectiveness of that technique that we accept standing up, but on the ground, 
we we limit that. I think they're thinking on the penalize. ground. You have more control yeah. of the opponent. Right? I don't think that's real. I don't either. I don't think that's real. I think guys are moving. They're bucking and squirming, and you're throwing shit. And it takes t- there's movement here. While you're throwing, it's very rare that someone's completely stationary. While you're throwing, no, they're, they're grabbing. Also, yeah. They're also adjusting. They're they're going for shrimping, underhooks. Yeah. They're shrimping. You're bucking. You're dropping down. There's a lot of shit happening, man. And the idea that somehow or another you should be able to control it on the ground when you're actually in physical contact with someone, right? You actually physically have their body that you're trying to manipulate and control while they're bucking around hard, versus man. they don't have any control of your body yeah. you're standing up you're away from them and any shot that you land that's on the back of the head somehow or another is okay it just shows you we have a, a little more ways to go is the evolution of fighting yeah like you look at some of the rules and i'm like how the fuck how do we still have these problems you I get judging know. i'm like god damn it judging, could you wear yeah. half a helmet could you wear something on the back of your head like I'm a, out. They used like to wear those in Taekwondo helmet? tournaments. They used to give people these. Uh, you wouldn't help that. In the, there's a transition in Taekwondo rules where they started getting ready for the Olympics, where they started making people wear actual helmets. Mm. You wore these I big remember. foam things. Yeah, foamy, yeah. But before that, you'd have to wear these things on the back of your head. The video, I have a, there's a video of me wearing one. The video Did you of feel me, like an asshole? I, I always liked it better because it didn't fuck with your peripheral vision. Right. The, the idea is you get KO'd. Because we were all we were fighting on basketball courts, mm-hmm. and when guys got KO'd, you want to see a video of me fighting <laughs> on a basketball yeah, you court? Did. Fuck yeah, I do. You fought on Here, wood. Watch this. You this is me. Wood. Where were you at? Hold you on. didn't fight on mats. I'm the guy with the back to us. But if you look at my head, that thing in the back of my head is a ro- a red foam thing. It's you know shitty old VHS. But Not there's a, yarmulke, bro. a rubber band that yeah. goes across my forehead, and this pad is just to keep my head. You just fucked that kid up. Yeah. That was How old kid. are you there? I was 19. That was at the U.S. Boom. Cup in Connecticut. So you see Connecticut on the floor. Why'd you walk off like you're Because he was dead. I knew it was a wrap. And I wanted all the other guys to be scared. That was a body shot? Yeah. Tight I move. wanted all the other guys to be scared because I was yeah, terrified. Yeah, that dude's fucked up. Yeah, that's a good back. My move was always to pretend like I didn't give a fuck. Yeah, I'd KO move. guys and walk away like it was nothing. Like I'd never kind. celebrate. Never. Like it was just another day in the office. Those are the guys that scared the shit out of me. So oh, I just tried I to be like one of the guys that scared the shit out like of me. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, and then it was what I do. But I was like, this is weird. I'm like a fraud, but I'm not. <laughs> it's like, I think it's, most guys are like that. Yeah, though. I'm, I'm most sure. Most fighters are like that. <laughs> yeah. But those those head things were uh, standard. And then they changed it to padded floor. They changed the floor. They used to let you fight. I fought on a hockey rink. I fought in the Bay State Games on concrete. There was a plastic, a thin plastic sheet that was over concrete. And when the dude's head hit the mat, it cut him open because I I KO'd him. And when I hit him with a wheel kick, his head bounced off the ground and his eyebrow opened up from contacting the concrete. It was so disturbing. It was like, that easily could have been me. Mm -hmm. I easily could have got head kicked, and my head bounces off the fucking concrete. Well, that was like practice. When you go to practice in Taekwondo and you knew you were going to spar, somebody was going to get kicked in the head if they weren't careful, and somebody would do the chicken. Like I said, there would always be a guy once a month who would get hit, and then just, it was Would you guys wear that headgear? No. No. The the headgear helps. It definitely helps. Like, it'll protect your head a little bit. It's definitely better than nothing, but getting Those kicked power in the head. Those power yarmulkes are pretty sweet, though. Yeah. Here's, Here's Matt, Matt Brown. Brown. Here's Matt Brown when he steps in to fight Diego Sanchez. He the, roars. Isn't he the head coach now there in Denver? That he's well, doing? he's definitely one of the top coaches over there. And <clears throat> they, didn't they just open up a place here? Yeah, they, they somewhere around. Muscle, Muscle Farm. Farm did. I, I think know they opened up a place in Burbank. He's such a fucking, fucking animal. This is like one of my all-time favorite. He just said, go ahead, check my dick. 
He's like, does he have a cup on? He goes, yep. So he taps awesome. his own dick. They got to check his fingernails. Now watch this. Steps up to the cage, thinks it's his last fight ever, walks in. <laughs> God, dog. That fucking roar Just is real, such a man. warrior, man. That roar is such real. Such a warrior. So for a he guy like Moore, that, right? Because he God, died. He's got those for awesome dead yeah, eyes. Yeah, he died for he died. Um, a bit in, overdose, during a right? drug overdose. Yeah. yeah, and they brought him back. Yeah, but it's like for a guy like that, that style is just so—it's so hard. It's such a hard style. It's so crazy. That's not like a Mighty Mouse guy. That's not a mm -hmm. you know just a guy. Who yeah, just grinds. You just out. Uh, very skillful, no doubt about it. What very is skillful, his, uh, great what's timing. His thing was his uh, Muay Thai. Was his, everything. His clinch was very good. His Muay Thai is very good, but his Jiu-Jitsu is very good, too. His Jiu-Jitsu jiu is super underrated. Really wait, good off you know, the with back. fighting, is a, his toughness seems... was world-class. Yeah, but toughness his, his, world his striking and his ground, you wouldn't, you wouldn't say it was world-class. Yeah, I, I no, just feel like fighting. I'm, that's no disrespect. I'm saying he, you know, his, his ground game wasn't like a Verdum's. Yeah. His striking right. wasn't like a Wonder Boy. He right. was good at everything. Yeah, so so do you think... Yes. Do he you wasn't think... a specialist, besides right. in toughness. Right. I'm not throwing shade at Matt Brown. I love Matt Brown. Brendan, do you think that if you took, if fighting was as uh, profitable, say, as baseball, basketball, football, we'd obviously have very different athletes in the game. Oh, yeah. But, but I just wonder. It's a tougher like, road. If, I don't know. Yeah. And I, I wonder if, um, if athleticism plays as big a part in, the, in fighting, in, it, in the umbrella of fighting, as it does in, say, basketball or football. So, so if you're either making the NFL or, or the NBA, it, or, you know, it, there's a lot to the game, of course, but I feel like athleticism plays a bigger factor. Like some guys can be not as athletic in a lot of ways, like George St. Pierre. And still be Pierre, good in fighting? And still fucking Wait a minute, dominate. hold on. What you say not athletic? Well, you George, 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 George is, not is a bad example. No, he's a great athlete, but not No, George like, is a bad example. No, 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 you you want to say a guy yeah, like... he's a bad example, actually. But Nick Diaz. Nick Diaz. That's, that's a good fair. example. That's so, a good so Nick example. Diaz, who, who was just amazing. Like, he's never been knocked out. And Josh Thompson knocked him out. Yeah. Yeah, he, he head kicked him, stopped what? him. Yeah. When? Yeah. It was uh, uh, before the Rafael Dos Anjos fight. Yes, he okay. lost to Dos Anjos after that, and then but after that point, he's he the beat Michael Johnson, yeah. and yeah, then after I, that I always, he beat Conor. There's the X factor with fighting, <clears throat> where where guys who are not as fast, not as strong, not as they can't jump as high, not as all that other stuff, um, somehow are able to close that distance. Let me rephrase that. Nate got stopped by Josh Thompson. Never won unconscious. He yes. went TK, he got yeah, TKO'd. Yeah. I'm talking about Nick, not Nate. Nick. Oh, no. Nick's never been stopped. No, no, no. Nick got stopped early on in his career by uh, that guy who did tough, who wound up Jeremy... Jeremy... Stevens? No, Jeremy Jones. Is that his name? He was uh, a young guy that was really talented, and Nick and him both fought when they were both like 18 or 19. Okay, when he was 18. Yeah. And... Nick got stopped by him. He TKO'd, TKO'd him. him? Never yeah. since. TKO'd him. No, no, never since. Neither one's been and he's fought, flat line. No, yeah. and he's, he's fought the best of the best. Best of the best. But that guy was super talented. Yeah. That guy was super talented, but then went to jail. Went to jail for some shit. To, to your point, B, I, I, I think fighting requires a different skill set. But when you get a guy who has that warrior spirit who's athletic— yeah. Then you have problems like yeah. a Francis Ngannou, right, right, or right. you know, the, or a like a, or, or Mighty Miles, Calvin or, or Conor McGregor. You get, yeah. the, you get these guys who are could probably play other sports. You put Conor McGregor in there as an athlete in oh terms my of God, really yes. his yeah. ability to perform under pressure is undeniable, and that that his is movement. a lot of what athleticism is. Really? His movements fantastic. Look at his body. Too, a though. lot of what athleticism is is effective use of that body. Like you can't deny that a guy who is a world class fighter is also a great athlete. There's just no room 
for that anymore. Everybody mm. who's at the top of the food chain is a great athlete. Obviously, Francis is an outlier because he's such an obviously amazing athlete. I think but Connor's so is, an outlier, too, the way he can go backwards and sure. his reaction time. Tyron Woodley's he's, a fucking outlier. Woodley's Tyron, an outlier. Look, look at his about, athletic body. Look, think about also Woodley's ability to hurt Wonder Boy in those two fights that he had. Put Wonder Boy in more trouble than he's ever been yeah. that we've seen him inside, except for Matt Brown, who stopped him. Did he stop him or beat him on decision? I think he beat him on decision, but beat the shit out of yeah. him for three rounds. But look at a guy like uh, Darren Till. Look how big and athletic yeah. Darren Till yeah. is. Like yeah. He's a big boy, man. Sure. Yeah, there's a lot of guys that are just... I'd like to see Darren see, Till world-class guys. guys. See, but... That are super Different athletes. weight classes, but I... Like, I different weight classes, brother. But I think... I know that, but they, yeah. they can easily go up to one of Fuck, man. Luke's so Probably big. Luke, Luke can fight at 205 if he wanted to. Yeah. But um, I think... The day and age, you're always going to have those guys, and this isn't a knock, but you, those Leonard Garcias, those Matt Browns, you're going to have those guys, but the evolution of the UFC and mixed martial arts, those guys are going to slowly phase away. You're going to get better athletes, and just being tough isn't going to get you in the top 10 anymore. I think mm. you're going to get guys who, they have the fighter's mentality, but they're the super athletes, and that's the evolution yeah. of the sport. It's going to get fucking get scary. Because you get like a Roy McDonald, yeah. Yeah. really good athlete, mm -hmm. a fucking monster at everything. And he, he, you know, he has he can do both. What do you think of that Lima fight? That's coming up. That's it's next a great month, fight. Twentieth. Yep. It's a great fight. We're gonna be in Boston. That's the same night as the uh, Ngannou fight. Oh, that's the right. Ngannou Stipe fight. They're going head to head. Yeah, right? head to head. Can I think Chael and Rampage is on that too. Get your DVRs ready, folks. Can yep. we talk a little bit about Home Cyborg? Home, home Cyborg. Cyborg. Battle very... of the greatest woman fighter of all time. I think whoever wins that. <sighs> but is that? But is that the case? Right? Because. Misha beat Cyborg, or Misha beat Holly, never fought Cyborg, but the way she beat Holly was so fucking spectacular. How do you not always rank Misha above Holly? I know Misha retired, and Holly is still super active, and <coughs> likely should have been the 145-pound champion, especially Correct. if you take away the deductions that she should have gotten yeah, some bullshit. for two late shots. And then even on top of that, you yeah. still see like Holly dropped her with a head kick yeah. and then dropped her with a left hand as well. Holly was also... Beating Misha in that fight before she Misha was, came but back. there was two rounds where she got dominated. She but, got taken down one round and mounted and couldn't yeah. do shit about it. And then the last fifteen seconds That's of the amazing. fight, yeah. Misha pulls out the ultimate, takes her down, takes her back, and then chokes her to sleep. No, Man, Misha's one of the is... best for sure. But if we're gonna play that game, then Holly murked the girl who Misha could never even hold a candle That's to true. in Ronda Rousey. That's true. But don't you think that Misha kept getting better, and that the Misha who fought, <clears throat> I think the Misha that fought against Holly, Holly Holm was very much an improved version of the Misha that fought against Ronda. Uh, but that Misha, right, She her whole uh, thing is grappling. Yeah. So it, try I implementing that game plan against Ronda grappling. Enjoy that. Yeah, but I think She's, Misha got I better think, with her stand-up. That's think, one of the reasons why she, she was allowed. Good. She got better than she did in the early Ronda So did Ronda, fights. though. She did. So did Ronda. Yeah. It's, it's, she might, you know what? She might take a step back. But Either then, way. But here's my problem. Event, you got to look at Amanda Nunes. Amanda Nunes beat the shit out of the both of them. Dude, and Amanda the way Nunes she did it was fighter. like, yeah, her cra the way she throws, like those long of bang bang. I yeah. mean, come on, she's yikes. She's Amanda amazing. Nunes is yikes. Amanda is she's yikes, yikes, and I wish she got more promotional push. Yeah, uh, but, but uh, she's throwing hammers at you. If, she's if, a if beast. Holly Holm were able to pull off this upset, she's number one for me. 
beating mm. Ronda in her prime, beating Cyborg in her prime. You know, like, Cy- Cyborg mm. is fucking scary, man. Yep. She beelines. Yep. Like, Cy- Cyborg's always beelined everybody. She just comes straight in and puts so much pressure on you. She's not this, so Her strong. last fight, Tanya Avenger, right. she went, you know what? So here's my I'm question. I'm not just going to murder this yep. girl. Watch, I'm stick behind a jab. I'm going to figure some things out. But if out. she does I'm that with Holly, Holly has a way better chance. <clears throat> because if she does that with Holly where she says... I'm because I think she's got she's she's been training you know I think it's almost like she's been training with somebody different to so take Perilla. her time step back the but best boxing coach that, in the world that's actually that actually favors Holly I think than her old style which is to f- come in close no that distance favors Holly that if she bu- comes at Holly like B-lines? a bull like Ronda did yeah. you get kicked in the face that's ah, different if though isn't con- it with with Cyborg isn't no she she's different? a banshee she's so strong she you know covers if she, up if she's calculated here's the other X factor if Cyborg goes. Uh, Holly kind of sucks on the ground. I'm a black belt on the ground. I also can grapple like a motherfucker. I'm not just going to stand here and strike you. I'm going to take you down. And she's a naturally yeah. larger woman. She's way bigger. So she Dude. gets against the cage. Tito about, Ortiz, if she's she, in a triangle and pick Tito Ortiz up. Yeah, is she a black belt now? She's, she's black belt, a black belt. Yeah, she's yeah black and belt. she's competed as a brown belt. I know she did uh, very well in Dude. some uh, high-level competition. <laughs> she's a big woman. Uh, and her and Gabby Garcia go at it grappling. Yeah, really? that's crazy. Really? Yeah, and if she decides that's your main training partner. If she decides to go you know over what? the Misha Tate footage, yes. and see how easy Misha choked Holly. She Not can pull easy, that card out. Me- yeah. she can, it, that's in her back pocket. Where she goes, all right, on the feet, it's getting a little yeah. tricky. I'm gonna grapple. She has, sure. she has a hard time making 45, right? Yes, she does. Yes, she would be better off if there was a 155 pound woman's weight class. Even she didn't 60, have to cut yeah. so much weight. Yeah, I mean, she's leaned out. She looks leaner now than she did when she was fighting in strike force. You know, I think when she fought like Gina Carano, she was fucking gigantic. She's yeah. much smaller now. It's such a good fight, though, but man, she's for, still, for Holly and her. She's still a destroyer. Yeah. You know, it's like, I think for a it's lot of fighters. It's been a long time coming for yeah. her, man. I feel, I, I feel like she's finally got to it where she, she deserves this. Well, she definitely deserves this big, high-profile fight, but so does Holly. You know, they both do. This is a really interesting fight because, like, clearly Holly's dangerous, right? She head kicks Ronda, knocks her out. She head kicks Betch Cohea, knocks her out. She head kicked Jermaine Durandamy, who's a multiple-time world Muay Thai yeah. champion, head kicks her, drops her. And a lot of people thought she should have got that decision. At the very least, it was super fucking close, and Jermaine's one of the best strikers in the world. She's a, re- she's a de- so, nasty striker. So then if Holly and Cyborg just strike... Who gets the edge? Well, it's, see, here's the thing. Ugh. Like, you can't sleep Kid. on Holly. Like, she's probably got a disadvantage when it comes to punching power and a yeah. pr- probably a significant one. Not probably. Yeah, she definitely yeah. does. Yeah. I mean, we won't we really know because Holly has dropped people and she does have sharp punches and yeah. she's an 18-time world women boxing champion. I mean, she's there's a lot of craziness to what Holly was able to do. Yeah. As a as a striker with her hands, Holly's more decorated as yeah. far as straight yeah. striking. But, but, but Cyborg hits. She hits so fucking hard, and she's so aggressive. Well, did you did you see uh, Cyborg uh, going against the gold medalist and the number yes. one uh, female boxer in the world? I think Clarissa Shields is that yes, her name. Yes, that is her name. Yeah. Did you, you see? Him? You sent me that footage. It's amazing. Bang. You said that. I mean, bang. bang. I mean, yeah. Clarissa Shields is no joke. No, she's a. I mean, best boxer. So Jamie, good. bring that up. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, it's fun to watch too because you realize, okay, well, she can hang in the pocket. She takes a tremendous shot. 
If you really want to be impressed by Cyborg, I, I say you look at her one Muay Thai loss she lost, to yes. Jorina Barge. Preach. I didn't see it. Who's Jorina in Bellator Barge, now? Yeah, she's in Bellator kickboxing now. Jorina Barge is a monster. She's this really tall woman from Holland who's got outstanding technique. and she's she was Nobody was fucking with her. She couldn't get a fight for years. So she's giving her some coaching here. So, so Cyborg decided to fight that Muay Thai monster, and it went to a decision. Yeah. And Cyborg lands some good shots. Yeah, not only did it go to a decision, did Cyborg have new tattoos on her legs? No, that's tape. That's like a, a, a performance tape. On the top? And yeah. the oh, wow, yeah. how weird. It's yeah. all crisscrossing? Yeah. It's a shitty video, huh? Um, it's an awful video. But Cyborg got dropped a bunch of times, kept getting up. You know, came after her and was there for the fucking final bell, still oh, no. swinging, that, trying to take her Muay out. That Muay Thai girl had had her hands full. It wasn't a walk in the park. It was not a walk in the and park. And she's a specialist. And she's so good. Jorina she's Barnes, huge. if you watch her fight, she's so good. So here's uh, Cyborg sparring with, look how good this girl is. But look, Cyborg in that. She's hanging in there. Well, yeah, she goes to, look Ooh, how she goes to the body and to the head. She's doing work, though. She is. She's so good, man. But the, these girls are going at it. This is not like a light sparring session. This is almost like a fight. you know. And she's got to be careful because Cyborg has big fucking power. So she's treating this like this is a dangerous fight for her. Look, Hands she's up. landing these shots, but she's realizing like the stuff that's coming her way, she can't take one of those on the point of the chin. No. She's getting tagged. Look at this. Cyborg tagged her a couple times. But she's clearly like the more polished yeah, yeah, professional boxer. I mean, Cyborg's doing work, though. She is. She is doing work. You're not like that. Oh, oh, beautiful shit. left hook to the body. Yeah, Ooh, nice. that step in left hook to the body. Oh, that's pretty. She's so good. It's, it's I can't so wait important for, this fight, man. for a girl like her to get that kind of sparring in, too. Hell yeah. I mean, who the fuck wants to spar with Cyborg? Probably no one. That's how it people. came about. Cyborg's talking about no one wants to spar with her. So this girl's like, I'll do it. Wow. <laughs> Let her kick you. I got to see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta see, take I gotta see that, uh, that that Muay Thai fight with. Uh, was it close? It was. A, it was a clear, uh, unanimous decision. Yeah. But it was dangerous at every turn. Yeah, and also that woman. Is, more, that's her thing. You have more respect yeah. for Cyborg after you watch it. Yeah. She, she wasn't gonna win, but she fucking did work. She got head kicked with a, a stomp. She got like front push kicked to the face, like she right on the chin. Her neck her. snapped back. Damn. She falls down. She gets up. Just still chasing after her. She's God, a damn. warrior, man. Yes. She's a fucking warrior. Yeah. But so is Holly. Holly Holly's just comes off like cleaner and, and like, you know, she comes off like more polished and she's very pretty and it's very, she's very calm and very yeah. kind and nice to hear her talk. I think where female fighting's at, that, you know, it's such a high level now with these two that whoever wins this is the best of all time. I think it's the forefront of the feminist movement. Boom, boom, boom. Dun, dun, dun. No pressure, ladies. No worries. Um, it's, it's a very important fight for the sport, that's for sure. You know, it's, because no one really out there who, in my mind, is compelling, is willing to step in and challenge Cyborg other than Holly. Well, like, these two else? are going to fight like Andre Orlovsky, Frank Mayer back in the day. There's no one, or Tim Sylvia yeah. Orlovsky. Is, is there no anybody in Bellator who's, mm. who, would, who would do work in? It's a good point. Good for question. Female? I yeah. don't think they're at the same level yet in the female division, but there's some real good talent there. It's, well, there's some good female talent in MMA, period, right you know, now. Rose Dion, Namajunas, and Yuani and Jenjek, that, that, that rematch is going to be. Sick. Yeah, that's an interesting rematch. You gonna throw up? I'm, I'm getting close. Really? Yeah, I didn't eat all day and I drank all this caffeine. Are you, you like little... really swallowing spit and stuff? Yeah, you yeah. brought a garbage can over. Yeah, I know. Like, I know. You, you, you feel a little sick. You really no, want I'm not to be... sick. I just, just go throw it. Too much caffeine. Make yourself throw up like a chick. I might, man. I might purge. Just in go. The uh, go, eat a, go eat a deer stick. 
Yeah, that doesn't no. help. That doesn't help, right? Don't That's do like, that. Oh, you feel like, like, so you want pork chops and a cigar? Bleh. I'm feeling, <laughs> I'm feeling nauseous. Have a couple pork chops, smoke a cigar, you'll be fine. How about sausage sub with extra mustard? Yeah. God. I got the. the you want to smell my breath? Mm. Um, this fight is important, man. It's important for the sport, right? It's important to figure out what what style you need to beat Cyborg. Like, Tanya Evinger just fought a wild sort of brawling style and had, like, very limited success, but it was, like, one of those things where Cyborg just keeps advancing and in every exchange you it's realize... It's just a matter of time. She's so much more firepower, but Evinger's, you know, she was trying to win that fight. She's as tough as they come. Yeah, she was trying to win that fight. This is a different fight because Holly is very dangerous and she has a weird style. She'll fight karate style. She throws side kicks, a lot of front leg side kicks. She throws those those oblique kicks to the inner thigh. And here's the thing. Holly might be... Is she going to go? Gonna I'm going to go to the bathroom. Go to the bathroom. bathroom, bathroom. Yeah, man. you finished this, this weird. breakdown. Right? This weird. is weird. you got to start eating in the morning. I, I He's trying to fast. He's doing some fasting. We're like married. He's really going to throw up. He's going to throw up, man. I weird. I wanted to get that on camera. No, that's not right, dude. <laughs> that's not right. Did, it, did that shut? Play it on shut? a loop. Play it on a loop. Yeah. <laughs> People right now are mad. Bro, why the fuck didn't you let him puke, bro? He'll do that. He'll just not eat. Like, we'll do podcasts. He's like, I haven't eaten, I haven't eaten yet. I don't want to smell it. I don't want him to throw up in that garbage can either. Then that's we a tiny that. garbage can. Yeah, that's not the move. It's not even the size and of the And there's stomach. a bunch of stuff in that can, too. It'd it's be like, all bile, too. Yeah. It'd be like, no it'd be food. dry, dry ah. bile. You know what I ate last night, dude? I made elk tartare. Really? Yeah, it's so good. Fuck, you make a good. It's so good. You make a good game meat. Yeah, I get good at it now. I'm need a little. I'm need a little game meat from. I got a shit ton. I need some. Yeah, I got some here for you. Hey, and maybe. I mean, I love that I, you give me the hamburger. Can I get some? I gave you steaks. I gave you a heart, dude. That is the best part. Yeah, it's delicious. I gave you one of the elk hearts. I know. This isn't. No, I've never ever given anyone an elk I heart. Ate the before. fuck out of it. You can have some steaks, bro. You just can't have all of them. Greedy bitch. You got to go out and kill your own food. Yeah, but you won't invite me. Ah, uh, that's not the truth. I have a 60 pound boat. Uh, what I want to do is bring the boat uh, here obsessed. and practice. Yeah, well, let's do that. But do, you're only doing archery, right? Pretty yeah, much. Pretty much, yeah. 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 So I got to get good with archery before I can come. Yeah. That's a, boy, that's a hard one. That's a weird learn on the job one, shooting is, huh? arrows at animals. Yeah. You got to be completely obsessed with doing that. Yeah. You've got to, um, or not, you know. Honestly, the reality is, rifle is more. It's more effective. Like, you will shoot more things with a rifle. Yeah. You don't have to get as close. They're not going to move while you're well, shooting them. Well, can I them. bring a rifle and you bring a, yeah, a, a bow? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, if you're in an area that allows both things. Yeah. Depends on where you're going. Because I'd know? love to get an elk. Yeah, see, elk, moose. they have specific seasons where you're allowed to, um, most of the time during the rut, you have to use archery equipment. Mm. In most places, some places are different. There's like some some different that let you use all weapons and some they have some sp special tags but like during the rut when they're breeding the idea is that it's easy <coughs> to find them they're all they're all howling and you know they're making those elk like whales and they're distracted by pussy and to get close enough to shoot them with a bow and arrow way more difficult because oh, you could yeah. just perch yourself on a fucking you know a nice tree stump and let that sight just settle perfectly on them if you have a rifle and just but boom yeah. and they're dead yeah. they're dead as soon as you pull the trigger whereas with a bow and arrow you, you really should be getting inside of 40 yards if you can it's hard right it's very hard they, can smell, they you. smell you like crazy they see your movement they're constantly tuned in and turned on and you have to fight off the fact that there's like if a, a bull elk you're trying to shoot a bull elk you might have 30 cows that are around that bull elk, you got to trick them too. Oh shit! Yeah, you got thirty sets of eyes, sixty eyeballs God looking your way, damn. and they bark. You throw up? 
A little green under the gills, boys. Did you th- really puke? Yeah, I did. Did you want some water or something? No, nah, I'm good now, man. <laughs> Damn, son. Uh, that's weird. Are you yeah. having withdrawals from the heroin? Do, 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 I wish do, it was that. You look I, pale. I, I know, I do. I and your do. hair was a little messy. I know. I looked in the mirror. I thought, you know what? You look like shit, man. How, How much caffeine back? did you drink? Well, I had a, uh, a latte with an extra shot on the way here. That had three cups oh. this morning. But then I drank this thing. You never stopped drinking You drank coffee. the caveman, and then you drank that other And then I drank the French press. And I haven't Ooh. eaten today because I fast in the morning. That's a lot of caffeine. Did you, I know. Did you go crazy for Christmas? No. No? no I actually didn't cheat on Christmas. Are you, pie? What are you saying? Are you saying that he's, like, <laughs> uh, he's got a weight issue? He, he tends to um, binge. No, I don't. Mm. I've, I've been super strict. I haven't cheated since uh, Thanksgiving. But you secretly sometimes will go crazy on. Not when I'm strict back. like this. No. Keto Kid is back, bitch. Whoa, Keto Kid is back. I'm back. I didn't you, mean to call you a bitch. Been... I'm sorry. What? How he was the pescatarian? You tried room? pescatarian for a while. How'd yeah, that go? Nah, keto's the only thing that works for me. It's not for everyone, but keto works for me. But does it work for you in terms of the way you feel? Or yeah, works... the way I feel. Yeah. The way I feel, it's easy to stick to, but the way I feel when I'm on it, I, I don't want to cheat. I don't want carbs. I don't mm-hmm. want that food anymore, so I'm good. I go between keto and low carb. Yeah. And then occasionally I'll fuck off and have like a pastrami sub. I call that keto-ish. I do a thing yeah, where, I, where I go through Whole Foods and Erewhon, and if I'll look at people, and I try to I try to spot the vegans, <laughs> and <laughs> this is so mean. I'll get those they live glasses, boy. When I see when I see uh, somebody super pale and drawn out, and they just look sunken in, I'll look in their cart, and like it's me like right now. they've got oats and uh, some seaweed, and it's just all vegan stuff. <laughs> I'm always like, you could use a little protein. Well, it's protein. really is just some people are just doing it wrong. Yeah, that's it's true. really what it is. You can do it right, of course but, you can. but it's just like keto. Like it requires a lot of thinking yeah. and planning. Like in order to, I've I've seen people argue it online. It's so stupid. Nobody ever gets to ketosis bullshit. Of course they do. Stupid. Of course they do. It's measurable. People do it and they find benefit to it. Some people don't find benefit to it though. It's but it's important to point out that it's not hard to get into a state of ketosis. You just have to do what's required. Yeah. It, it can be done. It's not difficult to get to. And the idea that nobody gets there is just so wrong. People get there all the time. It's a matter of whether or not getting there will be good for you. I'll, I'll have people email me or on social media like, dude, keto's stupid, man. You can't you can't do that for a long time. It's not for me. I'm like, it works Some for me, can. man. I don't give a fuck. It, it works just for me. I'm not saying it's for everyone. Dom D'Agostino's been on it forever. Yeah. He's been on it forever. But Rhonda Patrick was on the other day, and she was pointing out how with some people, it's not the right diet for your body. I don't think it body. works for me. It probably like, doesn't. I, I stopped. Uh, I read that book, The Plant Paradox, and I I've told this before, but I stopped eating bread and those whole wheat things and all the things he talks about. He, he He's more of a plant-based guy, but it did cure my plaque psoriasis up until yesterday because I started eating bread again. But it cured you my son plaque. son of a bitch. It cured my plaque psoriasis. It yeah. fucking got rid of it. It's, I'm not saying it's face. the end be all, but it's just it works for me, yeah, man. Depending it, on what you eat. You I know? don't yeah. give a fuck what diet you do. That's what Whatever I do. works. Yeah, I'm eating real low carb or keto. Yes, that's all me it is. Too. It's either I'm keto or every now and then I'll, I'll definitely I'll feel it when I get off of it. What do you mean like low carb? You eat a lot of free... vegetables. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of vegetables, but low carb in terms of no refined bullshit, yeah. no flour. No and when I, when I get into those states, I know when I'm have when I have too much fruit because <laughs> then I'll start craving it. I'll start like craving carbs. Really? The Whereas, sugar. 
I can tell. I mean, I have tested myself a few times, but it's annoying to stick that fucking thing in your hand and extract the blood and yeah. put it on the tab. And yeah. but you can feel when you're in that state of ketosis. Like I'll monitor my diet real steady for five, six days, and sometimes there'll be like a little dip because I've done it so many times it's not as noticeable. There'll be a little dip in your energy during your workouts, but then when I come on the other side of it, then as soon as I feel like no hunger pangs during the day at all, like I'm good. And then I went, oh, okay, I'm in. I yep. feel, and then- Do you, do you eat, uh, can you eat sweet potatoes? You can, but you can't eat too much. Hmm. Like sweet potato has uh, a lot of fiber in it. It's one of the reasons why it's one of the better potatoes for you to eat. It's got a lot of vitamins in yams it. It's a, and, yeah. Yams and sweet potatoes are fantastic for you. Yeah. But it's like how much of your, are you taking in? How much actual sugar does your body have to process? If it's just a small portion of it, I'm sure it's fine if your overall meals are filled with like really healthy food, avocados, yeah. healthy fats, yeah. you know, good solid protein with no bullshit and no wheat. Like just keep the fuck away from wheat. Yeah. Keep the fuck away from pasta or don't. You know, every now and then have it. <laughs> but if you could just get your, most of your diet free of that shit, you'll just feel better. Yeah, you just correct. feel better. I do. If you ate too many mashed potatoes or sweet potatoes and got to uh, got out of ketosis, as long as you're not eating any bullshit, yeah. I don't even think that's bad. Yeah. I mean, maybe your body will have more of an insulin response, but I mean, you're having all that fiber with your sugar. You know, if you're eating a yam or a mashed potato or a sweet potato, it's not it's it's not like eating candy. A lot of it know? depends on your activity level, your oh, age, yeah. all that shit. Oh yeah, too. that's a big a lot one. Of factors. That's a big one. Is post workout. <sighs> Like, how many people work out like you did when you were fighting? How many fucking human beings know what it's like to put in those hard two-a-days and just be almost no fried four weeks into camp, realize you got oh two to go? Oh, God. The worst. Speak to it, man. Speak to it. Speak to it. Us. There's Speak. nothing worse. You're nauseous. And, Speak to and it. Then my, and then my coach, Tony Jeffries, who he, he gets it. He was an Olympic boxer and boxer professional. He'd go, uh, yeah, you're three weeks in. You, you have four more weeks of this, Brendan. Let's get to work. <laughs> Just fucking with me. Oh my god, man. That's why a guy like you has to like keep an eye on his appetite after you get out of fighting. Yes. Because you're not broken down like that all day anymore where you could just fucking shovel oh, it in. People that are fight any anytime you're doing anything that's super difficult and you're working out twice in a day, man, you're gonna be hungry all yeah. the time. Yeah. And your body gets into that, that but but even space. but even back then, I wish I was more knowledgeable on diet and stuff like that. I hired some nutritionists, but I, I never really clicked with anyone. But I, I have more knowledge now on. Oh Jesus Christ! On, almost threw up. Yeah, again. almost threw. I just threw oh. up in my mouth. It's all good though. Back to the taquito diet. So um, I have more knowledge now. Did you say taquito diet? Yeah, <laughs> taquito <laughs> diet. I'm fucking. Back to Freud. I'm back struggle to city right, right now. I threw up in my diet. mouth. My breath smells like fucking <laughs> throw up. Anyways, um, I wish I had more uh, knowledge back then on, when I was fighting on diet and stuff because I didn't. I, I would talk to people. I try to figure out. I'm like, no, you're burning so many calories. Eat whatever you want. I'm like, God, I don't think that's the right answer. No. And when I played at University of Colorado and I would ask the nutritionist, I'm like, Man, I feel like this yogurt you're giving us in Gator has so much fucking sugar. And she goes, you're fine. You're going to burn it off. I'm like, I, this doesn't seem right to me, man. Because yeah, I look at everyone's bodies. We look like shit. That, that is true. But you, you definitely have different requirements. 
than a person who doesn't do the kind of working out that oh, you do. Oh, for sure. Well, your body will burn a certain amount of sugar and a certain amount, especially when it comes to fruits or anything complex. 100%, but I, I think burn you, more. even though it, you're burning those calories, you can put good fuel yes. in and 100%. still get calories. 100%. You don't have to get it from cheeseburgers and candy. You can get it through high-quality foods even yeah. still. But what I'm saying, getting at is in terms of like overall performance, if you want to do it perfectly, I don't know if keto is the way to go for like a fighter. I think the, the strains and requirements on your body in terms of like the amount of fuel your body needs to burn, there's an argument that especially for a lot of people, not for everybody, but for a lot of people, having more carbohydrates in your diet sure. than is required to stay in a state of ketosis oh, is probably man, required. What fighter did I talk to? I want to say Lance Palmer. Sorry, Lance, if I'm off on this. I, Lance told me. One of the fighters I've had on my show goes, man, for the last three or the three weeks before my fight, he has to make weight. He goes, I go keto. Mm. I make weight easily. He goes, I've never felt better. Yeah, Brian Caraway said that too. Brian Caraway. I've never talked to him, so it wasn't him for me. Might be Lance Palmer. <sighs> Might be. Well, you look, everybody's body responds differently. That's another problem. Everybody's body body responds responds differently to I all never sorts push of different it on diets. People. people ask me, I say, "This is what I do, man. I don't know if it's for you. This for me. When I'm on the road, I can find keto meals. When meals, when I go to a steakhouse, it's easy. Mm-hmm. It's super easy for me. When yeah, I'm everybody's, on the road. everybody's body. Yeah. Medicine. I mean, medicine is that way now. Sure. That's why they they give you pointed, targeted therapy. They've got to see what your genome is. Well, I always bring up you and your mom when you talk about Brazil nuts. Yeah. Your mom can't eat Brazil nuts. You so could go brush up. her. You could brush her skin with them. You That's know, crazy. And, and she would. Break out. Yeah. That's fucking What did your nuts. mom used to call those nuts? I forget. Brazil nuts. Is that what she always called but them? But out of yeah. all the things so. to be allergic to, the wackest nut of them all, the shittiest tasting stupid nut. Like when you get one of those things of mixed nuts, you get those Brazil nuts. You're yeah. like, all right. Those are the worst. Giant nuts. Throw that big stupid nut. They say they're down. good. Sloth toes. Sloth toes, yeah. Am I yeah, making yeah. that up? Yeah, they do. Oh, that's what she calls them? Sloth I felt toes? like you, this, we called it something else. Sloth toes, right? They look like sloth, sloth toes. Maybe I just made that up now. You might have. Know. It's what it looks like. Um, I'm, I'm sick. Big but, stupid yeah, but, nuts. I'm sick. But Brazil, Brazil nuts, like I I heard that they're good they good for sports and for your liver or some bullshit. So I what I are. do, good old bride decides to start chopping them up six, seven at a time, putting them in my shake. That's all good. Problem is I inherited a little of the old... Uh, uh, allergic stuff. Now, when you are allergic and you keep eating something, you'll develop more and more of a reaction with less. Whoa. So I would notice that all of a sudden, periodically, I'd like my throat would be sore. It'd just be swollen Yikes. and sore. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? I'm not sick, but my throat. And then, then uh, my entire mouth at one point swelled up and like it looked like my the roof of my mouth had been burned. And I And my dentist goes, did you burn the entire roof of your mouth i went no and he goes your mouth it looks like it's been burned like somebody stuck a thing and i go yeah it's it's killing me i don't know what the fuck is going on he goes you allergic to something i said no i'm not allergic he goes are you eating a nut that you might be allergic to and i said ah, ah. Oh, wow. and so i was developing very quickly that was a, a while a major ago problem. wow yeah. that's insane yeah have you, you ever heard of the lone star tick and uh that it gives people a red meat allergy I have. I, I listened to a, a podcast. A Radio Lab, Alpha Radio Gal. Lab. Yeah. 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 There's some, some fucking Very rare compound. Thing. Yeah. yeah. The, the tick is becoming less and less rare. Yeah. That's what's really. Tick borne diseases are fucking horrifying. Whew. There are so many people out Lyme there that are disease. suffering from chronic Yeesh. Lyme. Yeah. You know, they don't, get it, they don't catch it quick enough. They don't get the antibiotics in their system quick enough. And I know somebody who has that. My friend Chandra, her dad, 
got a, a shot for Lyme disease. They used to give you a, a vaccination, and he caught Lyme disease from the vaccination. God damn. They don't do that vaccination anymore. He, fuck, man. And once you, you have Lyme, there's no way to cure it, right? Well, no, there it is. depends. There's massive amounts of tetracycline, etc. Yeah, and, but everybody's re result is different. Yeah. God like, damn. Some people catch it too late, and it's like chronic. Well, Jimmy Burke had uh, tuberculosis. We called him what? Jimmy Berculosis. You don't know about that? When did he have that? Uh, Jimmy Berculosis got it. They thought for six months, he or it was about three months, they thought he had the disease that killed Bernie Mac. Whoa. They, they thought oh, he had, had that or lung cancer. And I'm with Jimmy. He's walking around with a machine that's draining his lungs. Okay? They Whoa. couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Where does um, it hook up? Through his mouth? Uh, I think a thing to his chest. How long ago is that? Jesus. This is 10 years ago. Fuck, he's walking man. around and, with Yeah, in the hospital. And, uh, and that was what he was looking at. So I fly to New York. He's my fucking brother, right? I fly to him in New York. I'm like, dude. I go, you know, you either have the, the thing that turns your lungs to sand or to or lung cancer. And he goes, that's what they're telling me, Bob. And, I, and we're talking, and he's hanging out. Saying, I go, how the fuck are you not in crisis right now? And he goes, dude, I made, I made peace with my death so fucking long ago that if I'm going to go like this, everybody's laughing. And my funeral better be, be a fucking party. Um, anyway, long story short. They come in and they, they of course, guess, guess who falls in love with them? All the doctors, because it's Jimmy Burke, all, right. the, all the fucking doctors. And uh, they fall in love with them. And when they found out that he had tuberculosis on the outside of his lung, it wasn't on the inside, which was really weird. He had it on the outside, got it from, probably from his grandfather, who he had been exposed to when he was three, four years old. Whoa. When, on his, yeah, when he was when he was. What died. do they do for tuberculosis? So with tuberculosis, they give you nine months of antibiotics Ooh. and what that did to Jimmy can't feel good. what that did to Jimmy is it itchy made asshole him, itchy it, asshole no not just that it made him colorblind so he can't see certain colors oh damn Whoa. yeah from the antibiotics yeah nobody healthier by the way but he went through Wait some shit the way he so handled this, that was amazing to this day he's still colorblind oh yeah it, it from it, antibiotics oh yes sir it changed his changed his body a little bit too. He wasn't as muscular. I think he lost some weight. Bro, you ever but. take antibiotics to make your asshole itch, like the ring of your ass oh, itch? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. you ain't I mean, take I the right ones. I want to take something that doesn't make the ring of my asshole yeah. itch. That's well, what antibiotics is. It's one of the it's one of the side effects. Yeah. Now, to break TB like that 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 fucking uh, nine months where he was dude. He I was got on the staff. State. I got staff once. Oof. And I got I it twice. That. I remember that. <clears throat> but I got it once, and I took. Um, the antibiotics and we went out to dinner you and me and patty jenkins and you couldn't drink and not only could i not drink uh, my head felt like i had like a lead helmet like yep. sitting on my head i was like i was like i can't believe how shitty i feel i feel so weak and so shitty and i just gotten on them i was only on them for like a couple of days oh, they're so and, bad. I, and i remember thinking like how could anybody fight on this uh, how about guys fight with them they're crazy it it drains you so bad yeah I didn't train, obviously, because I had staff. I didn't want to give it to anybody, but I did try to use some weights and, and do some working out. It was useless. I tried to hit the bag. Useless. That's Jesus. what's crazy when you find useless. out fighters. They're like, yeah, he won that fight and he was on antibiotics. How about like, what the yeah, fuck? fucking Kevin Lee when he, yeah. fought, when he fought against Tony yeah. Ferguson. I, I yeah. looked at his chest the moment he walked into the cage. I was like, that is staff. Dude, that how about Hodger Gracie against Bouchesha? Did he have staff? He, he, he was on antibiotics. No way. Yeah, he goes, I didn't come here to tap. 
That's and insane. then they're like, you look a little sluggish. She's like, oh, I was on antibiotics the whole time. That's insane. Well, you he could beat see Bouchesha him? on antibiotics. Nuts. Holy but shit. You could see the Kevin Lee had uh, staff. 100%. He, he had, you could a, see he had a, an extra uh, he had titty a giant, on his chest. He had a giant welt on his chest. And I pointed it out to Daniel. <laughs> I pointed it out. I go, does that look like staff? It was someone, hilarious. Someone in, in Daniel's ears was saying, do not talk about it. Do not talk about it. And he's like, yep, that looks like staff to me. <laughs> Right when you said it, I was like, oh, oh shit, I hope Joe's right, man. Oh, no, I'm right. Oh, I mean, shit. There's no way that could be anything. I thought it was, that I was, right? Yeah, oh, it's, yeah. It's swollen. Like, something either happened, like maybe he got burnt God, backstage. what's next for that kid? I haven't heard anything. You think he'd be... Taking a break, you know? His coach back just to drawing board. Side, huh? His coach commit. Oh, it was Robert Foles. Yeah, man. That was his coach. That's a bummer. That's Robert a bummer. Foles is a great guy. Yeah. I didn't know he committed suicide. Is that, yeah. I knew he died. I was wait. I heard that there had been a rumor about that, but it wasn't. That's what confirmed. I heard. Suicide. Did his brother commit suicide as well? Uh, yes. Fuck. They're poor parents. <sighs> Fuck. He was a really, really nice guy. Dark very, shit. very smart guy too. Very smart guy. That's such a bummer, man. You know, and who knows what what causes someone who's so well loved and so liked. You know that's that's a great argument for like chemical issues versus like uh, yeah. how I mean you can tell some people just don't have good lives, everything's going bad for them. They want to end their life because they can't take the pain. But then there's other people that are like him that are doing really well, you know. And you gotta go, man, what it's is mystery, it? Man. It's a fu- it, it, it is a fucking mystery. mystery. And we have we all have this real problem when it comes to uh, people doing things that we would think would you know you'd consider to be something that someone who doesn't have control of themselves does and we we shun that we won't we don't like that it bothers us but there's a a reality to like pain and suffering that we have to address and you know shaming someone for wanting to end their life is not no yeah until you've been faced with that kind of despair if you're that that if the your despair level is to the point where you take your own life you have my utmost and everlasting sympathy. Yeah. I don't have a judgment on that. No. I've never been there. So the idea that It'd I would be, be like, get it, soul, to, get it together. No. Usually a, a rational decision for someone who's just, who commits suicide is the only way out of this terrible situation is death. That's a rational decision. I, I have I, I have nothing but my ultimate. That, you know, all yeah. you can do is shake your head and feel sad, not, no, not it's, judgmental. It's fucking completely horrible. I mean, when you stop and think about the idea of wanting to end your life, you know, I feel any, lucky I don't cost. have that yeah. Yeah, that, that depression level of bug. serotonin in my brain. Yeah. And, but I know. think it again. I think for a lot of people, it goes back to, you know, what what's the chem what's the chemical reaction that's going on in your brain? Well, they've done. Yeah. Is it uh you know it is it is it a, just a, an issue yeah. with some sort of a disorder where there's like something that's not producing the right amount of chemicals, or is it a a, a problem of your past? Like uh, you it know, could be a it trauma. could be a conflation of a lot of different factors. Yep. But one thing they know is that <clears throat> you have a set point for your serotonin usually. You know, like certain people like me, I probably have a serotonin level from one to ten at usually seven to eight. You know, no matter what's going on, I'm always I'm just lucky. I just very rarely get depressed. And if I do, it's a mild sort of haze. Mm -hmm. Some people they could they could invent the cure for every disease in the world and win the lottery and all this stuff. They just go back to their serotonin levels being at four or whatever. And it's just Yeah. I think it's it's a little bit more complicated than that, but I think there's uh yeah, there's some people that are just never happy for whatever reason. Whatever reason chemically or 
whether it could be well, aided Brennan, Neil by Brennan. Yeah, Neil Brennan talks yeah, about that, right? He does. Neil's always yeah. that Neil's always like has always been melancholy. Mm-hmm. He's always been sort of in that blue region, and yeah. I've always he, been he's in so the brilliant. opposite. Yep. Neil Brennan's so yeah. brilliant. When you hear him talk about it, like he was like, yeah, with the Chappelle stuff, and he's like, I'm always just here, man. Especially after yeah. um, medication, I'm just here. I just go through the motions. Yeah. He's a very smart guy. Oh man, he's brilliant. You know, I think there's an also an issue with people that are really smart. They look at the futility of it all. <laughs> yeah. It's sometimes yeah. harder for them to overcome. Well, not D- discounting Davidoff has the greatest issues. joke about that. He goes, he goes. He, he'd suffer from depression. I go, how you doing? Yeah, he wouldn't call me. I go, where you been? He goes, eh, you know, I got a touch of the black dog. And I'm like, yeah. And he had this joke. He goes, you ever want to, like, kill somebody, but you can't get yourself off the couch? <laughs> you know? It's like you're too depressed to get off the couch. It's 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 like some people have a real thing. Yeah. Right? Oh, just yeah, bummer, man. man. There's, get overwhelmed. There's no denying. It's like, but how much can exercise help you? How much can diet help you? It's it's a factor. It's not the only factor, but it's a factor, you know, and there's a lot of people that don't realize that, and they go through That's life, and they have these issues, and then there's people that have all the exercise and the diet, right, and they yeah, still are still depressed. Not answer, yeah, really. still not the answer. Like, they have so much going for them. And, mm-hmm. and then there's head trauma, you know, there's uh, that's always going to be a factor. There's, uh, you know, TBI and CTE and all the, d- the different things that that does to your head. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. I was thinking about Chris Cornell because Chris Cornell had such an artistic, um, fully artistic, such a, he'd accomplished so much artistically and had a, con- his, mm. his art- artistry was continuing to flourish and kind of in the middle of that with children and so much to live for. Anti-anxiety That's, medication. You know, oh, he, called, he was taking? Yeah, he called his oh. wife up before he did it, and he was slurring his words, and go. they think he was Fuck, on a, a lot of man. that stuff. Well, how about the Who knows, singer stuff? of Linkin Park? Same yeah, shit. He, he had yeah, seven he had, kids. Yeah. yeah. That stuff. That, he had real depression, too, anti- and he was sexually abused when he was young. Oh, yeah, he was. And yeah. Yeah, and, but anti-anxiety medication has various effects on people. Yeah. You know, there's some people it's a, a godsend for, yeah. but it's just like the Brazil nuts thing. There's some people that are going to have an yeah. adverse reaction to it, and you have to be prepared for yeah. whatever that reaction could be. Yeah, so, that's a good point. Yeah, it's a fucking bummer, man. The human body, we don't have it figured out, but goddamn, they're getting closer and closer. But it goes back to the fact that we're all very complicated. We're all individuals, yep. so have a little compassion for yeah, each other. Have a little compassion would be nice. There's a lot of people lashing out because they don't feel good. And I watched this lady the other day cut in front of somebody. It was hilarious. This guy's trying to get into this lane, and this lady speeds up to try to keep the guy from getting in the lane. God, and the nice. guy sees it, so he just kind of eases over anyway, and she just lays on her horn. <laughs> Bam! And then the guy pulls up. Like, he's in, this, he's in this lane now, and he pulls up, and she gets in the next lane, shoots in front of him, turns her car in front of him, and slams on the brakes. Jesus and Christ. so he gets to the left of her and just starts going towards her. And she freaks out and turns into traffic and has to slam on the brakes. Like, you just had a crazy hissy fit over nothing because yeah. you did that cunty thing that all of us have been guilty of doing where you don't let somebody in your lane. And this guy was like, fuck you. I'm getting in. It's exactly. like she sped up. She sped up to keep him from going in. I saw you watch it all play out. And you're like, wow. I was in Park City with my mother driving her SUV. And I wasn't even driving fast. And this woman, older woman with a very old, like an old matronly, like you used to be the principal of your school. And short hair and she had her golden retriever and she uh, dressed in a preppy fashion. Slow down! Oh my God. And then I go, oh, and I wasn't even going fast. And she just goes, mm. and And I could hear her make that noise. She goes, Mm, like that with her. And she gave me the hardest middle finger. Oh my God. And I went, are you kidding me? 
And she goes, I'm calling the police and reached for her phone right away. Over and what? I don't, I, I go, that's what I said. I go, over what? I go, have a nice day. And just kept going. I remember getting in a road rage situation with this dude when I first moved to LA. We're looking at each other on the highway and he takes his shirt off to show me his tattoos. Oh, Tight move. He's screaming at me and, oh, I, and I'm not reacting. I'm just looking at him. I'm like, what is going to happen here? Oh. I'm like, w w why is this guy trying so hard to scare me? He's like, fuck you, fucking pull over. Fucking pull over. So he takes his shirt off. He's got these tattoos. And by the way, he does not look built. I'm yeah. like, you're, you're in trouble, fella. You don't really know how to fight. Sloppy. I highly doubt it. I mean, you get fooled sometimes. But I'm like, this is a guy that's trying to scare me, yeah. which is probably, he's probably terrified. A lot of noise. Yeah. And so I'm just looking at him. And the more I'm looking at him, he just keeps screaming at me because I'm not reacting to him. I'm just like, like looking at him. And he's screaming and I'm in my car driving. He's looking at me. And uh, I was driving a Suburban too, which I thought was hilarious because he goes, you rich piece of shit. I was like, I'm in a Suburban. How do you know if I'm rich? Suburban, like, This sir. isn't even like a rich car. Like, the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Like, where's this coming from? It was real screamy. And I was thinking at this time, I could make a terrible mistake where I could say, oh, yeah, I think I could just fuck this guy up. Let me pull his car over and yeah. teach his asshole you do a as a young guy. Yeah, which, yeah, I was only like 28 at the time. I was young. still pretty fucking yeah. stupid. But this guy screaming at me almost made me realize how dumb it is. I was like watching this, taking his shirt off, there's showing no, me his there's tattoos. There's no upside. To this day, though. To this day, there'd be like a day would go by that I would think I should have just fucked that dude up. <laughs> Whip his ass like, with his shirt like 20 off. Years yeah. ago, of it was twenty years it's ago. It was twenty years ago. What's and the I best case scenario, though? I literally think it's I should have just pulled over right and kicked that fucking like, dude's legs out from under him and choked him unconscious. Be hilarious. But it's so stupid to, it's to so harbor those thoughts silly. twenty years later. Yeah. That's how dumb those instances where you want to go in a lane and someone doesn't want to let you and they speed up and they're fucking honk honk fuck you like that tension. It's so dumb. You'll hold on to some of those dumb thoughts for decades. Dude, I, I, had, a, I had a guy the other day. I was driving off Abbott Kenny. I looked at my phone at directions, and I was at a stop sign. And, you know, it was my turn to go, but right. I was looking down at my phone for directions. And this guy behind me, he's like a, a regular worker, like in a car, just goes nuts, nuts, honking and horn. And I wave that. I'm like, my Batman. And then I'm driving. He goes around me, slams on the brakes. <sighs> And starts flipping me off, talking shit. Oh, like, my God. Oh, dude, come oh on, my God. man. And I'm like, all right, all right, go, man. I got it. I got it. I <sighs> fucked up. Keep going. And then he won't let me go. I'm like, dude, you got to let me go, man. And he oh just keeps God. talking shit. I'm like, what oh the fuck am God. I going to do, man? I'm going to beat up this <sighs> dad. What the fuck am I going to do? But he's playing a game that he thinks he's safe playing. You oh know, because we're God. not in Serbia. Nobody's pulling guns out and gunning people dude. down the street. This these people, they'll do that kind of shit. I watched these two guys race each other, and they were they were cutting in front of each other and slam on the brakes and doing that thing and slam on the brakes and yelling shit at each other at the window. And you just watch them, and you go, like, this could be nothing, or it could be your life. Correct. Like, you could hit that guy. He can go into traffic. Somebody could die. He could hit someone on the street. Like, you guys are speeding like you're in this death race, like you're in some fucking Mad Max movie, well, but you're on a, a residential street. Dude, me and this guy, he's yelling at me, and I'm like, what are you going to do, man? <sighs> what are you going to do? You gonna, you gotta, are you going to fight me? What the fuck are you going to do? And he goes, yeah, yeah, that's exactly oh what the fuck God. I'm going to do. And I was like... <laughs> I took off my glasses. Oh. And I went, you're fucking serious. You're serious right now. And he's like, it keeps going. And then I thought, 
what, am I going to get out and, and get shot and fight this guy? Or yeah, I said, shot. what if he has a gun? Yeah. So, and I was wanted to go left, but I couldn't because he's blocked me. So I went right. Oh. I thought, man, my brother my, and my friends would make fun of me for going right when I should have went left. No, but it's the right thing to do. It's the right that's thing what I, to I was do. driving Just, like, what am I going to do? Fight this fucking guy? Think of that as being like you run into a dog. <laughs> Are oh, you supposed to like, hey, fuck you, dog. No, you sit, bitch. Sit. No, you're supposed to go, I got to go. But the problem is it's a person. So a person you think of is different than a dog. Like yep. A dog is like, bah, bah, bah. you're like, to get the fuck away from that dog. You get the fuck away from that person, too. It's, but it's an ego thing, too. Right. Yeah. But listen, dude. But I didn't 99. have 99.9% oh of the dude. fucking human beings you interact with, you can kill. Yeah. Like, that should play heavy on your mind. No, that, you know what played on my mind was I went, I bet he's going through some shit. He probably yeah. worked like a double shift. Yeah. I, Someone probably was texting before me, and he uh, he's just taking his anger out on me. I'm just going to go right. Fuck this, man. I don't need this. Yeah, but he could have been 10, you know, and still acted like that. And you should have the same reaction. Like, oh, God. True. Like, it's a child. Oh, I he's a child. He's a grown-up baby. Dude, when he cut me off, I he's going to kick left. your ass. I know. I was like, what the fuck? One man. of two things. Either has a gun or he's fucking insane. Those are the only two possibilities. Correct. Right, or he doesn't realize you're a gorilla sitting in your car. You look like a normal sized person. I'm an orange a, Porsche. A norm- so he's like, fuck this <laughs> it's guy. A normal, yeah, he probably feels like you're some preppy dickhead from yeah. Bel Air. Yeah. You know, some yeah. cutie pie. You'd be right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're talking about like road rage incidences. You know, they've figured out why people have road rage too, and one of the reasons why it occurs so often is not just a separation by barriers between you and the other person, so you don't have social cues. It's also that your senses are jacked up. Because you're in the situation where you know that you have to react potentially at a very fast rate. You have to be able to react instantaneously to someone changing your lane. Slam on the brakes. Yeah. You gotta be so you're at heightened states. Uh. And so then you interact with people that you think maybe are fucking with that heightened state. And you just fucking lay on that horn, you piece of shit, you cut me off. And you and everybody's been guilty of it. And everybody has to learn to negotiate those that weird uh extra urge of aggression that you get when you're in your car and don't, don't get out of the car and fight don't do no, it no don't do it but people want to do it man they want to do it all the time no bad idea people shoot people I feel all like the time they can look at your head and you've got a kind of a big head now i got a friendly face man what about your ears like I they're not take, thinking they're the I don't see my not, ears first of all this they guy, see the bullshit haircut i'm in an orange porsche no, no, no. i probably got skinny jeans on yeah. when i get i get the fighting boots. anyone he's not thinking yeah. of fighting it's all a posing thing it's yeah, all it it's all a bluff charge it's all it's it a is. bluff charge it's exactly it yeah, the, the way he cut me off though this guy was down yeah but he's not down it's like like a gorilla running up to you he's never planning on smashing you yeah that shit worked i went right yeah to go left i had to go all the way around yeah, he went home, his dick was hard as a rock, and he fucked the like, shit out of yeah. his wife. I'm a fucking man. It was a guy, he cut me off, and I told him to fuck off. You want to fight, you motherfucker? He said no, and I'm yeah. going to fuck you now. Yeah, I, I win. They, I say, they say that uh, in, what was that book uh, that by Malcolm Gladwell? Where, wherever you're from um, has to do with how you react to affronts. So, mm. like, they did this experiment where um, they would have a guy, they'd have you take two fake tests. And you had to take a test in this room, and then you had to go down the hall and take a test in another room. As you were walking down the hall to the other test, you would get um, somebody would walk by you, bump you, and go, watch out, asshole, and keep walking. And the dudes from the south versus the guys from the north, the dudes from the south, they're serotol level, whatever all those levels, they're serotol levels, their testosterone levels, everything was jacked to the fucking roof. They were ready to fight. Dudes from the north, 
nah, not at all. They were like, huh, whatever, what a dick. And it had to do, according to Glabal, not really, also uh, uh, this guy Nisbet as well, it had to do with where you were from and more importantly, where your ancestry heralded from. If you came huh. from a culture, Weird. an honor culture, as opposed to uh, what they call the dignity culture. So if you came from a culture where honor was everything, and those cultures are herding cultures, that's where you get the Chichenis, that's where you get the Afghanis, that's where you get the North Scots-Irish. That's why... Armenians. That's, Armenians, that's Armenians why... Armenians will fuck you fuck up. Fuck yes! <laughs> fuck, Armenians are <laughs> tough as you know shit. Shoulder check some are Armenian on the street. They, don't, they, Armenian? Don't, they will punch no. you in the... They don't fuck around. <laughs> Armenians get yourself a scrap. and tight-knit communities. Yeah, but, I like that. But 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 it was, it was from honor cultures and the Scots-Irish. Who settled where? The Appalachians, mm. the, the the Hatfields and the McCoys. Uh, uh, the, the fuck you up. Uh, when you go to Ireland, you go to parts of the, the UK, you know, in the north where Tony's from. Good luck. Go see what happens in a bar when you want to get scrappy. You'll you'll find plenty of man to meet you halfway. Whereas if you go to certain other parts of the world where they didn't come from herding cultures, where they came from a culture that uh, relied mostly on agriculture, where it relied on cooperation. Where, see, because when you're a herder and somebody steals your sheep, you will not survive the winter. So you got to let everybody know that if you do steal my sheep, I'm going to kill you and every man in your fucking family because I'm a crazy motherfucker. So, so you know, it's it's do or die here. Right. 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 It's literally survival of yeah. your family. Nisbet and and uh, Gladwell did it. He just wrote a book about it. But like some of these guys who actually did the primary research on that prove that culture. Even though you don't know those people, even though your generations you know removed from that in this country, that shit has deep deep roots in your cultural psyche yeah. and and of course also and probably in the south, some form of genetic memory genetic memory but also cultural memory also mm. that's you're raised as a man to to protect your cubic space well that guy who you wanted know? to fight me was was a herder I'm sure he was. <laughs> you I'm think sure so? he was. He's a I think he's probably yeah. on Adderall and he's, he's no, faking. He was down. He's bluff charging. He just got off a double shift. He has a yeah. herding herding mentality. Right. What kind of car did he have? It was a L.A. Uh, uh, county truck. Oh, he was Mexican. If you guys want to read about that geography of thought, I think by uh, Harold Nisbet, he's a phenomenal guy. Bring that. He's using a county like, truck. Geography. Boy, that's thought. a dumb move. That's a way to get fired real quick. He didn't give a fuck. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. He got me. <laughs> he got me. I had to go around <laughs> the block. <laughs> it took me more time. Because you don't come from that culture. I was embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it funny how he's no, such a I, badass, no, but he's like... No, it's not that I don't... That my You do that to my brother. Listen, my brother's had some issues on the road, you know, and this yeah. stuff. My, my dad has, too. I've seen it with my own eyes. With me, the stuff I have going on, if I get out of that yeah, car, you're right, you're right. I fight that guy, I lose everything I stand you're right, you're for. Right, yeah, you're right. for sure. All my gigs. Dude, everything's gone. For, and for what? But it's self-defense, it's, Brennan. But it's, it's not. It's, it's not. not. You're, for, you're forcing no, if yourself you get out of the into car, an We're both situation. fucked. And, yeah. and what do you think the headline reads? L.A. worker beats up UFC fighter? <laughs> No. I hope not. <laughs> no. It'd be embarrassing. Yeah. No. no. I think you'd have real issues with you. XUFC fighter twists man's hat off, gets arrested, goes to prison. Yeah. That's not a good move. His showtime is E show, no stand upside. up, no fucking upside. gone. No upside. Oh, there's nothing funny about a, a guy beating up another guy. No, there's no upside to it. And it's also, you can avoid it. You know, it can be avoided. I mean, I don't, and I, don't I think care. a lot of that 
posturing bullshit and screaming comes from not being able to fight. I agree. If you could have a, a like a bar filled with jujitsu black belts, probably the friendliest yeah, fucking bar exactly. ever. Yeah, the tough guys it's don't like, yell It's like gun like culture. You know, if you hang out with a bunch of gun guys, they're they're super formal and respectful. Of yeah, because they're used to seeing bullets flying yeah. around. Everybody's got to mind their p's and q's when everybody's actually equal. Yep. If you're a bunch of gun handlers and all of you, you go into gun competitions and shit and you're shooting plink, 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 yeah. you're rolling and like fucking Keanu yeah. Reeves and shit. Those guys, you know, that's an, they're, they're equal to everybody in the world. All well, they have to do well, is this. I mean, they've, they've yeah. balanced it out to a squeeze of a trigger and SEAL Team with 6 operatives aren't walking around going, I'm in the SEALs. Watch out, bro. I want to get to yeah. the front of the line. Exactly. You know. There was a bunch of Marines that came to the comedy store the other night. Real nice guys. They were there for this Toys or Tots thing, hanging out with them, talking to them afterwards. And then there's some weird drunk guy who comes up to me after the Marines left, and he asked me about recon Marines. And he's like, oh, look at that. He just went oh, in. Oh, you're sick. That Ugh. was throw up, ladies and gentlemen. That's what we were trying to avoid. That, that was sound. amazing. It just All fluid. Right. We should probably end this anyway. I gotta go. Who's home. gonna? Yeah, let's, I'm going to Mexico. Look at that. Tomorrow. There he's throwing up again. That's a good I don't way know to who's end. Who's cleaning that thing? That's a good any, end. Any ideas? We'll just throw that away. I got you. We get another one. We'll throw that away. We'll get another. You're hurting. We're not. Um, boop. Ooh, I'm just watching oh, a bunch of puke coming out of Brendan Schaub's mouth. Anyway. It's all good. Super sorry about all this. It's a good way to end. It's a oh. good way to end. It's a good way to end. Um, Brian Callen, you got any dates coming up? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> January 12th. January 12th. 13th. Don't puke through my dates. January 12th, 13th, 14th. I'm in... Uh, I'm in fucking, mm. uh, where am I? Hold on, January 12th, 30th, I'm in Nashville at Zany's, and then at the end of the month, a Columbus Funny Bone, January 25th, 26th, my birthday, 27th. Yeah, you uh, could try to go see Brendan Schaub at the Wilbur Theater in Boston, but it's sold out, sold out. But I'm in Portland before, the 11th through the 13th. He just threw up. And I'm in Denver on the 1st, February, and then 2nd, 3rd, St. Louis. Come see me. I won't be sick. <laughs> yeah, he won't be Boston, sick. Boston, that bitch is sold out. I love you. Um, what are you doing on Wednesday night? <laughs> Why, what's up? You want to do a set at the Ice House? Hell yeah. Okay, then. Brendan Shaw will be at the Ice House. Ice House is sold out, too, you fucks. Um, this Friday night, I'm at the Mirage <laughs> in Las Vegas with the great and powerful Ian Edwards. And then New Year's Eve, the day after the UFC, two shows at the Wiltern in Los Angeles. All right. I apologize Love for you throwing up. I apologize. It's all good. It was Love a good way to end. Bye. Good way to end. Are you okay, man? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>